ancient land of China, schools and the martial arts were a way of life, but none were as lethal as the one we are about to reveal. Five deadly venoms. A secret society, each man unknown to the other, identified only by a mass representing one of nature's deadly assassins, the centipede, the snake, the scorpion, the lizard, and the toad. Five deadly venoms, five masters in the martial arts, each man pitted against the other in savage combat, and each trained in their own vicious method of killing. They practiced a special kind of kung fu, killing by instinct, with machine-like precision, lightning speed, and ruthless power, as ferocious and deadly as the venomous creatures from which it took its name, and whose stings were always fatal. Kill or be killed. Five deadly venoms. No mercy asked, none given, in a kung fu epic as brutal as nature itself. Five deadly venoms, survival of the fittest and kung fu action at its very best in the most spectacular martial arts program of the year. Five deadly venoms, five stinging ways to die. Pick your poison, you'll be stung to your seats. Don't miss Five Deadly Venoms, a Shaw Brothers presentation. Theirs was a mission of certain death. Outnumbered and unarmed, they must get to the tyrant that enslaves their people. No weapon, no matter how lethal, can match their kung fu. Alexander Fusheng stars as the young martial arts expert pitted against a murderous warlord with a deadly kung fu skill. They live to fight and fight to live in a whirlwind of kung fu action. Four men sworn to battle to the death against these lawless legions of the damned. The Four Assassins.
five men of destiny await the ultimate challenge. Death and destruction were the Manchu order. They murdered their way to victory. Nothing could stop them until they met the five masters of death. Five new men of destiny. Five new deadly ministers of kung fu justice. Five new kung fu killing techniques. The whipping triple jointed stick, an avenging reaper of justice. The piercing pole, driving its way to victory. The deadly tiger stork, no one escapes. The crushing crossed fists, pounding up revenge on Manchu murderers. See the five kung fu masters of death defeat the Manchu warlords. See the five masters of death. When you're the best, you do things with style. J.J. McQuaid is the best. He's a lone wolf lawman in the Lone Star State. Even a wolf has his weaknesses. And a powerful enemy. The final showdown belongs to McQuaid. Lone Wolf McQuaid, starring Chuck Norris, David Carradine, Barbara Carrera, and Leon Isaac Kennedy. Or forgive them, because they killed his wife, they raped his daughter. And they deserve to die. So he's doing it again. His way. Charles Bronson. He's the best there is at getting even. Goodbye. Death Wish 2. Rated R. Now playing at the Sacramento Drive-In, Dome 24, Birdcage Walk, and the State in Woodland. Friday the 13th, Part 3 in Super 3D. The all-new process that puts you in the picture. Whether you want to be there or not. It will scare you. Count on it. Friday the 13th, Part 3 in Super 3D. Rated R. Now playing in Sacramento. Check newspapers for theaters and showtime. This is the movie that Rex Reed called the most horrifying motion picture I have ever seen. This film is positively ruthless in its attempt to drive you right out of your mind. Sally, I hear something. Stop! Stop! The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. From New Line Cinema. Rated R. There are killers on the loose, dressed like cops, and they always use a magnet. There's only one cop around who can crack this case. They call him Dirty Harry. In 24 hours, Harry stops a robbery, covers a stakeout, and prevents a hijacking. Clint Eastwood is back, and this time his world is dirtier than ever. 
Magnum Force, rated R. Opening Christmas Day at selected theaters around the country. theaters.
知道你还是会喜欢我的Pleasure doing business with you. I 本来想推薦你上去，但你上頭唔批准。點解？呢個人你應該好熟嘅。我聽日要走。後日去台灣嗰單嘢，咪帶埋阿成咯，俾個機會啲後生仔啊嘛。说声漫长路快要走过
一朝做贼，想做好人不容易。我已经冇咗个细佬，我唔想连你呢个朋友都冇埋。阿杰，唔好再叫我做阿杰，叫阿 Sir。而家大把世界。有好多旧客要靠豪哥你拉翻嚟噶，我哥系产值唔系我啊！呢度已经唔系我同你嘅世界。你嘢喐手啊！即刻转翻转头Consult your listings. Fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three. The day you count on for terror is not over. Friday, the thirteenth, part two, rated R. Starts Friday at the Sacramento Drive-In. Forty. One of the ten best films of the year, a high-octane mixture of outlandishly stylized camp and outrageously sensational shootouts.
Outrageously exhilarating. Guaranteed to tingle the most jaded moviegoer's palate. A film concocted with nitroglycerin. The combined energy of the Road Warrior, Robocop, and the Terminator. Killer is great cinema. The Killer, a thriller comedy that will leave you breathless. a movie that will leave you breathless. Christian Slater, Patricia Arquette, Dennis Hopper, Val Kilmer, Gary Oldman, Brad Pitt, Christopher Walken, in a Tony Scott film that critics are calling a Bonnie and Clyde for the 90s. True Romance, rated R, starts Friday, September 10th at a theater near you. My instructions and we all walk away clean. Domino, you're with me on the side. Shepard, you cover the rear. All we want is the money. This is an inside job. Ten million in cash. Let's go home right now. I've seen you two. We're celebrity hostages. Dogs. Before Pulp Fiction. The original Men in Black shook the world of action cinema in the original A Better Tomorrow. Presents the explosive bullet ridden sequel, A Better Tomorrow 2. Hong Kong action mavericks John Woo and Troy Hark take the heroic bloodshed genre to the next level and beyond in a violent symphony of destruction that is often imitated but never better. Chow Yun Fat, Leslie Chung, and T Long. Better tomorrow, too.
He practiced the lizard style. Chameleon. The lizard is a very agile and nimble style. It enables a man to climb like a lizard. David Rockefeller's money couldn't save him. No. Despite all of the hard work he did for Satan. But he's behind the latest accusations. If you disagree, then you must be a Russian agent. Yeah. <laughs> That's a bunch of gobbledygook. Peddling that has got to be spooks. There's not an angle I couldn't possibly juice. And if it's coming out of my mouth, it's got to be truth. Let's keep it all cerebral. If I run for mayor, I won't be mayor. I leave it to the people. Consider this a shot across the bow. The sheeple are awake and we gon' shake them up now. Make them well aware you are extreme liars. You create smoke, then you're like a scream fire. Like we can't see who lit it. It shows like a Saturday Night Live skit. Okay, I get it. None of these federal projectors ever want to speak. Even though I come and visit them like once a week. Not a single thing I say is tongue-in-cheek. The NYPD just sprung a leak. Not one of these federal projectors, they want to speak. Even though I come and visit them like once a week. Not a single thing I say is tongue-in-cheek. The NYPD just sprung a leak. Bastard. You did it again. You a real hard bastard. When will it end? I must say bastard.
All right, welcome to the show. I am the Hard Bastard. Uh, before we get into it, let me mention a couple of things. Uh, in the YouTube chat, I'm using a uh, bot to post links because I'm no longer allowed to post links in the description uh, and for some reason. But the bot can post links in the chat, so it's retarded. Uh, I took away all of its moderation because I don't want a moderator. Uh, and uh, so, because he, he moderated someone when he first came in. And so I removed all of that, and in a real bitchy way too. The nightbot was like, "Oh no, caps! You're you've been warmed." I don't I don't want that to do anything like that. Just post links. Anyway, if you see this fucking thing, moderate anyone. Tell me, and I'll try to remove it, because it's only supposed to post links. That's it. That's it. That's all it's supposed to do. No moderation. So if it does anything other than post links, let me know, and I will uh, go into the settings and see. If I can undo any of it. Okay. Second thing you'll see on the stream, uh, excuse me, on the screen, bottom left, is we're at 11 out of 50. Thank you very much, everybody who signed up. The the uh, uh, soft gentleman's bathhouse, the membership option was nuked by YouTube. YouTube stripped the soft gentleman's channel of monetization. So that all goes away. So we're trying to build it back up via Subscribestar. Link in the description on Rumble and in the chat. Uh, on YouTube, or uh, you can go to Rumble and click the red subscribe button. And as people sign up, I will I have to update it manually. So if you sign up, you probably won't see the number change right away. But uh, when we get into videos, I'll, I'll check over the list uh, and, um, and uh, uh, update the number. And I think there were some overnight. So uh, I think when we ended last, last night, we were at 8. I think now we're at 11. So very good. Thank you very much again, everybody. For signing up. Okay. Oh, I guess I'll mention this one last thing. Uh, we're going in full guns blazing in 2024. And so um, we have a new show coming out February 5th. It is going to be on off nights. So the normal stream times will remain the same. Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, 6.30 Eastern. And Monday and Wednesday, around 7 or 8 Eastern, there's going to be a new show, new format, uh, same topics, same political topics that all remains the same and uh, uh, but the format's going to be different and it's going to be off of YouTube it'll be on all the other platforms and we'll see it's we're, it's basically going to be a test run we'll do I don't know a month of episodes two months we'll see and we'll see if people like it if people like it we'll keep doing it if not we'll do something else so that's basically the deal so that's that's February 5th so look out for that okay I'm going to start out with the news now we have uh uh, what would you what would you call what's the best such great nicknames for Bill Mitchell uh, the aging lesbian is on suicide watch and and the thing is just make sure this is really important uh, definitely um, don't call Bill Mitchell a homosexual drag queen okay he's made that very clear when he went on the Tim Pool show and uh, talked to Tim Pool like he was the teacher tattling on people who called him an aging lesbian and a homo... What, did he bring up homosexual drag queen? Or maybe that was in a tweet. I forget. But anyway, don't call Bill Mitchell any of those things. Now, if you recall, Bill Mitchell said if DeSantis doesn't win the primary, he's going to retire from politics. That was obviously a lie because he's now changing his tune. But you say, well, what do you mean? What happened with DeSantis? DeSantis has withdrawn and has endorsed Trump. So uh, this is good to see. 
a little bit unexpected. Um, but you know what? I'm, I'm relieved. I'm relieved because what this at least shows is while DeSantis ran the worst campaign in the history of American politics, he's not part of the gay op. That was, that's key. Ron DeSantis is not going to be part of the gay op to rob Trump of the nomination and give it to another candidate. Nikki Haley is clearly that candidate. This is over, uh, uh, but I don't think Nikki Haley's going to drop out. I think no matter what happens in New Hampshire, they're going to stay in because they there's at least and these people might lose. They might lose the battle, but there is a faction that wants to pull a gay off uh, 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 a gay op off at the convention. Where how that would work, from what I understand, there is a method in which if Trump got the votes, they could still give it to Nikki Haley somehow. Um, so there's a faction that wants to do that. That's insane. That's total suicide. But I think there's a faction. Now, if Nikki gets blown out, which is very possible, it, it, maybe they'll have second thoughts. But with Ron out now, I think a lot of those DeSantis people are going to vote for Trump. Some certainly might vote for Haley. But I think you're going to see... Um, you're going to see... The voters, I have no problem with DeSantis voters. The DeSantis shills, and, and they're, they're, most of them are showing their true colors because they're going to go, uh, some of them are going to support Haley, some of them are going to support RFK, some of them are going to support Biden, but I think they're going to be part of this uniparty plan to demonize Trump and his supporters throughout the election. Not all of them, some of them are coming around, and, uh, and, and some of them, uh, the, the non-clowns, like the uh, Clay Travises of the world, who supported DeSantis, but he was very, you know, when he talked to uh, Patrick Bet David, this was a while ago, um, and his co-host Buck Sexton, they went on the Patrick Bet David show. They they had a very reasonable discussion about DeSantis and Trump. I didn't agree with their conclusion, but they didn't clown themselves. They made arguments like the understandable arguments, and so they've taken their loss like adults. And now they're, they're like, all right, well, it's time to support Trump. So your guy lost, your guy's done, it's time to support Trump. And, um, and I have no problem uh, with people if they supported DeSantis and now you're hopping aboard. Now, other people might have a problem with that. And this is the thing. There's going to always be people, especially on the Internet, that talk mad shit. And what's bullshit is this uh, demand that some DeSantis people have, like, uh, like uh, who's the uh, smash... A little bit heavy on the makeup, but still a smash on the uh, Clay Travis network. Uh, Tommy Lauren. Tommy Lauren has this thing. It's like the, she needs people to suck her dick, okay? That's just not... If you're going to support Trump, support Trump. It's, you have your reasons to pick whatever candidate you want. The idea that, like, well, everyone has to be welcoming. Well, some people are welcoming. I'm welcoming. I have no problem. Hop aboard, whatever. But there's going to be other people. Maybe they'll make fun of you. Maybe they'll say, ah, DeSantis. You know, whatever they're going to say. That's fine. The idea that your support of Trump is dependent upon what they do, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. Your support for Trump should be your personal decision. The idea that some guy calling you a bitch or whatever the hell, being mean on the internet, that that could somehow affect your vote, that's retarded. All you're doing is demanding that people suck your dick. No one's going to suck your dick, okay? Support Trump, great. You know, if you make a mistake on the internet, you're going to just be like, oh, I made a mistake. Yeah, I thought DeSantis would be good, and I fucked up. And now, you, no, okay, fine. So it's going to be interesting to see. 
how this all works, but DeSantis gave a pretty decent speech. He seemed relieved, frankly. I think a lot of this was because he was talked into it. Um, he did not look comfortable in a lot of the interviews that he did, uh, and I think it was a huge mistake. Uh, with that said, had they ran a reasonable campaign, I think they could have been more competitive. But it was just, uh, it was run so poorly, it makes me think that maybe partly it was a deliberate sabotage, because what what was happening is you had a really good governor, and he is a good governor in Florida. Now, there are some mistakes, the, the pamphlet bill, where they're trying to arrest people, and they're they're doing that right now. There are people that they're trying to put in jail for a year over littering. They're calling it littering, but it was a person passing out uh, pamphlets or uh, putting pamphlets at people's houses. Jehovah's Witnesses do that. Now, I don't like fucking Jehovah's Witness pamphlets and bullshit at my house, okay? But what I do is when I get them, you know, during election season, you get all this fucking bullshit, and then you get menus from... It's like, what do I do? I put it in the trash, okay? I don't need people put in jail over that. That's ridiculous. So whether it's a pamphlet about Armageddon coming or a pamphlet about pizza, or a pamphlet about the Jews. Okay, who cares? Stop trying to put everybody in jail. This is ridiculous. So that's a negative, but he's done a lot of other good stuff. Okay, he had a lot of political capital. And so what was going on? You had, you had DeSantis, you had a rising star in Cary Lake in Arizona, and, and, and what I think is a major threat to the AIDS commies are... Um, States run by decent governors with decent legis state legislatures. That's a big problem because they're passing. There are some states. It's like the one good thing on the Republican side that's been happening is at the local level, shit has been getting done. Now, some of it, you know, then the commies and the ACLU, they'll fight these bills. And then, you know, so the legislature will pass it. The governor will sign it. And then the ACLU comes in and it's all, it's all a bunch of bullshit. Um, but they're at least trying. It's possible that people saw what DeSantis was doing and they ran a sabotage campaign. Now, he is still responsible. I'm not saying that absolves him of everything. He's still responsible for making mistakes. Can he recover from this? I don't know. I will tell you this. This was like the last possible moment where you could redeem yourself because it was clearly over. I mean, some people are saying it's too late. It might be too late. I don't know. We're going to have to see it play out. If he would have waited a little longer, it probably would have been too late. But we'll see. We'll see if it's too late. I hope it's not too late just from the standpoint of you need, like, how many good governors are there? Not a lot. Okay? And even the ones that are good, there are problems. You know, his, his absolute just guzzling of the Israeli cock is just not good. Going over to Israel and signing bills, like, that's totally, that's just unseemly. You don't... And I would say that with any country. Don't go over to Jamaica and sign a bill for, for our country. What are you doing? It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So Ron DeSantis suspends his campaign, endorses Trump. And then uh, uh, Trump was interviewed, or it wasn't really an interview. He was uh, at, a, at a, I don't know, an event or something, or maybe a restaurant. I forget. It's a, it's a quick clip that I saw just before I went live. Someone asked him about the sanctimonious, and he says, the desanctimonious nickname is retired. That's what Trump said, so there we go. Um, there's also people talking about DeSantis as a possible VP. So I, I've given who I would like to see, uh, uh, Tucker Carlson or Carrie Lake. Um, uh, Noam, I think, would be fine. Um, 
here's the thing with here's here's the thing with DeSantis. I can see the argument for unifying the base. I understand that argument. I would rather it not be DeSantis. I would rather him be the governor in Florida. Uh, but I can see the argument. So I don't know. I don't know. It would it would definitely, I think, unify. But do you need to? Because I I don't know. I think this will be resolved. He's done. Everyone, you know, look what happened in 2015. It was like a war. And then everyone came around and they supported Trump. So I don't know if you need to do that to unify, but we'll see. I would rather have him as governor, but we'll see. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis announced on Sunday he was suspending his presidential campaign and endorsing former President Trump. DeSantis announced announcement came after he stayed in second place throughout the entire time he was a presidential candidate. He said, citizens do not serve politicians. It is the duty of politicians to serve you. Talk is cheap. Action speaks louder than words. Reversing the decline of this nation requires leadership. At deliver- Speaking of decline of the nation, I don't know if I have an article about this. <laughs> I don't... If someone told me this was happening like five years ago, I'd be like, what are you talking about? Apparently, have you heard this one? I think it's in New York City. And I don't know why they're doing this, but apparently migrants are peeing in cups and putting them on the porches of the residents. Why would you do that? Why wouldn't you just piss? Look, there's a lot of pissing and shitting in the streets, especially in Democrat-run cities. So if you told me, hey, the migrants, they're pissing and shitting in the streets, I go, well, yeah, so that's, that's, that sounds about right to me. Why are you pissing in a cup and then putting it on someone's porch is like is it are you being told to do that okay or are they thinking well i don't want to piss in the street so i'm going to piss in this cup and put it on someone's porch and then they can pour it in the toilet for me what the hell is going on what the fuck is happening so i don't know uh what that must be like you go out on your porch you're trying to pick up your newspaper does that even happen anymore i don't know and there's a cup of piss and also they said that they were shitting in cups how did i where did yeah this was a um this was a a news clip like on a show um there's got to be an article this is this has got to be a top five uh you know piss and shit article when it comes out one of the sanitation workers i'm telling you i'm not making this up said, uh, oh, we were cleaning up and I saw what I thought was uh, leftover hot chocolate and it turned out to be like diarrhea or shit. Or I forget what word he used. Is this, what, are you, this is like a meme. What, what is happening here? And, and then how do you shit in a cup? What kind of shit? There's no way. How do you even shit in a cup? What kind of small ass shits are you taking? You can't take a dump in a cup. Maybe some little like, you know, I, I don't know, maybe a woman could shit in a cup. I don't think I've ever taken a shit that could fit in a cup. Have you? As a man? Anyway, I, I, I don't know. But anyway, that's another story. Okay, back to the DeSantis thing. If anyone finds an article on that, hardnewsnetwork at gmail.com, someone might have already sent it. People send me lots of articles, so it might already be in there. I just, there's a lot. I could have missed it. But um, my God, what is coming to a city near you? What is happening? Anyway. Uh, so he was talking about a nation in decline. He says, requires leadership that delivers big results for the people we are elected to serve. 
I have a record of leading with conviction, championing an agenda marked by bold colors, delivering on my promises, and defeating the people who are responsible for our nation's decline. That is the type of leadership we need for all of America. He said he and his wife, Casey, prayed about what they should do after he finished second place in Iowa. If there was anything I could do to produce a favorable outcome, more campaign stops, more interviews, I would do it. But I can't ask our supporters to volunteer their time and donate their resources if we don't have a clear path to victory. Did you see the clip where apparently someone who worked in DeSantis's campaign, they came in to like report on their job and like one of the head guys is doing a jigsaw puzzle. And there's a picture of it. It's a giant fucking puzzle. It's got to be. I haven't done a puzzle in years. I actually like puzzles. Jigsaw puzzles. It's just, that's kind of the, you know, you did, I remember doing it like when I was on vacation with my grandparents to go to this cabin in the Poconos and my grandmother would break out like a five billion piece puzzle. And I would like watch, I was, I was a long time ago, and I'd watch her do and somehow she did it. And I was like, how the fuck did you do all that? Holy shit, you got a lot of patience. Anyway. He's working on a puzzle. Motherfucker, you're supposed to be... It's not like they rolled up to his house and he was just chilling doing a puzzle. I don't have a problem with that. He brought a puzzle to, like, the office or wherever they were. What the fuck are you doing? Like, what is wrong with you? Like, this is what I'm saying. Like, this is... These are not serious people. These are not serious people. And so... Uh, anyway, it's just ridiculous. So those are part of the volunteers. Uh, and he says, today I'm suspending my campaign. I'm proud to have delivered on 100% of my promises. I will not stop now. DeSantis said it became clear that a majority of GOP primary voters wanted to give Trump another chance. He says, they watch his presidency get stymied by relentless resistance, and they see Democrats using lawfare to this day to attack him. While I've had disagreements with Trump, such as on the coronavirus pandemic and his elevation of Anthony Fauci, well, let's be real, Ron, you sucked Fauci's dick a little bit in the beginning as well, but you pivoted. You've pivoted better than Trump has on the vaccine. I'll give you that. You did suck his uh, dick a little bit, though, Fauci. He's a little bit. You sucked his dick a little bit. But anyway, he says, Trump is superior to the current incumbent, Joe Biden. That is clear. I signed a pledge to support the Republican nominee, and I'll honor that pledge. He was my endorsement, because we can't go back to the old Republican guard of yesteryear, repackaged, uh, uh, formed, that we have uh, warmed over corporatism that Nikki Haley represents. I was uh, pleasantly surprised. I thought there was a chance he was going to, like, endorse Nikki Haley. Um, but, uh, you know, so good to see. You're not in on the gay op. Maybe, you know, you could argue, well, but he was in on the gay op. Like, if this would have been more successful, he probably would have been in on the gay op. Maybe. If there's a gay op afoot. I mean, I think there is, but I could be wrong. The race was permanently altered after Trump was indicted by Fat Albert. Alvin Bragg, or Fat Alvin. Um, NBC News analyst Steve Kornacki said during a recent analysis that there are multiple polls that showed DeSantis ahead of Trump after Florida was one of the lone bright spots after last year's midterm elections. Polling averages showed the race between Trump and DeSantis being within 10 points. However, after Trump was indicted, a sizable percentage of Republicans came back to supporting Trump and three additional subsequent indictments further rallied Republican voters around the former president. Now that is pleasing. Enjoy that. Oh, that's, that is, that's phenomenal. Remember, remember uh, around this time I was saying, 
you know, the morale is just, there's nothing going on. Remember this? This was like another world ago. I was like, yeah, we need something. I'm like, the morale is just, it's just things are kind of dead. I'm like, we need some. And did I, I mean, this surpassed my wildest imagination when it comes to firing up Trump's base. Thank you, retards. Thank you for turning him in to the biggest martyr in American political history. Maybe, well, one or two, you know. You could say Lincoln, but uh, I don't think Lincoln is uh, who they say he was. Uh, but anyway, whatever. Depending on how you view Lincoln. Um, and uh, this, is, uh, this is fantastic. It was, and I don't think DeSantis, if they hadn't indicted, I don't think DeSantis would have won, but I do think it would have been closer. These people are so rabidly opposed to Donald Trump. They have no emotional control, so they decide to weaponize the government against him, and they've already been doing that, at such a level that it's completely backfired, and now morale is at its highest it's ever been. And now more and more people are supporting Trump, uh, and it's fantastic. So I'm very pleased. They self-owned. They self-owned. They had a shot, maybe to get rid of their nightmare if they would have just uh, been normal. But they can't do that because commies are not normal. They have no emotional control, most of them. And so look what happened. Oh, that's satisfying. That is satisfying. Shot themselves in their own foot. Oh, amazing. Now we have this brand new South Carolina poll shovels dirt on Nikki Haley's grave. By the way, I'm very pleased to tell you that there's a new interview in which Nikki Haley has said that she had... Uh, a tough time growing up in the South as a brown person. Oh, please. We're very close to the narrative becoming a consistent one that Nikki Haley is a woman of color. Look, Nikki Haley passes as a white woman. If Nikki Haley is a person of color, I'm a black man and I'm going to make commercials on the Nikki Haley black outreach. And I ha I have, I I'm looking on Amazon for... Um, what are those called? Nimes? You know, I didn't even know what that was called. It was this, whatever the Egyptians wear. Going to get some of those. Going to get a scepter. Going to look at the old X-Clan albums. And I'm going to see what they're wearing. See if I can get any of that shit. Remember Professor X, Brother J, very pro-black, militant rap music. Yeah, got to get the African medallions. Got to get the African medallions. I imagine you can still get those. We're going to go, we're, yeah. If, if you're going to go this route, you know how ridiculous this is? That Nikki Haley is... We're probably the same complexion. Now, I'm pretty pale for an Italian. Italians can be dark-skinned. And that's, uh, you know, there's the whole thing with the Moors. But it's just, that's Sicilian. Uh, I used to make fun of Sicilians, but uh, it turns out I am part Sicilian. So that's, that's what I deserve. I deserve that completely. But anyway, uh, Sicilians... I'm probably blacker than her. I'm more of a person of color than she is because the Moors are black or depending on, you know, what quote you're using from True Romance. Anyway, brand new South Carolina poll shovels dirt uh, on Nikki Haley's grave right after two New Hampshire polls sounded her death knell. Oh, baby. Nikki Haley went from an abysmal third place in Iowa to more bad news in New Hampshire. Revolver recently covered the impending disaster in the Granite State. Two brand spanking new polls out of New Hampshire. Very bad news for Nikki Haley, <clears throat> a.k.a. Birdbrain, 
a.k.a. Nikki New Taxes, a.k.a. Nikki the Neocon. I really hope Big Teeth Nikki somehow, uh, and I don't even, I don't even care. First of all, there's no way, the, when it comes to the internet, usually someone else, there's no way you came up, I'm not saying people can't come up with stuff, but there's probably someone that may, because it's a fairly obvious observation. That's a fairly obvious observation that her, her teeth are big. She got big teeth, big teeth, Nikki. It would just please me if somehow <laughs> that nickname took off. If Trump said it, he can take credit for it. I don't even care. I just want to hear someone say it on like a news show. That would be amazing. Anyway, we'll see. Bird brain is fantastic, though. I like that one. <laughs> As it turns out, the coalition of the lukewarm... Heavily suburban, female, college-educated, milquetoast independents, and Trump-hating Democrats that she's putting together doesn't appear to be enough to deliver her the Granite State. Well, yeah, because Trump's voters are emboldened. You've made him a martyr. The first poll to sound the alarm for Big Teeth Nikki was released early today, and it was sponsored by the Boston Globe. The poll shows Trump with an absolutely massive lead with New Hampshire Republicans, and even worse, for Big Teeth Nikki. He's running neck and neck with her into, uh, with independence. Sure, one poll might be a fluke, but two, that's starting to look like a pattern. Seems like Americans are turning their backs on the warmongering globalist, even in establishment-heavy New Hampshire. So he's up 14. And then DeSantis is out, so he'll pick up some of those at least, so we'll have to see. Um, among, uh, so so uh, among Republicans, he's up 40 among independents, he's up 15. However, the bad news doesn't stop for Nikki back in her home turf of South Carolina. She's lagging behind Trump by a whopping 39 points. Ouch, that's got to hurt. This is brutal. As if getting pummeled in her own state wasn't bad enough, Nikki's just been dealt another major blow. South Carolina Senator Tim Scott is throwing his support behind Trump. That's an endorsement Nikki was really banking on. It's a serious hit to her credibility her ego, and a campaign that's been on the ropes from day one. Yeah, you know what? They might give up the gay op. This is going so badly, they might give up the gay op. That, that does happen when you get so overwhelmingly defeated. It's, sometimes it's difficult for them to cheat. For example, in Virginia, they tried to cheat in Virginia during the governor's race, and they had their one corrupt county where they, you know, it's a, the pattern, they stopped the count. They wait to see what they need, and it was insurmountable, and they couldn't do it. That almost happened in Jersey, too. But they, 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 were, they were barely successful in Jersey, cheating in uh, Phil Murphy. Um, but they weren't successful in Virginia. It's possible something like that happens here, and something like that happens in the general. It's possible. In the general, they have a lot of ways they can cheat, so you know it's, we'll have to see. But it is possible. And about this so-called two-person race she keeps talking about, that's not true. President Trump has the nomination in the bag. And all this hullabaloo now is a colossal waste of time and money. Big Teeth Nikki's lackluster showing in Iowa definitely wasn't what she was hoping for. She had her sights set on snagging second place despite the letdown. She celebrated as if she just struck gold. Hilarious. Nikki, Big Teeth Nikki, would be out by now if the establishment elites weren't so obsessed with destroying Trump. They, along with their cronies in the media, are bending over backwards towards, or, or to make it look like there's some real competition underway. Yeah, there's in the video portion, there's a, uh, 
Ali Valshi video where he uh, he's like, oh, it's not over. Yeah, it's over. Don't buy it. The only crowd rallying behind Nikki are the GOP warmongers and radical Democrats. She's betting all her chips on them to swoop in and rescue her failing campaign in New Hampshire. Well, they got a big hill to climb. They got a big hill to climb. So this is interesting uh, from Breitbart. The corporate media and big tech interfered in the 2020 election and breaking the news provides undeniable proof. Well, I mean, this is, you know, just added on. Before a single vote was cast in the 2020 election, the 2020 election was baked into the cake. America's political and media establishment were not going to let what happened to them in 2016 happen again. Don't take my word for it. Time magazine published an article in February of 2021 called The Secret History of the Shadow Campaign that Saved the 2020 Election, which describes a vast effort by a network <clears throat> of partisan political operatives, union leaders, and business titans to create a mail-in ballot revolution to oust Trump. This is quite literally a plan hatched by a highly motivated and well-funded few to undermine American democracy as we know it. Yet it is not well understood exactly what the American left did and how they pulled it off, and scarier still, how much of it is still legal to this day. And oh yeah, they're going to use the same playbook again in 2024. Telling the true story of the 2020 election was one of the most critical sections of my New York Times best-selling book, Breaking the News, for the 24 election. Uh, in the aftermath of the 2020 election, Trump supporters distracted themselves with far-fetched conspiracies and other unprovable theories that voting system, again, some of them did that, a minority, allegedly developed by Hugo Chavez in Venezuela, no, no, that's not the argument, or owned by Communist China or serves, serviced by a company called Dominion, flipped the exact number of votes necessary to beat Trump. A little bit of a straw man here, uh, you know, overall the article's fine. But uh, that's not the argument. Uh, some voting machines flipped votes. And that's documented. We also have, uh, we'll get to it, uh, uh, there, is, there was a hearing where they demonstrated this, but you can go to the Antrim County report. They, they show that that happened. Um, the election was manipulated in two critical ways. First, the government dishonestly, dishonestly used the coronavirus pandemic to make wholesale changes to our voting rules that made it easier for Democrats to amass ballots, that's true. And second, the establishment media, combined with the Silicon Valley masters of the universe, swamped the public with misinformation and impaired voter access to true information, leaving them distracted and misinformed. Together, that's what delivered the election for Joe Biden. I cover each of the two major manipulations. Cheap by mail. In the book, I list a number of statistical anomalies surrounding Joe Biden's victory against Donald Trump. Aside from getting a record number of votes for an incumbent president, Trump also saw his support rise with blacks and Hispanics. He won the traditional bellwether states of Iowa, uh, Ohio, and Florida, all by greater margins than the, poll predict, uh, the polls predicted. And he won a stunning 83% of American counties. The list goes on. So how did he lose? The answer is what became known as cheat by mail. And there is no individual who was a bigger part of this plot than Mark Zuckerberg. Widespread mail voting surged in the 2020 race, according to Pew, for the 37 states and D.C., where data is available. Mail-in ballots accounted for over half of all primary votes cast. This number surged ostensibly that people would stay safe from COVID, but it's obvious that the main purpose of the mail-in ballots was to put Democrats at a massive political advantage. Ballotpedia approximated that about 40 states made changes to 
the 2020 general election, in response to the coronavirus, that chaos allowed Democrats to bag more votes. In the end, nearly half of the electorate cast ballots by mail in 2020, practically a revolution in how people vote. About a quarter voted early in person, and only a quarter of voters cast their ballots the traditional way in person on Election Day. It's much easier to turn in a less than legal ballot than it is to overturn one. With new voting drop boxes in places, the Democrats were practically invited to ballot harvest. Ballot harvesting is when a third party, political operatives, is allowed to handle your vote. This comes with a number of major pitfalls. With mail-in voting, there is naturally no on-site monitoring. This means intimidation, coercion, forgeries, or even bribery can take place without anyone ever knowing about it. Politically, or activists can easily approach low civic engagement voters, convince them to vote for Democrats, and then turn in their ballots, with the public being none the wiser. They do that. I mean, that's, they do that all the time. Politically speaking, widespread ballot harvesting is more likely to favor Democrats who have vast, well-funded networks of community organizers, people who are paid to make ballots get turned in. Rules vary from state to take, excuse me, state to state. Take California, for example, where there is no limit to how many ballots a harvester can collect. In fact, there's no way to learn anything about who the harvesters are, who is paying them, or how prolific they are. Yeah, this is why I say uh, California has their cheating on luck. It's, uh, it, it's, it's going to be very difficult to ever win uh, in California, but you never know. While ballot harvesting may be legal in some areas of the country, it is clearly not in the spirit of free and fair elections. In fact, it's almost impossible to ascertain how widely the tactic is being used, considering that Joe Biden got more than 15 million votes in 2020 than Bathhouse Barry got in 2012. And given the sheer volume of mail-in votes turned in, it would be shocking if the Democrat ballot harvesting machine was not a major explanation for these massive gains. It should go without saying that the more people who handle your ballots, the more opportunity there is for fraud. Yet there are people who even now advocate for loosening restrictions on who can access your ballot, which is blatant invitation for coercion and other unethical activity. In America, we call these people Democrats. COVID fake news leads to real votes. Allegedly, due to the coronavirus pandemic, a Michigan judge ruled that postmarked mail-in ballots can be accepted for two weeks after election day. Insane. North Carolina accepted ballots for nine days past the November 3rd election. Wisconsin allowed for an extra six days to stuff letter boxes with ballots and then count the vote. When Pennsylvania's Supreme Court said mail-in ballots could be counted for three days after the election, I began to inform loved ones that I was of the opinion that Trump was probably going to lose the count. Cheap by mail was going to be the difference. Most states have different rules about postmarks and signatures, making the fog of war intense around Election Day. Wisconsin doesn't even appear to require a postmark at all. Pennsylvania's new voting rules didn't allow or didn't require evidence that a ballot was postmarked on time. Amazing. Utterly amazing. Most, if not all, of the problems with mail-in balloting are still with us and will remain that way through this year's election. That's not good. Uh, I'll offer up what I believe are necessary solutions and mitigation strategies 
for our new low integrity era of elections. It starts with restoring the rules to their pre-pandemic norms and enforcing voter ID laws that include a picture and a signature, among several other examples. But the first thing is first, Republicans must find a way to win enough elections to get any reforms implemented before the Democrats create a permanent majority. After Trump and conservative media, especially Breitbart, dominated social media in the run-up to the 2016 election, the Silicon Valley masters of the universe vowed that their platforms would not ever again be used against their broader globalist ambitions. Twitter, as just one prominent example, colluded with the deep state on a censorship campaign to minimize political damage inflicted on Democrats from Hunter Biden's laptop from hell. Now, they're not going to, of course, have that this year. And this is interesting. Now, now again, Twitter is not perfect. There are things that need to be changed. There are still people being censored for legal speech. That has to change. Um, I am seeing things that I've never seen before. For example, if you go to my Twitter account, or you can go to Beaker's Twitter account, um, he, post, uh, he posted today an absolute lie that Donald Trump was responsible for four cops being killed on January 6th. And what was beautiful about that is there was a, uh, a community note indicating that that was a complete lie. That is not something that they're going to have this time. Um, and, and most likely, I say most likely because there is some shit happening with community notes where they are still being gamed. Uh, by activists. And so Elon Musk needs to, to fix that. That has to be fixed. But um, they're not going to have it as much. Now on YouTube and Facebook, they're going to have absolutely everything they need. But they're not going to have it on Twitter. And uh, we'll see what happens with that. Even Wikipedia editors labeled the New York Post's initial laptop from hell stories debunked. At one point or another, Donald Trump was banned or restricted by Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, Spotify, Reddit, YouTube, TikTok, Pinterest, Google, and most famously from his beloved and powerful Twitter page. But that's only part of the story. Of all the wild corruption and on, uh, by and on Twitter and Facebook, Google's role in manipulating the election got far less attention than it deserved. Here's a few noteworthy details, as reported exclu uh, exclusively by Breitbart. Google Vice President Kent Walker stated in a tearful all-hands company meeting just after the 2016 election that the company intended to make populism and nationalism a blip or a hiccup in the march towards progress. They certainly back that up. Search engine expert and Hillary Clinton and Joe Biden voter Dr. Robert Epstein the senior research psychologist at the American Institute for Be Behavioral Research and Technology said he believed Google shifted a full 6 million votes or more in the 2020 election towards Joe Biden. The real number might be closer to 15. We also found what seems to be a smoking gun. We found a period of days when the vote reminder on Google's homepage was being sent only to liberals. Not one of our conservative field agents received a vote reminder during these days. This is one of several tactics apparently deployed by Google to swing votes. We at Breitbart experienced Google's manipulation firsthand. Google began purging Breitbart's content from search results starting right after the 2016 election. Our search visibility in July 2020 versus 2016 was down 99.7%. Now, that is happening right now on Twitter. Um, Lauren Witzke and some other people have shown their uh, engagement numbers, and it's totally not organic. You know, you can lose engagement 10, 15, 20%. We're talking like 
so they are shadow banning people. They need to fix that. Um, it's, is it possible it's on purpose and Elon Musk is a plan? Oh, absolutely. That's definitely possible. But, uh, you know, we'll see what happens there. And that wee-woo-wee-wee, the, uh, the person who's pissed off, uh, who's that sweaty mongoloid, uh, Mark Cuban. Uh, same thing, uh, reducing, and that's like, a, that's like a meme account almost. Anyway, that means the likelihood that you'll find a Breitbart article when doing a routine Google search without the word Breitbart in the search term is almost zero. Google nonetheless emphatically denies that there is political bias. They're liars. Filthy, lying commies that belong in prison. On May 5th, 2020, Google killed all of Breitbart's uh, traffic on stories about Joe Biden. We went from tens of thousands of impressions on searches for Joe Biden to literally zero. Google simply flipped the switch and turned off the search traffic. A search engine expert with decades of experience in the industry told us that he's never seen anything like this. The sheer fact that there are thousands of pages of Breitbart content that references Biden that were ranking before May 6th, and now they have no rank or impressions on search is a sign of manipulation, not algorithmic devalue. Mind you, none of these stories were false, but rather they were deemed to be damaging to Biden's election prospects, or just call it what it is, trying to gain control over our electorate. And Facebook. Facebook has tried numerous tactics to suppress the reach of conservative pages. They ban, de-boost, and censor content that pushes narratives unfavorable to the Democrat Party. They even at one time manipulated, or excuse me, maintained a hate agents list that was loaded with conservative and anti-establishment accounts. They launched an oversight board known as the Facebook Supreme Court ahead of the 2020 election. Naturally, they staffed it with assorted leftists, including a member of George Soros's Open Society Network. Yes, I recall that list. I believe they had uh, Sargon, uh, Henrik Palmgren, and his wife next to uh, Mengele, I believe. <laughs> Was that the one? They had, like, Mengele, they had uh, a bunch of Muslim Terries, and they had regular, completely law-abiding commentators right on the same list. That's a hell of a thing right there. Hate agents. Hate agents. So, yeah, you got to watch out. You say things that they don't like, and uh, you're a Mengele, apparently. <laughs> oh, baby. Anyway, Facebook actually beat Google to the punch in terms of suppressing Breitbart. After a 2017 study by Yokai Benkler, a professor at Harvard Law School, showed that Breitbart dominated the right-wing media sphere in the 2016 election, we saw our reach on Facebook begin to diminish. At Breitbart, we do nothing if not preserve or persevere. So these days, we are often found at or near the top of Facebook's publisher rankings, but we are getting a relatively big slice of a tinier pie. Zuckerberg and company turned down the volumes on our megaphone since Joe Biden's election, assuring that the president's infinite number of embarrassing moments and policy failures would never go viral. It is far more difficult to get political content to trend in 24 versus past election years, and that is Facebook's design, as it becomes clear that the free exchange of ideas and robust debate did not help them achieve their political goals of protecting Democrats. It was time to limit those types of discussions on the platform. The logic is clear. Facebook executives are often a part of Joe Biden's inner circle. Jeff Zients, a former Facebook board member, was Biden's COVID czar. Erskine Bowles was another Facebook board member, advised the transition. Jessica Hertz, formerly a government affairs executive at Facebook, served on the Biden transition team's general counsel. 
Uh, the list goes on. It is well known that Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg soft money contributions to Joe Biden go far beyond what he did online. He infamously pumped in hundreds of millions of dollars to pay for safe election administration, ostensibly to protect the world from COVID. The centerpiece of the effort were COVID safe drop boxes. These were bins that looked like aluminum public trash cans strewn throughout the country, largely unprotected and unguarded, mostly in precincts that favored Democrats, particularly ones that were likely to have close races and were the most crucial, uh, were the most crucial for Biden to turn out votes. These boxes were the crown jewel of the cheap-by-mail operation. Zuckerberg claimed he was trying to keep people safe while he was carrying out an attack on our democracy. Taken all together, I believe the masters of the universe were the single biggest deciding factor in the 2020 election between the constant manipulation of their platform to benefit Biden and Zuckerberg's last-minute cash dump in certain districts favoring Democrats. The evidence supports the claim. I remind readers of this now in 24 for one simple reason. Most of these tactics appear to be legal and are still in place for this election year. It needs to be a top priority for President Trump, should he win, to crack down on big tech's oligarchy to ensure that free and fair elections are restored in this country. But the first order of business is that he and other strong conservatives have to win this time, and given the level of interference that will occur, he's going to need to win by a lot. Consider this a warning. Unfortunately, it's a similar warning to the one we gave voters in the run-up to 2020. Hopefully it won't be necessary to repeat it ever again. Yeah, hopefully... There's enough votes to counteract this bullshit. We will have to see. Uh, Anyway, Uh, Homeland Security Chair says we have the votes to impeach Mayorkas. All right, do it then. Fucking do it. There's enough support in the GOP-led House to impeach Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas over his handling of the border crisis. Homeland Security Chairman Mark Green raised expectations when speaking to Fox News anchor Maria Bartiromo on Sunday Morning Futures about what comes next after his panel held a second impeachment hearing last week. Right now, we're assembling articles of impeachment. Good. This is good. Uh, We will mark those up in committee very shortly after getting back. The chairman suggested a House floor vote could happen sometime in early February, noting attendance is key as Republicans only have a slim majority in the chamber. Okay, well, hopefully you do something. That's uh, that's pretty good. Okay, uh, this is hilarious. The Chicago commie mayor was treated at the hospital for panic attacks amid illegal immigrant crisis. Oh, that's a shame. Isn't that a shame? Wow. Two Chicago journalists reported that AIDS commie Chicago mayor uh, Brandon Johnson has become so stressed out that he was hospitalized for panic attacks. Oh, goddamn white man. (laughs) John Cass and Anita Padilla broke the news uh, on WGN's AM Chicago Way podcast on January 16th, saying that Johnson needed medical help due to increasing stress. They were talking about the illegal immigrant problem on air when Cass says no amount of antidepressants can cure him of this problem. I know it's so true. And you know, actually, you brought it up. I was going to bring it up. The panic attacks. The mayor's panic attacks. Can we talk about that? Can we talk about that? Padilla asked. Because sources told me, two sources that he's been in the hospital for these panic attacks and he's stressed out because it's a big job for him. He wasn't ready for it. He's not ready for it. 
He's not. He's not a leader. I'm sorry. He's not a leader. You know, a leader brings people up and supports them, and the Chicago police are still waiting to see where that comes from. Yep, he put in a good superintendent, but I think that he needs to prove himself to the police. You know, where does he stand on that? But this immigration issue, this is not helping him at all in this situation. And you know, when you call yourself a sanctuary city, you call yourself a sanctuary state. Guess what's going to happen? Don't blame Texas, because Texas, if you look at what they're dealing with, they have a massive influx. We don't even show the videos on television, the amount of people that are just standing around, you know. And now they're desperate because what happens when people don't have money or don't have food? Yeah, they're going to start robbing. And well, they already have done this in border towns. You know, when you say, well, they're going to start breaking into people's houses, the people living in the border towns, they, they've been dealing with that for years. They start breaking into things. They start committing crimes. Apparently, they start putting piss cups on people's uh, porches. That's a hell of a thing. They start committing crimes, they start working for the cartels, they start doing human trafficking, they start becoming victims of human trafficking. So they had to do what they're going to do with all these people. They had to get them out of their city. And well, sanctuary city, you're the sanctuary city, so you're going to get what you asked for. This person's kind of based. Johnson's been under increasing pressure. Well, on the job as illegals continue to pour into the city fueled by Greg Abbott's busing of the individuals from the border region to the Democrat-led cities. He asked Texas to stop sending illegals to no avail. Good. Yeah, fuck you, bitch. Johnson has gone so far as to suggest that Abbott has staged an attack on leaders of color oh, by shipping illegal immigrants to Chicago and New York, headed by Mayor Eric Adams. He is attacking democratically run cities, and particularly cities that are being led by black leaders and leaders of color. Well, there's plenty of black people in Texas, so I guess Joe Biden is doing the same thing to the black people in Texas. This is unconscionable, he said. I mean, it's a very raggedy approach, and quite frankly, no, not only is it reckless and raggedy, but it is evil-spirited. Shut the fuck up, commie. You'll take it. You'll take it right up the ass. All right, so we'll see what happens. I thought that was pretty funny. Kind of getting what he deserves a little bit. A little bit. Just a little bit. Karma delivered just a little bit. Here we go. Local reporter describes election expert breaking into the Dominion voting machine and changing vote to totals during his Georgia testimony. One of the biggest liars was a guy named Chris Krebs. He was uh, the head of CISA, I think. He was one of these people that came out and said, well, there, you can't... You can't break into these machines, you can't flip votes, and that they're not hooked up to the Internet. All of that turned out to be a lie. So here we have uh, Gateway Pundit reporting on this. After speaking with election integrity expert Garland Favrito, we discovered the courtroom display was much more serious than originally reported. Uh, okay, well, we'll see. Um, Alex Halderman, or J. Alex uh, Halderman, reported... Uh, Oh, no, no, this is the name of the, the guy. He's the expert, okay. J. Alex Halderman demonstrated in court how Dominion voting machines were hacked and altered their tabulations. On Friday, in a federal court in Atlanta, Georgia, University of Michigan professor of computer science and engineering, J. Alex Halderman, testified in front of Judge Amy Totenberg's courtroom about the Dominion voting machines used in the Georgia election since 2020. As reported earlier during his testimony, Halderman was able to hack a Dominion voting machine and change the tabulation in front of a U.S. district judge in the courtroom. Halderman used only a pen to change vote totals. 
His testimony was part of a long-running lawsuit by election integrity activists set as a bench trial. The plaintiffs seek to remove what they say are insecure voting machines in Georgia in favor of secure paper ballots. I, I would not be surprised if Biden arrests everyone involved in this. I would not be surprised. This is a key way that they cheat, and they're going to do everything to protect that. I hope I'm wrong. Following the Gateway Pundit's explosive report on Saturday night, we spoke with Georgia reporter Amber Connor, who's been sitting in the courtroom during the trial for the past two weeks. Amber confirmed what was reported earlier about Halderman's demonstration live on how to hack a Dominion voting machine and change the totals using only a pen. In fact, Halderman borrowed a pen from the defense attorneys for his demonstration. The mainstream legacy news media has decided to ignore this historic case taking place in Georgia. Uh, so... Jim Hoff asked her, uh, I'm anxious to hear what you have to say. You were in the courtroom uh, for the Curling versus Ratzenberger case that's been going on since forever, for over a week now. Maybe you can fill us in. She said, just to give background, Halderman, he was the one who wrote the Halderman report that showed individuals how vulnerable the ballot-making devices that the machine excuse me, the ballot marking devices that the machines that Dominion has, its software, and show different ways where you can access through vulnerabilities within the ballot marking device. And a background of him is he works in Michigan. He has three degrees in computer science from Princeton University. He does security analysis of precinct programs in the U.S. and in other countries. He's been to Australia, India, Estonia to do these things. He's part of a team in California with the Secretary of State to help with forensics and in Antrim County and in Louisiana. <clears throat> when he analyzed the ballot marking device in Georgia, and so what he did is they brought the ballot marking device and the printer up to the front of the courtroom. What he did is he began to show the first vulnerability and he borrowed the State Defense Council uh, so those representing the Georgia secretary, he asked the main counsel to borrow his pen that he was writing with. Then he goes, goes on over to the power button, leans down, he holds down the power button for between 5 to 10 seconds, probably 7 seconds, and it automatically puts the machine in safe mode. And this reboot happens, and then he shows the judge the display and shows a picture of the on-off button, and he's pushing it for five to 10 seconds to instigate the reboot. But before you reboot the whole thing, there will be something that comes up to ask if he wants to go into safe mode, and then he pushes yes, so it doesn't shut it down or reboot. He just goes into safe mode. That allows him to open up files and change the content of the files. But, and again, I will repeat, and, I, and this is the same shit from the Antrim County report. This is all deliberate. This is all deliberately designed this way. But that's not all. Halderman also demonstrated how to fix the results and rig the count during an election. So you can actually install something that you've already pre-programmed, or you can program it at that point to do whatever you tell it to do. Gee, I wonder how you put it in there. Well, I don't know. Telepathically, definitely. Oh, gingermints. That's how you, you use gingermints. So that could be anything from if they vote for George Washington, then it could be recorded or actually displayed as Benedict Arnold. Here's the background on the Halderman report. In June of 2023, a federal district court in the Northern District of Georgia unsealed the 96-page Halderman report 
the security analysis of Georgia's ImageCast X-Ballot marking devices. Georgia's Secretary of State, Brad Ratzenberger, has been hiding this report from the public for two years. Again, he's totally in on it. University of Michigan professor of computer science and engineering, J. Alex Halderman, and security researcher and assistant professor at Auburn University, Drew Stringle, collaborated with the report where they discovered many exploitable vulnerabilities in the Dominion Voting System's ImageCast X system. Far-left judge Amy Totenberg sealed and covered up the results of the investigation of Dominion voting machines in Georgia and sat on the report until this week. The report confirmed that votes can be altered in the Dominion voting machines. In fact, the report revealed that the Dominion software is vulnerable and can be hacked. Following its release, Voter GA, oh, most secure election in history. Following its release, Voter GA founder Garland Favrito joined Steve Bannon in the war room to discuss the findings from the explosive report. Trump hating Secretary of State Ratzenberger hid this information from the public until 2023. Why was that? Well, because he's in on it. He is in on it. Professor Halderman wrote about his findings in a blog post on Wednesday. Back in September 2020, the court granted the curling plaintiffs access to one of Georgia's touchscreen ballot marking devices so they could assess its security. Drew and I extensively, by the way, they've arrested people for doing this. And you might say, well, you know, a judge is allowing it. It's a little different. I would not be surprised if they arrested them anyway. But it, we'll see. We'll see. Drew and I extensively tested the machine and we discovered vulnerabilities in nearly every part of the system that is exposed to potential attackers. The most critical problem we found is an arbitrary code ex execution vulnerability that can be exploited to spread malware from a county's central election management system to every BMD in the jurisdiction. This makes it possible to attack the BMDs at scale over a wide area without needing physical access to any of them. So in this instance, you wouldn't need some fat black bitch to put in a thumb drive. You could just do it over the internet. Amazing. Our report explains how attackers could exploit the flaws we found that change votes or potentially even affect election outcomes in Georgia, including how they could defeat the technical and procedural protections the state has in place. While we are not aware of any evidence that the vulnerabilities have been exploited to change votes in past elections, now they're there, but why would they use them? They're not using them. No, it's totally legitimate. Without more precautions and mitigations, this is a serious risk that they'll be exploited in the future. After the report's release, Professor Halderman tweeted that Georgia Secretary, of, Georgia Secretary of State Brad Ratzenberger would not install, would not install Dominion's security patches before the 24 election. See, these are the types of things where you can immediately expose whether or not the person you're talking to is a liar and a propagandist. Because no normal person, is, let me ask you, is that normal? Is that reasonable? Okay, there's security issues. And so what do you do? You upload the security patches. You'd make the update. What, what reason would there be not to do it? This, this is, so if a person defends this, they're an obvious liar and cheater. It's the same thing with the Ruby Freeman video. I don't need you to say, well, the Ruby Freeman video proves the whole election was rigged. No, I'm not even, no, that's not my argument. Is it okay what they did? 
is it normal what they did? Is it okay what they did? The video from Detroit where they're putting up cardboard on the windows so the observers can't watch. Is that normal? Is that okay? That, those are the simple questions you ask someone. A normal person will go, yeah, what are they doing? That's fucked up. They shouldn't do that. That's like the bare minimum a normal person would say. A liar and a propagandist would defend it. So uh, they, will, they will absolutely defend Ratzenberger here. Yeah, that's not suspicious at all that they, uh, that they uh, won't up, uh, do the security patches. That's totally fine. Now this, on Friday, a federal court, in federal court in Atlanta, Georgia, J. Alex Halderman was able to hack a Dominion voting tabulator in front of U.S. District Judge Amy Totenberg in the courtroom. Holderman used only a pen to change the vote totals. This is part of a long-running lawsuit by election integrity activists set as a bench trial. The plaintiffs seek to remove what they say are insecure voting machines in Georgia in favor of secure paper ballots. They'll probably arrest them. I hope I'm wrong, but uh, yeah. Oh, most safe and secure election of all time. Amazing. Utterly amazing. Okay, so uh, sadly, Strickland, I believe, lost his fight. Uh, there is a debate over whether the judge has robbed him, and it is possible that because of what he said, it could have influenced uh, some of the judges. Um, with that said, Dana White uh, has doubled down, and that's great to see. So hopefully uh, Strickland can recover and win back the title. But it's good to see that even in the face of a loss, White did not throw him under the bus and defended free speech, which is very refreshing. UFC President Dana White blasts Canadian reporter over Sean Strickland's quote-unquote transphobic comments. In a post-fight press conference Saturday evening, UFC President Dana White left a reporter speechless when he defended middleweight fighter Sean Strickland's right to say and believe. Responding to a reporter who began his question by noting that the UFC head gives his fighters a long leash when discussing issues behind a UFC microphone, White said, I don't give anyone a leash. Uh, uh, White said, a leash? Free speech. Control what people say. Going to tell people what to believe. Going to tell people. I don't fucking tell any other human being what to say, what to believe. There are no leashes or on any of them. White then asked what the question from the reporter was, to which the shocked man replied, I was asking that question. I'll move on, though. He said, probably a good idea, because that's ridiculous to say I give someone a leash. Free speech, brother. People can say what they want, and they can believe whatever they want. In a post on Twitter, Donald Trump Jr. praised White for standing up to the media. He said, Dana White is the man. If everyone did this, if everyone showed the same level of contempt for our media... Uh, back at them like they've shown for us for decades we could end their nonsense and make them be journalists and not activists once again that's true that's true that's why i hope to see more of this um i hope to see a lot more of this billboard chris said uh dana white introduces a canadian reporter to the concept of free speech post-fight reporter was alluding to the back and forth earlier this week when UFC middleweight champion uh, uh, Sean Strickland went off on a reporter with one of the greatest press conference soundbites of all time, calling him an infection and saying that the media is uh, uh, everything wrong with the world. And if you want to look at someone uh, 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 who is the problem, look at this guy right there. That's fantastic. Everything that's wrong with the world is because of fucking you, he said. It's, it, it's one of the best. It's one of the best. 
All right, and then, this is fantastic, the massive Toronto UFC crowd erupted into a fuck Trudeau chant. That's fantastic to see. Chants of fuck Trudeau broke out in Toronto on Saturday at UFC 297. The crowd delivered the message ahead of Strickland's fight against Dirkus Duplessis in a middleweight championship bout. Strickland has been an outspoken critic of Canadian AIDS faggot Justin Trudeau, I know there's some people that'll say, well, that's not the official title. Well, I'm not an expert on Canada. I don't live in Canada. So you might be right, but for some reason, AIDS faggot, instead of prime minister, just feels right. He recently called out the Canadian press over Trudeau's communist agenda. Joe Rogan reacted to the crowd's chant in real time during a watch party on his YouTube channel. He, uh, um, he said, Canada, get your shit together. Come back. Come back to what you used to be. Uh, yeah. So that's fantastic to see. Good to see. I hope we see more of this. Um, this is, and there's, there's a bunch of these that have happened. Journalist who tried to cancel, you might need a cigarette after this one. Journalist who tried to cancel Novak Djokovic over not taking the COVID vaccine. So what do we have here? We have a vaccine coercer. We have a person that went along with the agenda, was a mouthpiece to the agenda to coerce people into taking poison. Okay? Just to be clear what we're talking about here. The journalist who tried to cancel Novak Djokovic over not taking the COVID vaccine, you'll never believe what happened. Totally normal, totally normal, collapses and dies while covering the Australian Open. Oh, man, it's just weed, bro. It's just weed, bro. It's just weed. The sports journalism community is mourning the sudden passing of Mike Dixon, a prominent figure in tennis reporting. Dixon, who was set to celebrate his 60th birthday on January 27th, died suddenly while in Melbourne for the Australian Open. The news of his death was confirmed through a social media post by his wife and children. While generally respected in the sports journalism spaces, Dixon was the author of many stories shaming and trying to cancel tennis star Novak Djokovic. Some of his headlines included Welcome, welcome to the Wacky World of Novak Djokovic. Anti-vaxxer tennis star is a tree hugger who insists Bosnia pyramids give off mystic energy and that positive thoughts can purify water. Well, he's alive and you're dead. <clears throat> Uh, then the insane propagandist wrote, Djokovic's weasel words cut no ice and he has damaged his reputation with his misinformation around the Australian Open. After helping to create a player union, his leadership credentials have been badly damaged. And then he wrote, Djokovic will remain a hero to some, but to many others, he has trashed his reputation beyond repair. Djokovic could ruin his chances of becoming the GOAT by refusing to take the vaccine. It is a strange hill to die on for a player who is so desperate to be loved. Oh, well, I like that headline. Yeah, it's a strange... Yeah, you faggot. It's a strange hill to die on. You died on that hill. He didn't. Mm. Dixon referred to Djokovic as deplorable and seemed to have a singular fixation on his unvaccinated status. He says he wants more information. This is according to the propagandist. He says he wants more information, but how much more does he need? 
More than 10 billion doses have been administered worldwide, and there is now a wealth of evidence out there. Yeah, a wealth of evidence that it's killing people. Now you're a statistic. Hmm, too bad, so sad. Too bad, so sad. Dixon famously took the side of Australia after the country deported him over his 2022 vaccination status. Despite being a constant target uh, of Dixon, Djokovic shared a respectful message of condolence on Twitter. Mm, mm, mm. Well, there you go. <clears throat> Sometimes karma delivers. And again, I'm not talking about if you decided to take the vaccine. I don't want to see anything bad happen to people like that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about propagandists who were part of the coercion operation. That is one of the gravest evils of our time. People that tried to, to that used propaganda to try to coerce people into taking uh, an experimental vaccine. That should never be forgotten. Everyone involved in it should be tribunaled. And, um, you know, I'll take this if there's not going to be tribunals. So it is what it is. You don't have to agree. Maybe you're not as, you know, jaded as I am. And that's okay. That's no problem. I'm just saying that uh, you're an evil person if you try to coerce people, if you try to get them fired from their jobs, if you try to fuck up their family situation. You're an evil person if you do that. And if karma delivers, then karma delivers. And that's how it goes. It's, e it's easier this way. When karma delivers, it's just because uh, karma did it. It's karma. It's in karma's hands. So, uh, yeah, rest in piss, fucker. Moving on here. <clears throat> Oh, here we go. Antonio Gutierrez. Oh, he's back. Make sure you don't make jokes about old people. He really doesn't like that. This is the guy uh, who inspired me to come up with Antonio Gutierrez Old People King Ring. That's Old People Kindling, and uh, i got to find that commercial. And, uh, yeah, oh, it's winter. Yeah, we we got to get that commercial uh going again. Anyway, UN Chief Antonio Gutierrez advocates for sustainable development goals and enhanced data sharing at the World Economic Forum in 2024. UN Secretary General Antonio Gutierrez is in Davos these days for the annual World Economic Summit, and his address at one of the panels has been in keeping with the meeting's agenda, but also clearly those recently forcefully pushed by the World, World Health Organization. Among the schemes Gutierrez spoke about is the UN's Global Digital Compact and the Sustainable Development Goals. The first consists of several proposals, including digital ID that is linked to people's bank accounts, while the second overreaching one that enjoys the support of some of the world's most powerful countries also involves digital ID and the UN's vision of disinformation moderation, also known as censorship. One of the other things, they had these uh, f fucking retards talking about uh, at this Global Homo Conference. There's a new term. It's called ecocide. They want people to be criminally prosecuted for farming, and they're going to call it ecocide. It's total insanity, total insanity. <clears throat> and uh, it, 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 there was also evidence that I would argue for the sake of order, and I, and I know not everyone agrees, and it's fine. I don't know. I'm open to other arguments, but I just haven't come across a convincing one. But they had, did you see this like fucking lunatic Indian? So they had like an Indian ritual where you got this lunatic with a painted face making all these noises. She's like, woof, woof, woof. And she rolls up to these people and puts her face on their forehead. She's like, woof, woof. It's the craziest bullshit you've ever seen. 
Now, when I see that, because remember, these are the people that sold you on no one's ideology should be in control. Well, now their ideology is in control, and I would much rather have a giant, glorious cross on that stage rather than some lunatic with a 50 IQ blowing in people's faces. That's just my preference. Now, I'm not a Christian, and I say this. Um, if you know of a group uh, that, that would be better to be in control, I'm all bored. But I, I don't, who, is, who is it? Let's, let's look at the groups that it could be. Muslims? Fuck that. Jews? Fuck that. Okay. Who else is it going to be? I, I, th those seem to be the options, and the Christians have done it before. Hopefully, it'll be a little different this time. But, uh, yeah, I would much rather have a giant cross there than these fucking lunatics and their voodoo magic. Fuck that bullshit. So, it wasn't, we got sold a bill of goods. It wasn't, oh, no one, it's not fair. You know, they said, oh, it's not fair that the Christians are in control. And what about people of other religions? Oh, that's why no one is in control. Well, now they're in control, and they have a religion now. And this religion is AIDS. Total AIDS. AIDS at a level that I can't even comprehend, quite frankly. And I'm not interested. There's much less AIDS in Christianity than this bullshit. So it is what it is. By the way, something is happening. It's very interesting. Um, and a lot needs to be done. But you, did you see the video from... Uh, that, who's that British guy? Because this guy used to be all like, you know, mystic shit. And, which, which, by the way, I don't have a problem with that. If you believe in that, I don't care. It's fine. But he's like, uh, it seems like he's converting to Christianity. That's a hell of a thing right there. Russell Brand, he made this video about the, he wears a cross and there's this whole thing. thing. He's talking about Galatians. Good. That's good. Let's see more of this. Let's see more. So, I, like I said, I could be wrong. Maybe I'll regret these comments. Maybe in the future something will happen. And I'll go, oh, yeah, I was wrong about that. It would be much better if, uh, what would it be? The Muslims were in control? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or, uh, or uh, the commies? I mean, I just don't see how that, how that happens. But anyway, we'll see. But make no mistake, they have a religion, and their religion is crazy. Um, Gutierrez says that the Global Digital Compact would be a major contributor to what he called the digital connectivity gap, referring to the overall project as a multi-stakeholder. The UN chief noted that AI would play a role in building the public and private sector capability of a network governance model. Go fuck yourself. More data sharing seems to be at the heart of this. While in order to keep control over the way AI is used in the future, Gutierrez and his team want to see governments and private tech companies work together. All of these initiatives will feature at the Summit for the Future this coming September. One idea voiced by Gutierrez is to make globalist organizations such as the G20, international finance institutions, and the UN itself even closer. A recent UN policy brief discusses the complex pyramid of initiatives where, until now, something called our common agenda was designed to accelerate sustainable development goals. Now there's also the move to bring G20 and others into this play, likened in some reports as an economy-oriented counterpart to the UN Security Council. And the fear here becomes the effect it may have on the international banking system and in the process of people's financial liberties. Yeah, if they do, if I'm glad Trump said, you know, it's so funny. And look, I'm not saying it's good. I am saying it's better than the typical politician. Did you catch... The way Trump was talking about the digital currency, so it, Vivek talked to him about it. He didn't, by what he said, it was like he had heard about it for the first time. And, you know, some people might kill him over that. 
I would rather have a guy who you tell something, you say, hey, Trump, the voters want this. And he goes, oh, I don't even know about this. Let me, what, tell me about it. And then you tell him about it, and then he does it. I would much rather have that than this typical politician. Now, I'm not saying it's optimal. Would it be optimal if he knew all about it? Yes, that'd be great. But that's not the hand we're dealt. The hand we're dealt is we got a guy pushing 80, okay? And while not optimal, it's different than other politicians. So now he would have to deliver on it and make sure we don't do the, the, the digital currency. I mean, we'd have to wait to see what he does if he gets into office. But I, I kind of liked the fact that he, he, he made like a joke to the audience, like, wow, you're, more, you're well informed. Because basically it seemed, he seemed to indicate he just learned about it. Look, if you just learned about it and you're on the right side of it, great. The fuck do I care? What's the difference if you're going to do what the voters want? I don't care how you get to that place. I don't care if you knew you were going to do this for 50 years or if you just learned about it a minute ago. I don't care. Just do it. If you make the right decisions, I don't care how you how you reach them. Same with the voting. For whatever reason, if you just realize, wow, this fucking sucks, I'm going to vote for Trump, fantastic. Fantastic. Now, there might be other people that make fun of you, but that's fine. Take it up with them. I, whatever. It is what it is. But... Um, yeah, fuck Joe Biden and fuck uh, digital currency and hopefully, at least controlled by the government, and hopefully that never happens. Anyway, um, now there's also a move... Oh, I read that. Uh, with digital ID as an unavoidable component, it would create a centralized, therefore easily controlled network of citizens. Yeah, hopefully that does not happen at all. Hopefully that doesn't happen. Okay. Um... Let's get to some videos here. One moment. Did I have NBC yet? I don't think, is there, N yeah, there's an NBC one. No? I thought, honestly. I thought, I, okay, well, that's fine, no problem. Okay, so one of the things we're gonna cover here, you'll never guess. You'll never guess, once again, Sitchin Adam once again, uh, Sitch and Adam are taking the media narrative, the official regime narrative on who else but Ray Epps. Another one of these examples with a bukkake of evidence that they magically are on the wrong side of. This totally organic independent channel now is going to argue that Ray Epps is not a Fed. By the way, uh, there is more pristine footage, this time in Manhattan, of Patriot Front. Now, I don't think everyone in Patriot Front is a Fed, but there are things happening that are not organic. And one of the things that happens is they're always running, it seems, unopposed. Like, for example, Moms for Liberty, they can't have an event anywhere without Antifa uh, rolling up. These guys roll through liberal stronghold Manhattan not an and maybe there's video that I haven't seen yet, but from what I saw, not a not an Antifa person in sight. Now, even more damning, Krasenstein, one of the Krasenstein homosexuals, made a post today that, hey guys, this guy says that they're not feds. And then he goes, Can't we finally admit that they're not feds? So now paid regime propagandist Krasenstein is saying, he's doing propaganda, that they're definitely not feds? Come on, I don't know what you want from me with this.
Okay, that's he's one of the biggest liars. Uh, whatever he says, the opposite is true. Again, it doesn't mean that they're all feds, but there's obviously something going on here that's not organic. It's the same thing with Ray Epps. Same thing with Ray Epps. None of that shit was organic. So here is Sitchin Adam. Oh, by the way, tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Eastern, you're probably going to see on MSNBC, uh, they're going to be like, oh, Patriot Front, Donald Trump. They're going to do the whole thing, and they're going to get pristine, beautiful clear footage of them marching without any sort of opposition from Antifa in Manhattan of all places. Also, they all get on, notice, and this happened in D.C., when they all get on the, the subway, no one else is there. Really? Is that organic? That you're the only people in the middle of the day in Manhattan on the fucking subway? Okay, all right, well, hey, you know, we'll see. Anyway, here is Sitchin Adam with the regime propaganda that they now consistently deliver. Do you trust the courts? I don't think most Americans do. That's when you have real okay, revolution. If you don't trust the court, real revolution, what do we do in a real revolution? Hey, listen, we're not trying to go there right now. We are there right now. We just were. It's January 6th. Listen, if there was any time to go don't there. Don't worry. Don't touch me. If okay, there, listen. If there is one, where, where would you, if there is one, you're going to lose. Sure. Okay, I, we'll see. Okay. It's never good when the debate breaks down into one person touching you saying, listen, if it comes to violence, you're gonna lose. <laughs> You're gonna lose. Okay, that's things have things have not gone well. We what need we to say? go. I'll say it. All right. We need to go in. Shut the fuck up, Boomer. To the Capitol. <laughs> oh well, wait. Ray Epps didn't do anything because he said peacefully at the end, right? We, we so can move past him. He did say well, peacefully. no, he said go into the Capitol. Well, he said peacefully. Well, so what? It's still illegal to go into the Capitol. Was, but I thought peacefully was the operative out. word. Yeah, I thought peacefully made it all okay. So no, it, going in is illegal. Trump didn't say storm the Capitol. Wait, wait, he didn't wait, say wait, go wait, into right. the Capitol. He got, he's going to get six months in prison, so. No, I mean. Nobody ever goes along with your jokes when you're in a debate. I, I empathize <laughs> with you, Destiny. When I drop a joke like that, I expect my interlocutor to well, at least laugh or acknowledge that I'm saying something funny. Well, this guy's such a fucking stick in the mud. He can't even see a joke. It well, okay, wait, hold on. It is a joke, but he's also trying to be sin sincere. He is saying he's making an argument, right? He's saying it, you know, he's he's saying you're a hypocrite and your quote side is a hypocrite because he said peaceful, so doesn't that like negate, you know, anything else is, he said? But what does peaceful have to do with it? Peaceful right. doesn't have anything to do with it. Look, he's completely playing into. He's right. playing into the argument. No, no, I get it. I get it. Now all of a sudden, peacefully makes no difference at the, all. The Ray Epps thing, and they don't really talk about it in this specific point. The Ray Epps thing, I think, is one of the dumbest conspiracies. And oh, I've been saying how this. How dare you? I can't I've been believe saying you're this, falling for it. I know. I, I've been saying this for three years. I even tweeted it out. I think I literally tweeted out in 2021 or whenever the fuck this came out that this is like the dumbest conspiracy theory. Um, because, you know, I remember looking into it when it came, when the, the accusation first came and the, the accusation itself makes no sense. The accusation is, well, I think Ray Epps was a, a fed because there's a video of him seeming to instigate people to go into the Capitol. And then he was on the FBI's most wanted list for six months. And then the FBI talked to him and then they took him off the FBI's most wanted list. So therefore he's a secret fed. Yeah. And I'm sitting here like, what the fuck is the logic on that? That makes no fucking sense. You're telling me that the federal government engaged in a massive conspiracy 
on January 6th to try to instigate uh, like people to go into the Capitol, a charge which, by the way, if this was ever found out to be true, would be so devastating that the entire, you know, not only people, everyone lose faith in the federal government, but whoever instigated this, the FBI or whoever, the entire organization could be like gutted and destroyed, right? If this came out. Oh, yeah. Got to make sure people trust the government, Sitch. It'd be true, right? This would be devastating. Also, what an amazing argument that, oh, he thought it was dumb. Oh, well, there you go. Case closed. He thought it was dumb. Devastating. This came out to be true. Oh, yeah. Um, terrible. Right. And so. The end of America as we know right. it. And so they were so competent in pulling off this scheme, okay, that not only did no one ever testify or never find any direct evidence that it ever came in the past, you know, the past, they did this so competently that no, no evidence ever came in the past. But That's a blatant lie. The one person who fucked up, the one singular person that fucked up was whoever was in charge of the FBI's most wanted list. No one gave him the little memo that said, don't put our number one main conspirator, Ray Epps, on the FBI's most wanted list for six fucking months. It took yeah. six months. His name was up. His face was up there. I'm supposed They're to just believe blowing it. it. Yes, I'm supposed to believe the government engaged in this massive fucking conspiracy. And for six months, no one thought to check the FBI's most wanted list to see to make sure none of their fucking secret agents were on the list. Yeah, again, like they again don't know. not a secret agent. The classic conflation between informant and agent. All of the regime propagandists do that. Oh, they can't just look at the most wanted poster and say, "Look, that's oh, our shit, that's main Ray. asset." The Ray's that's the Ray. That's Ray. Take why his is, ass off. Why is Raymond on our fucking poster, you moron? He's our chief asset. None of this could have happened without Ray. It's just like the the argument makes no. Like well, a, you're making a straw man. Yeah, you're making a straw man argument. Logic is die, like goes there to die. The idea is, well, they, he was on the list, and they talked to him, and they took him off the list. Therefore, that must mean he's a Fed. It's like, what, what the fuck is the logic? Again, straw man. He would never have been on the list in the first place. Or, by the way, when he was first put so on... So, I liked how um, Glenn Greenwald... I'd love to see Glenn Greenwald talk to these clowns... Um, this is the same type of uh, Greenwald made the analogy that destiny, the Krasenstein, and and you can put such an atom in that in that category too. That they're, they're like children. They reason like children, and uh, it's the same thing. It's the same level of reasoning that uh, destiny uh, was doing, and that uh, that uh, the Krasensteins were doing. On the FBI's most wanted list, he was identified by the public within like a week. Okay. There's, oh, yeah. there's there's posts on like message boards that I saw when I first investigated this when they when he was originally there in the video people found out his name like very early on instantly right? yeah they're yeah, like, like look he's got right. a Facebook account yeah and then it's just but the idea is like oh they took him off the list so he must be a secret fan it's like what the fuck that's retarded they took him off the list because he contacted them and cooperated with everything they asked well no it's my, so it's like they my I think what happened was or this is what they talk about what happened was um, so the FBI, they, they put him on the most wanted list because they don't know who he is. They find out who he is. The FBI goes out and talks to him. They make some deter... Like, once the FBI finds out who you are, they take you off the FBI most wanted list. The whole point of the FBI's most wanted list is, is there a person they either don't know or they don't know who he is or they don't know where they are, right? Once they find yeah. out who you are and where you are, if they don't think you're going to be fleeing them or going disappearing somewhere, they'll take you off the fucking list. Oh, Even yeah, exactly. That's how it works. 
even Especially if, with the Mimas. If, even if they think they might charge you with something. Because there's no yeah. reason to keep you on the fucking list because they know who the fuck you are. That's the entire point of the list. It's like people have brainworms. So just very emotional about people questioning the government. They forgot what the fuck the point of the FBI's most wanted list was in the first place. Yeah, they're like, look, we know where he lives. Yeah. We know where his kids live. We oh, know where we his wife out, works. We found out what the fuck this guy's name is. He's some old boomer who lives out in Arizona where the fuck he lives. And we don't think he's a flight risk. You take yeah, him off. guys, we, we have Mimas who did nothing that are getting years in prison. And one of the key instigators of the event worse than 9-11 in Pearl Harbor, he gets no jail time. That's totally organic. No problem there at all. He's the one guy completely defended, the one Trump supporter in the history of the Trump movement who has been vehemently defended by the corporate media. Oh, poor Ray Epps. What a lowly Trump supporter. Um, all his family. Oh, he had to move seven times. The fucking list. Like, it's just yeah. so stupid. Oh, it's, guys, it's just stu it's stupid, okay? It's just stupid. Ray Epps. Oh, that stupid mother. <laughs> that's a that's a great argument. Oh, Ray Epps. Oh, there you go. Case closed. And then, just to throw some shade at the left, because I gotta be, you know, gotta be in lane centrist about. Yeah, the you you gotta pretend that you're uh, in the middle here and not a regime propagandist. Thing. You have these fucking idiots on the left who start defending him. Then it happened so much. It's happened a little bit in this conversation, but it happened more in the media. Or they were defending him. I was like, don't fucking defend this guy. He was a pe he's an asshole. He's telling people to go fucking break in the Capitol or whatever. Fuck that guy. Yeah. yeah. Totally organic. Totally organic that they're defending him. But they're just Who doing it because it's like the tribal mind. Oh, if the right's attacking him, then we have to defend him, I guess. I don't know. It's ridiculous. I mean, they're going to talk a bunch about it in here. I know. They talk about it. I just you the got, whole reason that he, he's involved is just to throw the scent off Trump. Look, we can we don't have to blame Trump. It's Ray Epps's fault. Well, again, what what blame is Trump getting? Uh, uh, so now I guess they also uh, uh, endorse the media narrative uh, related to Trump. I wouldn't be surprised. I was hoping that because one of the things that separated these guys from the other regime propagandists is they don't generally demonize Trump supporters like the other ones do. Uh, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if that changes at some point. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. And maybe I've missed when they have, but I haven't seen them do it so far. He's a scapegoat. Right. right. Yeah. This is more of like the old school government propaganda, regime propaganda, but doesn't have the Rwanda radio stuff that a lot of the, the, the propaganda from the media and, and uh, YouTubers like Destiny where they're either calling for Trump supporters to be killed. I mean, Destiny has explicitly called for, I believe, 90% of Trump supporters that he would want to see killed. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, you make a joke about Minecraft, you, you, you'll get yeeted off the platform, but Destiny can call for 90% of Trump supporters to be murdered over a political disagreement. That's, that's amazing. Um, but I haven't seen uh, Sitchin Adam do that yet. Uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see. If you've seen them, let me know. You guys want to hear the argument for federal involvement or yeah, not? Please. Go for it. Yeah, not really. Okay. <laughs> I want to hear it. All right. Well, there's a lot of dimension. I'm with Destiny. Fuck this guy. I don't want to hear it either. <laughs> this guy puts me to sleep. ...to it. We can start with the Ray Epps issue. Here's the guy. You saw that. That was only part of the clip. There's much longer clips 
about Ray Epps, but here's a guy who's the only guy caught on camera as early as January 5th, repeating, repeatedly calling for people to go into the Capitol and prefacing his seemingly rehearsed remarks in each case, saying, I'm probably going to go to jail for this. I'm probably going to get arrested for this. You need to go into the Capitol. The next day, he flew across the whole country, presumably to go hear Trump's speech. He skipped Trump's speech. Instead, he was a veritable where's Waldo everywhere in January 6th, directing people, go into the Capitol. It's in that direction. That's where our problems are. Then amazing. I thought Waldo was hard to find. What's this? Where's Waldo? He's on. mixing his metaphors. Yeah. He's prepositioned right at that initial decisive breach point on the west perimeter of the Capitol. And he's whispering into somebody's ear just seconds before the bike racks are broken. Just a coincidence. That's just a coincidence. Through. He texts his nephew, I orchestrated it. On paper, think about it. He's like a 6'3" former Marine who was wearing camo gear and a Trump hat, and he just happens to have had a leadership position in the Oath Keepers, the most demonized and heavily he prosecuted... To. He used to, right? He doesn't. He, used he didn't to. anymore. The most demonized and heavily prosecuted militia group associated with January 6th. And the regime doesn't touch him. However, initially, his behavior was considered to be so egregious he was one of the first 20 people added to the FBI's most wanted list about January 6th. This is just such brain rot to me. It's 100% accurate, retard. 100% accurate. Like, yeah. if That's a tactic. You're using a, uh, uh, an ad hominem attack. You're... Or I guess is it technically an ad hominem? You're, you're insulting him and claiming he's dumb, basically, and saying dumb things. What he's saying is true. You're not refuting any of it. You're using propaganda tactics, as you do. A government asset. You're working for the government. Your goal is to get people to go into the Capitol and cause mayhem to make Democrats look bad or whatever, whatever you're trying to do. Bad, yeah. Republicans look bad. Why the fuck do you text your idiot fucking nephew? <laughs> <laughs> like, that makes absolutely no sense you know, at all. You don't think the super hyper-confident government... So none of this happened because he texted his nephew? That's a retarded argument. That, ...that has Ray Epps to be their... The guy who's like the secret agent who's instigating all this stuff, they're like, listen, we forgot to tell him, don't text message your nephew and tell him of our evil government plan, okay? It makes absolutely no sense. It makes yeah. no sense. You're like working for the CIA, but by the way, I tell my nephew everything. <laughs> no one made that argument, though. You're straw manning. Yeah, he hangs out on Discord all the time. He's a cool kid. None of this well, shit will ever leak. It, it's, you know, and he brings up, like, the fact that... So he's going to hand-wave everything Beatty, Darren Beatty has pointed out because he texted his nephew. That's a terrible argument. This guy is an Oath Keeper, or was an Oath Keeper, I should say. It's like, okay, what, what do you think is more likely? You have some old boomer. By the way, he says he's, like, 6'3 and camo gear. Like, he's some intimidating guy when this guy's, like, I don't know, like, a 60s or something. Um, you know, you have a, a boomer who used to be in the Oath Keepers... Um, who's saying this, like, incendiary shit, um, though he's saying peaceful, right? He's saying kind of both. Um, who, who's going around and, and doing what he's doing, and he's just doing it on his own volition because he's some fucking asshole that believes his dumb shit, right? And then he texts his nephew to brag that, like, oh, listen, I was responsible for this. Like, I did this thing. What do you think is more likely, that or the guy is a super secret agent? 
So again, you're see so you're doing the Chink Uger thing, like what Chink Uger does with pedophilia. He'll bring up Bigfoot and UFO. It's the same tactic here. You you are now making it absurd. Oh, he's a super secret agent. No one's arguing that. No one's arguing that. Um, you, so all they're doing so far is using propaganda tactics, and they're not actually going over. I mean, if you're going to uh, actually refute any of this, the first thing you would do is bring out the revolver articles and go through each of the videos and give your rebuttal. But they're never going to do that. I bet you they haven't even read those because people like this are not interested in getting to the bottom of any of this. They have talking points. All they care about are their talking points. And that's it. There's no interest in actually getting to the bottom of any of this. The government, and the government just so incompetently accidentally left him up on the FBI Most Wanted list for six months. And then also, he's, the government's so incompetent that the person they got in charge of instigating the January 6th uh, riot is such a fucking idiot that they're texting their nephew that they did it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with he's just an old boomer. Old dumb yeah. boomer. Guys, yeah. he's just an old boomer. He was a lost old man. He didn't do anything wrong. It's a, he's a victim. Oh, his family. He had to move six times. Like, Seems pretty obvious. Right. Oh, yeah, guys, it's obvious. It's totally obvious. And also, what is, what would, it's not even clear to me, like, why would Joe Biden won the election? Okay. Right. Uh, and it seemed like Pence was not going to throw out the votes. Why would the the government? Yeah, why would the to, deep state? Guys, look? why would the government do this? You know, it's not like there is a completely obvious effort to demonize Trump supporters. No, that's not what's going on. This wasn't used as a way to demonize and imprison Trump supporters. Guys, why would the government do this? Again, I love the Glenn Greenwald analogy that he made in this debate where he likened these people to naive children who trust the government who trust the FBI, and they're like, well, the FBI said that there was nothing, so what, you don't believe the FBI? Just absolute, and here's the thing, I don't believe these guys are that naive. That's why I think they're regime propagandists. Um, you know, maybe like a 13-year-old just getting involved in politics or a person that doesn't pay attention to anything, I could see how they could believe that. But these, these two here, they've seen all the times, they even sometimes have admitted when the media lies and they pointed out, you know, they, they got Rittenhouse right, which is like weird. But anyway, whatever. And but now they're like, guys, well, what, why would the government do this? Just um, laughable. This is laughable, laughable and pathetic. Want yeah. Why would happen. the deep state or the government then want to have this January 6th situation? You, know, you might say, well, because yeah, then it's not like something that they've used politically at all. What even does that mean? This would hurt him in the next election. It's like, okay, but yeah. what if Pence was like a coward? And yeah, this actually changed actually, his mind. <laughs> and he actually, actually threw out the like. This seems like a massive fucking gamble to mm. do this action. It seems like an insane amount of risk for literally nothing, almost on yeah. just a whim that maybe this will hurt Donald Trump in the future. Yeah, or hurt the Republicans in general in the next election. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which, how could? demonizing them as terrorists possibly hurt them in the next election. Also, and this is part of the problem with these, all, all these conspiracies, it, it sort of it, it sort of relies on being able to predict every actor's actions, which doesn't make sense. Because, like, what if, theoretically, 
Okay. What if Donald Trump was successful in getting the Secret Service to take him to the Capitol? And what if Donald Trump stood on the Capitol with a bullhorn and he told everyone... Oh, I love this. I love this. I love this. This is like uh, what you saw in, in the debate with Alex Jones and the rest of them. Uh, this is also... What were we watching? Oh, Destiny. Oh, yeah. They can't actually deal with the source material. They rarely do. So now they have to come up with the most retarded fucking what-ifs. Oh, what if Donald Trump did this and what if he did this? Or like this whole thing where uh, uh, Destiny was using the tactic of claiming fraud, not actually showing evidence of fraud, just claiming a fraud occurred, and then went into all of these different scenarios. What if I robbed a bank? What if I did this? What if I did that? Just uh, laughable. Laughable and ridiculous. To stop rioting and to just be peaceful and to, to, to let the process happen, right? Right. Well, then their entire plan would have backfired, wouldn't oh, it? Oh, so you, you mean to tell me if uh, something that didn't happen happened that it would be different i can't believe it you know you should you should talk to sam harris because sam harris one time said well you know if uh, covid was like ebola and killed a whole bunch of people then i would have been right yeah yeah that's uh, if the thing was totally fucking different then you would have been right oh absolutely the federal government plan the yeah, secret the, well, the evil ray deep state plan? plan right yeah the, the ray of F course would have backfired right right mm. what if donald trump just called did call what if i grew a 30 foot cock i think it would need to be longer let's go 300 feet and i could roll it i would fling it out my window it's kind of cold out so this would probably be uh, a risky business probably get frostbite and i flung it out and i sent my fishing rod cock to go get me some chick-fil-a right now and just go all the way to the drive-through up the street <clears throat> Go to Chick-fil-A, get the fucking food, and then bring it back. If I had a 300-foot fishing rod, excuse me, a 300-foot uh, uh, fishing rod cock, then I could uh, just go out and have food delivered. Wouldn't that be amazing? I mean, it's like absurd. This is absurd. National Guard, and they just stopped them. And then Donald Trump said, I call the National Guard. He's going to get arrested. Right. Yeah, it's just like, it's just, this is my problem with these sort of like widespread conspiracies is it's like you have to predict all the actors' motivations. No, you don't. No, you don't have to do any of that. The idea that in order to do a conspiracy, you have to predict everything, made up, totally made up standard. To such an insane degree, what's more likely, like, no, shit just happens and people just act the way they do yeah, in a situation. Yeah, guys, it's totally organic. When they're caught off guard. It's yeah, the more likely you know, yeah. situation that's happening. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Did you watch the puff piece? Because Ray Epps is like in a in a camper home now. Oh, like, I did. On, it was, on the it was run. Stupid. It was the run. I saw it. It was dumb. And they shouldn't have, 60 minutes shouldn't have done it. Basically, had to sell his house. and. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Poor guy. Anyway. What let, a victim. Let, they're going to cry about it here. It's going to be fun. He was prominently featured in the New York Times' ominously titled Day of Rage. Of all the clips the New York Times could have found and chosen, they chose Ray Epps to represent their thesis that this was a pre-planned... This is why they do the Ray Epps thing on the left, because it makes the right look insane. That's why they do it, Sitch. It makes well, it look like conspiracy theory nuts, and that's it was, the narrative. Well, they're right about most of the things that you call a conspiracy theory. That they want to play into. That's, yeah, no, that's part of it. Part of it is, you know, the video of him telling people to go in the Capitol, 
was one of the first videos anyone ever found. Um, right. Now, and I, I think there is a legitimate question to be asked here, but unfortunately it gets washed away by the insanity, yes, which is a legitimate question. Yes, the total insanity. The question is, when the FBI Why? first identified yeah. who Ray Epps was, they went and had a conversation with him, what was, what did he say, and what was the thought process about what they were going to charge him with, or were they going to charge him with them? Did he give them information? Was he uh, like going to take a plea deal? Like, what exactly was going down? I think those are all legitimate questions. But unfortunately, that's all been washed away by the stink of this conspiracy nonsense. Yeah, that's a much more interesting thing. I, I think I'm pretty sure he says in the 60 Minutes piece that he just believed Trump was wrongfully denied the election. They, he thought the election was stolen, so he wanted to go into the Capitol as a show of force. Because the election had been stolen, so pretty simple. Yeah, pretty Inter simple and uh, totally normal that uh, Mima, who walked in and was not violent, gets four years in jail. But what you just described there gets no jail time. Yeah, it's normal, totally normal. Stop questioning the government, guys. Direction to storm the Capitol. And then when the discussion of federal involvement came into be, one of our major pieces at Revolver News, literally the next day is when the FBI quietly removed him from their list. And all of a sudden he went from FBI's most wanted and featured in the New York Times' Day of Rage to New York Times does a fully dedicated puff piece on him. 60 Minutes does a sympathy segment on him. He's the only January 6th participant that Adam Kinsinger, who's never met a Trump supporter, he doesn't want to see rotting in jail for 50 years, that Adam Kinsinger will defend more aggressively than Epps' own lawyers. And now, almost three years after, the government finally says, okay, we're going to hit you with a wrist slap misdemeanor, as though people are so simple-minded to think, well, if the argument is hasn't been indicted, therefore he's a Fed, if we indict him now... Even if it's a misdemeanor, even three years after, no matter what the circumstances, this constitutes a refutation and totally wipes away the mountains of suspicious evidence surrounding the character of Ray Epps. So, that's just so, that's so, just the case of Epps. There are not many other things. But before they get into it, I just want to say something that's interesting that he says at the end about the wrist slap. If no one, if there was not this this narrative about Ray Epps being a secret Fed, right? If that didn't exist, then the same person here would be saying how awful it is that this old man oh, who is a veteran is going to go to six months when he didn't even go in the Capitol. He literally didn't even go in the Capitol and he's going to jail. So you're not allowed to defend people? I don't understand. This veteran? Oh, my God. For six months, really? And uh, notice what, see, I think I, I think it's just a matter of time before they do the Rwanda radio style demonization of Trump supporters. And I say that because what he's doing right now is mocking people who are correctly pointing out that there are people being tortured in jails. There are Trump supporters being tortured. There's Trump supporters uh, being put in solitary confinement for unreasonable periods of time. There's Trump supporters that are giving, that are being given overly harsh sentences um, for nonviolent uh, offenses, and he's mocking that, which is in the realm of the demonization Rwanda radio shit. So 
Yeah, it, or it, it wouldn't surprise me because I don't watch a lot of their stuff. I generally cover them when they get full-blown retard. So some of their other, other coverage, you know, I, I don't really pay attention to. It's possible if you watch more of them than I do that you've seen them do it and I've just missed it. That's very possible. For six months, Adam. And he was, and he was trying to chill out the, he was trying to chill out the rowdies. That's right. Not to the guy, mess listen, with the cops. Adam, not only did he not go into the Capitol, this, this former uh, patriot, okay, but the person he whispered testified, okay, that he told him to not go in the Capitol. Right. And yet he's still going, he's still getting six months. This is a travesty. But he, did, he didn't get six months. He got no, he got no jail time. Yeah. You see how easy it is. it is to just flip the... Like, I think the it is kind of... No, I, I would like you to actually deal with the source material and, and, and quit it with the homosexual rigmarole. That's what I'd like to see. But I don't think we're going to see that at all. In all honesty, I think it is kind of a travesty. Well, there, there is truth here that they're probably only hitting him with this thing because of the... Because of the optics of it, that's probably well, and the because truth. they've hit so many other people. They are like, yes. well, okay, well, we got to give this guy some time. Right. But they didn't give him time. What's wrong with you? This was after. This was after. This was after. Uh, uh, unless, am I completely missing it? This debate on Zero Hedge happened. Didn't it happen after he got no jail time, or was it before? Maybe it was before. See these guy, you know, people like this uh, regime propagandists. They usually don't know the basics, but it's possible that this was before the ruling where it didn't give him any jail time. So I'll go with that. I'll assume that that hadn't happened yet. I just I, I don't remember. Now they'll still defend it. I mean, if it happens, they'll still go. Well, you know, whatever. They'll figure it out. But I think this was in their defense. To try to be fair, I think this was before the. Uh, the the ruling that he would get no jail time so it's like okay you're right you got one this is op i mean it's the same thing with the i think the i think the they hit the q shaman guy as far as they did for completely optical reasons too of course yeah he's already out already doing yeah. the he did an interview with dave packman he's doing the full interview so oh yeah how'd that go i don't think it went well <laughs> Did you send it to me? Somebody sent it to me, and I was like, "I gotta watch this." And I just—I'm sure I did. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure I did send it to you. Just touch on that. Real sure. Quick. So, you mentioned he—you mentioned a few things I want to touch on. So, you talked about how he whispered in somebody's ear, and moments later, that guy went in the Capitol. That was Mr. Sam Soul. Sam yep. Soul. He said a thing. He said a thing. That's right. And what he said completely refutes and disappears all of the video of the coordination between Ray Epps and all the other people, and they're completely ignoring all of those people. I don't even, I doubt they'll even bring them up. Mr. Samso actually testified under oath. I believe he is convicted. He said yes. that Epps actually said, told him, calm down, the police are on our well, side. Well, he's changed his story. Okay, I don't, I wouldn't rest. I'm just, so, did, you, yeah. did you write the original Revolver article? Yes. Okay, thank you. Okay, I set aside three days to go over Ray Epps stuff, and it took me six hours to see. It was one of the stupidest conspiracies I've ever seen oh, in my entire life. Oh, guys, see? Destiny makes the same argument as Sitch. Guys, this is just stupid. Oh, well, there you go. Case closed. They labeled it stupid. What powerful argumentation. Very honest. These are very honest people. You know, I'll say this. You have no room to talk shit about David Pakman. You should take down your David Pakman video. You have no room to criticize David Pakman. You're no different than David Pakman. Now, you're not as gay, uh, and you're not as much of a fucking asshole as David Pakman, but you're using very similar uh, propaganda tactics here. 
So, yeah, you should probably not talk shit about David Pakman because you're, I'm not going to say you're full blown David Pakman. That's a high level of AIDS, but you're like 60% there. You're like 60% bathhouse at this point. Uh, so, so the, the, other, just, the other thing I just want to. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. That's a little yes. mean. <laughs> and you're, and you're, saying, you're making the same arguments as uh, Destiny. I mean, Destiny is a full blown AIDS commie regime propagandist. If that was, I don't think that was warranted. <laughs> stupidest thing. I mean, first of all, I think it is the stupidest thing. Mm. <laughs> well, there you go. It's it's stupid, guys. There you go. Case closed. Well, no, he's it's I. The other guy shouldn't have cut him off. He was going to launch into a diatribe. Let him oh, go. Okay. Yeah. Right. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. But he's like, no. Let me be nice to him for a bit longer. Okay. Sitch so and I have this. That, kind that of, um. Yeah. Well, you have this dynamic sometimes. Look, sometimes. I'm ready. To, I'm ready for blood, and such as yeah. like playing patty cakes with the people. That's true. That's true. I'm like, I'm ready to call. You know, it's interesting, and it's good to see. Like half of Sitch and Adam's audience uh, call them out on their bullshit. That's unusual. Like Pacman's audience, they fucking eat his shit up. But half of Sitch and Adam's audience is um, seems reasonable, and um, and uh, but maybe my theory about why reasonable some reasonable people watch them this whole uh they don't do the rwanda radio thing I, I might be wrong about that so who knows all people stupid he is Dad stupid on. sitch you know he is i agree I, listen I, the ray thing is retarded and he the actually fact that he's still and it's guys and it's retarded these are amazing arguments so it's stupid and retarded case closed i guess we can just go home now they labeled it stupid and retarded amazing into this nonsense and nonsense they've also called it nonsense it's weird because why don't you call it racist it's the same tactic oh you know what you should do call it apostate like the jehovah's witnesses because again you're using jehovah's witness tactics this is apostate this is apostate thinking all right well let, let's shut down our minds and not talk about it any further it's been labeled it's been labeled and there it is because he makes an argument coming up uh, darren does they completely disproves his entire point mm. and it's mm. weird that he yeah. makes the argument weird and then destiny accidentally saves him Call by saying bizarre like david does bizarre oh it's bizarre and he's just wrong factually mm. so well, what is he wrong factually about we'll save um the guy has changed his story that's true he he didn't get convicted and he didn't get charged until three years later okay so the people who were charged with anything but misdemeanors were people who used violence Bullshit. and people who went into the, the uh, house chamber that, where the joint session was. And the people who, the people who um, were involved in a seditious conspiracy, it had mm -hmm. to be a conspiracy. Ray Epps acted alone here. Well, so no, he I wouldn't. That's that's a no. That's, an yeah, that's total bullshit. Ray Epps did not act alone again. Again, none of these people have actually looked into the, the videos. They will not walk through the videos. None of these motherfuckers will walk through the videos. If someone said some shit to me related to the um, Revolver videos that was total bullshit, I would bring them up and dismantle the arguments. That's what you're supposed to do. I wouldn't even be surprised if they, they don't even know they exist. Because, again, the, they have talking points. They're not actually interested in getting to the bottom of this. But it shows that you know nothing about what you're talking about when you claim that Ray Epps acted alone. That's preposterous. That is, it, it, again, you just, you just don't know what you're talking about. Sitch and Adam are like Hunter Avalon.
when Hunter Avalon went on the Tim Pool show and they, he had his talking point. Oh, Tim Pool, you're wrong about Joe Biden in Ukraine. And Tim Pool asked a simple question. Well, have you seen the video where Joe Biden um, talked about how he got the prosecutor fired? And Hunter Avalon said, no, I haven't seen that. So you haven't even seen, it's not that you came with a rebuttal to that video. It's that you don't even know about it. You don't even know the basics of what you're talking about. They're not even, this isn't even like, this is like lazy propaganda. You're not even rebutting parts of the story. You don't even know about them. Now, what happens usually is if someone puts them in a position where they're presented with this information, then they will come up with a narrative. Prime example, I always point to this because it was so fucking entertaining and it was very revealing. When Aiden Paladin and Spoon went on to the Sitchin Adams show and talked about Ukraine, um, she had all these references and citations and she was attempting to walk through, uh, it was the 2014 coup and a bunch of other stuff. Now, they did all this bullshit to try to like throw her off and, tr and to try to stop her from doing it. And it took hours, but ultimately she drug them through it and they did it. And they went from, there's no evidence of a coup to, well, we had to do it, it's a good thing. So usually um, what they'll do is, no matter what you show them, they'll just defend it and they'll say it's good or they'll come up with something. But a, lot, but a lot of the times, they don't even know the basics. It, it, it's absolutely amazing. I will say, um, yeah, no, that's a bit, yeah, that's about right. We, as far as we can see, he acted alone. Anything else beyond that would just be a conspiracy. Again, total, totally preposterous. The video does not show that. There's extensive video about all of this. And they're not even talking about scaffolding guy, the, um, what color it was that? They had nicknames for all these people. The uh, the guy uh, wearing, uh, it was like a purple, a dark purple, uh, whatever the fuck name of that color is, that they called him that guy. Um, he, I think he was a Proud Boy guy. And um, no refutation of any of this. They're just going to call it stupid. Eh, it's just stupid. Okay. Conspiracy theory. So he fits, he, he falls into the same category. Well, seditious many, conspiracy is other... technically a conspiracy theory. It doesn't mean that it's not true, no, right? But again, conspiracy theory is a tactic. Uh, they're labeling it something like when Jehovah's Witnesses call something an apostate. It's the same tactic Sitch and Adam are using. Conspiracy is a charge. The conspiracy yeah. theory is a it's theory, a theory that, of the case. A theory that there is a conspiracy that took place. So he doesn't fall into any category that any of the other protesters fall in because he didn't fall into any of those three categories. So he got charged with a misdemeanor. Other people, the conspiratists, the people who use violence, and the people who went into the House chamber are the ones who were charged Bullshit. with felonies. Bullshit. Bullshit. For the Ray Epps stuff, if you look at his story from start to finish, it is incredibly obvious the guy is a boomer. So again, here we go again, uh, uh, tactics. You've not demonstrated how it's obvious. You're just going to label, oh, it's obvious. you got to be stupid to not know about this. you got to be stupid to not agree with destiny. Total propaganda tactics. The guy was a huge Trump supporter. No, he used he to be part of the Oath Keepers a while before. That's what he testified to under oath. Uh, he used to be part of the Oath Keepers uh, years earlier than he'd left. I think it was the Arizona chapter. Ray Epps he was the head of the Arizona the, chapter. That's fine. Ray Epps went to the march 
Uh, you said he skipped the speech. Tons of people were listening to the speech on uh, on cell phones and other things and broadcasting to other people. Ray Epps was outside the speech. There's on video, I know, because you posted in your article with him literally telling people, let's go, we're going, we're marching to the that Capitol. That was before the speech. Sure, yeah, but he's, he's, yeah, but he's out to the ellipse. Where he's telling people it, telling in people advance of the speech we need to go to the Capitol because somehow he got it he's in his mind it. that everything sure would end up it. at the I'm Capitol. I'm pretty sure he's doing it in his, uh, as Trump is making the speech, not before the Again, speech is... Totally has no idea what he's talking about. Begun. No, that's when he's he, directing he began people. before the speech. Just, total, just made up shit, just making up bullshit. You're just making up bullshit. Again, there okay, are timestamps on the video. Then you can go back and watch it on your the Revolver yeah, stories. Yeah, I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will, faggot. It's up there. Um, for every single thing that you assert about him, that he's in video whispering into a guy's ear, uh, you say it in the rest of your article, all he's doing on the day of when the protesting is getting violent is going up and down telling people, don't fight with the cops. Don't fight with oh, the cops. The how helpful. So helpful. Cops are on our side. That's what he's saying the entire time. The idea that he said that the entire day, but the one guy whose ear that he whispered into that unfortunately we don't have you know audio capture of, mm. that he and Samuel... Uh, but he said a thing. He said a thing, guys. Testified to, as he said, hey the cops are on our side or the cops aren't enemies. They both say something to that effect. And that seems to synergize with everything else he said on that day. Uh, you go on to say that that guy immediately after was the one that broke down the fence. No, he's not. You can see like 15 people right next to him that are all trying to break down yeah. the fence. Yeah, the guy goes in eventually. But mm. if we truly believe that this guy is a federal agent or is working to instigate the Again, riot. Again, the regime propagandists always, always, without fail, conflate agent with informant. Nonstop. On purpose. They all do it. Mm -hmm. We've laid out absolutely nothing supporting that. Just some video footage of another boomer being no, at the yeah. rally. No, no, no. That it's was totally made up. That it's was there. If you want to say, if you want to say that, why was he removed from the FBI list? I mean, why was he removed from the FBI list? Like all of the information is out there. He said mm. that after his video was identified and people on X started to identify him, and then because all of his online stuff is incredibly easy to find, he started to get phone calls. He started to get harassed. He started harassed. to get threats. So he called the FBI as soon as this was brought to his attention, and he told the FBI, "Hey, this was me. And here I am, and this is what's happening." And the FBI took him off the list. No, you claim wrong. That that's some, all. You, that's all, guys, all you got to do is you got to call the FBI and say, "Hey." I I know I'm on your list as a dangerous Trump terrorist, but my family, oh, my family. And they'll go, oh, I'm sorry that's happening. We'll take you right off the list, sir. Again, these are children. Glenn Greenwald, completely right. They're children. These are children. Timeline is wrong. He called the FBI when he saw himself in the videos. Okay, so focus on this part. This is the part I'm talking about. So Desi makes a claim that the reason he eventually got taken off the FBI list is because once his identity came out, presumably from the Revolver article that this guy wrote, he started to get harassed, so then Ugh. he called up the FBI to say, hey, can you fucking take me off this? <laughs> <laughs> okay? That's the claim Destiny's make, right? Right. Wrong. Yeah, a friend told Wrong. him about it, and he's, that, yeah, that's what, <laughs> that's what he said. That's what he testified. He called the FBI very shortly after January 6th because of his picture being on the most wanted list. He wasn't oh taken God. off the most wanted list. He said the fucking same thing. Wait, 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 wait. No, uh, no, wait. No, he, 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 that's not what he's saying. You're not paying attention. Listen to the FBI very shortly after January 6th because of his picture being on the most wanted list. He wasn't taken off the most wanted list until the middle part of 2021. There were multiple months span between him calling the FBI in the first instance and being Hold quietly on. removed. That's not true. Yes, it no, is. No, that's not well, true. Again, Destiny, totally full of shit. I'm okay. 
Let's think about this for one. Yeah, guys. Yeah, let's think about this. I can't wait. I can't wait for this one. A sec. Yeah, look. Okay. I, I don't need a second. It's so painfully right. obvious. I oh, guys. It's painfully obvious. You got to be stupid to not uh, agree with Sitch and Adam. Oh. This one is this retarded. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's retarded and stupid. And I just, just call it apostate. Come on. One time, call it apostate. So, Darren here. So Destiny says the reason he got taken off the FBI list is because, you know, he was informed by his friend or he was getting harassed. So he called the FBI and said, hey, take him off the FBI one list. And then they said, oh, well, we know who you are, so I guess we can take you off. Right. Mm. That's the claim that Destiny's and, Des and the Krauses are making. Okay. Darren says that's not true. Darren says, no. My evidence that Ray Epps is a secret fed. That's not what he said. You're putting words in his mouth now. Now you're putting words in his mouth. You are making up something that he didn't say. You're doing the exact same thing that Cenk Uger does all the time. You're going Cenk Uger now. Is that a week after January 6th, he called up the FBI and said, can you take my name off the FBI's most wanted list? Again, it's not the argument he made. And they didn't do it. It's not the argument. You're doing Cenk Uger now. That's the evidence that he's a secret fucking fed. <laughs> That's not what he said. You just completely making up an argument that he didn't say. Yeah, that's that is. Is that ridiculous. the most retarded argument you've ever heard? Yeah, the the one you just made up. Sure, sure. Yeah, if he was a secret Fed, they would have taken it off. Yes, immediately. yes, guys. What? There you go. What the fuck is this argument? This yes. is insane. Yes. To me. Oh, the argument you totally made up is insane. Yeah, that's a hell of a thing. You should, did you talk to Chank Uger when you were sucking Chank Uger's dick when he came onto your channel? And his disgusting grease was dripping on your your face. Did you talk to him after you were done giving him a blowjob? Did you talk to him about like making shit up, like when you quote people and just make shit up that they never said? Is that is is that how that worked? Right. Yeah, I, I told you it didn't. It doesn't take a second to. Or maybe the tactic was transferred through Cheng's semen after you guzzled his cum, and then suddenly you started doing the same tactics of Cheng Huger. Maybe. To think to figure this out. Well, like, Darren's yes, making this argument. He, he's the guy who wrote look, the article. He made this argument. He's making if, this argument. If he is a Fed, yes. Like chances are, he doesn't even get on the list, right? Mm. Yeah, right. That's how it works. But if he but is on the list, did, yes. they, and they fuck up immediately, they're like, "Oh shit, take him off now." No, but apparently right. he's called multiple times, and they still won't take his name off the list. And somehow that's right. evidence that he's a secret Fed. Not what he said. Not what he said. But let's let's leave him on as long as humanly possible is yes. probably evidence that he's not a Fed, but that the person in charge of taking him off the list is probably just, you know, fucking around. Why <laughs> the fuck would they leave him on the list after he, their agent, calls him and tells him to take his name off the list for six months? Again, what? not an agent. Not an agent. No one's arguing he's an agent. Deliberate conflation. What is going on here? I don't understand how he could make this, like, this is what I mean when sometimes people make these baffling arguments that... Well, again, you're not even... A, a, an honest person would uh, take the time to actually figure out what their opponent's argument is, and then they would dismantle that argument. They've done nothing of the sort, uh, and that's what an honest person would do. Instead, you're going Shank Uger and just making up bullshit. Disprove their entire point, and they think it's proof of their favor. Like, it makes no sense to me. Yeah. 
this is not a point in your favor. Darren. No. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Darren, the argument that uh, Sitch just made up out of whole cloth, not in your favor. Better watch out. You need to rethink this one. Yeah, yeah. Darren, you need to rethink the argument that you didn't make that Sitch made up. You really got to rethink that one, Darren. Yes. How could you do this, Darren? I mean, that's... I can tell you why it's not true, okay? Because what you did, because I read your article, is you looked at two archived versions of the website and you didn't have a 12-month archive. For some reason, you assumed that the recent snapshot that you took at 2021, you think that that was the first time the page has been changed. That was just... And now Destiny's going to argue, no, it was taken off immediately. You just didn't know about it. Right. He, he didn't catch... Which right. I, I don't know. I don't know the fact. I don't know if Destiny's factually accurate here or... If, well, that's, that's, that's great. Factually actually, factually. But you know Darren's wrong. You don't know who's factually accurate here, but you know Darren is wrong again. Regime propagandists have talking points. They don't care if they're true. They don't care how they look. They don't care uh, uh, what actually happened. They have talking points to enforce. The talking points are Ray Epps, not a Fed, totally organic, January 6th, horrible thing. Donald Trump's at fault. Be accurate about how many times he called in terms of when he called and how he got taken off the list. But he, Destiny missed, and they missed that actually if they had listened to and they had uh, taken Darren's claim to be true, that actually destroys his entire argument. And, I mean, he keeps saying quietly removed, like it's some right. kind of stealth edit. The implication is supposed to be, oh, look, they are secretly removing him from it. Yeah, does when, the FBI send out like a press release every time they change the... Yeah, the, the, that's <laughs> what I'm thinking. Well, no, normally I could see, you know, if they actually capture somebody... Right. Who's, yeah, right. ...who's wanted not just to talk to, but it's actually like some sort of terrorist. I'm sure they don't remove him quietly. They make a big... A, a big production of it. We but this captured so-and-so. Yeah, right. but this guy's a fucking nobody. Yeah. You know, like, what the heck? This is the first time the page has been archived. But the, I don't think the FBI has made a statement on it, but what Epps testified to was that he either saw a video of himself or a friend saw a video of himself or a friend saw him on the list where people were, and then people were making videos, and then he called the FBI and he said, hey, I need to talk to you, and this is what's going on. If he was a Fed, why would they remove him from the list when every? He was like one of the only people removed. Why would senators be defending him so vigilantly? Why wouldn't... Yeah, right guys, why... It, <laughs> as if the senators w would not defend a Fed. A again, children, children. Question, why children. was he quietly removed right quietly. when the Look, question of federal stop. involvement became a major part of the national conversation? So, so and let me your, just... I, that's a good question. Why were they so secretive about it? Sitch, obviously something's going on here. <laughs> I smell a rat. I, I don't want to get lost I, in these I, weeds. I, I, I just want to say theory. something quickly. So you're saying, he said, we need to go into the Capitol peacefully. And you point out correctly that in many instances caught on video, he's engaged in what you could call de-escalation of the crowd, and he's not urging people to violence. That's all correct. I never said he's urging people to violence. He was absolutely a provocateur, and his mission, as stated and as implemented and as orchestrated by his own verbatim text, was he wanted people to go in. I mean, again, the argument that Democrats defending him means he's not a Fed is inc that's just, uh, incredible, utterly incredible.
to the Capitol peacefully. So, so, that might be so, the okay, wait, wait, wait. The, okay, so the conspiracy has reached new levels of retardation. Oh, here, again, once again. Oh, what an amazing argument. It's retardation now. Guys, they've labeled it retardation. We can all move on. Case closed. Case closed. All right. So if, let's imagine that we're the evil deep state. Yeah, now okay. let's bring up another one of these hypotheticals. I'm reeling in my fishing rod cock as we speak. The Chick-fil-A food is nice and hot, which is surprising because it's really cold out. Mm, uh, and okay. we've decided yes. that we want a bunch of people on January 6th that are Trump people to go break into the Capitol. And the entire point of this is to destroy Donald Trump's reputation, right? right. That would be the that would be the the supposed purpose of this, right? We're gonna okay, we're gonna perfect. risk that. Yeah, we're gonna risk this, right? Again, just making shit up, making shit up. Why the fuck mm. do we tell our agents, listen? Yeah, your agents. You got to keep bringing up agents. No one's arguing agents. Want you? They always conflate agent with informant. Get them to break into the Capitol, so there's this murky fucking argument that we could be having for the next four years about whether people breaking into the Capitol but then just milling around constitutes an insurrection. Yeah, why would they do that? Why would Democrats do that? That that wouldn't be politically advantageous, right? Why would you tell Ray Upps to say that? In reality, if you're the evil deep state, you would say, no, tell them to go in the Capitol and start breaking shit. Yeah. Start attacking mm -hmm. people. Start burning it down. Right? right? That's what Yeah, because then people would really go along with that. These, uh, this is incredible. This is incredible. This is as bad as their Rittenhouse coverage was good. Their Rittenhouse coverage was good. This is, like, incredible. Tell people to do if that was the whole point was to destroy Donald Trump's yeah, guys. We're gonna have our guy tell people to be violent credibility going forward, <clears throat> right? You wouldn't say this like that'll get them all to go along middle ground, wa like waffly bullshit. Oh, go into the Capitol, but just like stand there peacefully. Like, what that doesn't accomplish your goal, mm, yeah. But the goal was accomplished, retard. The goal was accomplished. Uh, you want people to crap on Nancy Pelosi's desk. Yes, you want vi you want video of people breaking the Capitol, destroying the entire complex, tearing down the the statues and the painting. You want all that on video. You don't want the video of people breaking in and just kind of like wandering around like they did. This whole well, they treated it as if they were breaking shit down again. Just what are you doing? Ha have they not seen any of the media coverage, retards? The media and the Democrats pretended that this was like Pearl Harbor and 9-11. What the fuck is this? What is this? Oh, our, this whole conspiracy makes no fucking sense. Right. Incredible. The deep state is out to get Trump. Hmm. Interesting. Case, wait, wait, that might be the case. And if that's all you're saying, there's it's no not all. No, no, that's that's everything. Nobody, no, that's nobody, everything. Nobody here is is saying that he didn't say that and he didn't want people to do that. But the claim is that there's some sort that's of illegal. Federal, that's fine. But he that's OK, because uh, he is a victim because he had to move. He charged for it. Do you think anybody's here care if he gets charged for that? But he got a slap on the wrist, which you'll defend, although I do think the the uh, judgment came down after this debate, I believe.
prime. The issue is you're saying that he was doing it under the direction of a federal agency. Y yeah, the are, are you guy that, that looks like he's dying of type 2 diabetes and arthritis uh, is somehow some intimidating yes. Marine captain mm -hmm. that's sending people into the Capitol. That was your claim that you've provided. No, that's not his claim. You're much like your partner in propaganda here, Sitch, is in regime propaganda. You're making shit up. Your evidence for when you don't. You're straw manning the shit out of Darren Beatty. I heard the articles that you write about him. We've got, uh, we've got Glenn back on the horn. And Glenn, we've been talking about Ray Epps. We played a video. I'm not sure if you saw Glenn, it. Not Glenn Beck. <laughs> oh, did I say Glenn Greenwald. Beck? Greenwald. The other Thanks, Glenn. Glenn. That's so funny, Glenn. They're hard Thanks. to tell the difference between nowadays. Glenn. Though. I, yeah, but Glenn has been very... Oh. <laughs> you, like, did, you, did you catch did, that? yeah. He the got little, even with him. Little, he got uh, even with him for that uh, Supreme Court knowledge right. remark. Wow. wow, okay. <laughs> from Glenn Greenwald. So wait, wait, where's Alex been this whole fucking time? He's been gone. He's, He's been in the bathroom doing hot rails. Come on. Okay. Uh, okay, listen, let's be a little good faith here. Maybe. Oh, guys, let's be good faith. Yes, yes. The regime propagandists want to make sure that everything happens in good faith. Oh, it's so good faith to straw man your opponents. Oh, it's so good faith to use propaganda tactics. Oh, guys, good. I've, I say this all the time. People that, like, this is no different than when Cenk Uger constantly calls uh, his show, oh, we're the fairest show in America. We're the fairest show in America. Or people who tell you, hey, I'm telling the truth. Hey, I'm telling the truth. Honest people, people acting in good faith, they don't have to say it because people will see it, okay? You don't have to say that you're good faith people who say they're good faith are using it as a tactic. It's no different than what Dave, David Pakman does literally the same thing. When he went on the Michael Knowles show to debate Michael Knowles, he used this exact same tactic. Hey, Michael, I just want to make sure that we're having a conversation in good faith, good faith. It's a propaganda tactic. It's an absolute propaganda tactic. Now, Let's take a break here. Let me read some of these super chats. We're taking super chats through Streamlabs. Link in the description in Rumble or link in the um, chat on YouTube. The bot should be putting the links. I've looked through. It doesn't look like the bot is misbehaving, so that's good. I just wanted to post links. You can also super chat on Entropy. Entropystream.live slash app slash Hard News Network. Link in Rumble. Also, you can uh, uh, send Rumble rants as well. Also, the uh, Soft Gentleman's Bathhouse has been nuked by YouTube. So that was one of the membership uh, options, and it's about 20 to 25% of our income depending on the month. So we're trying to rebuild the bathhouse, and we're doing that uh, through Subscribestar. And if you can't use Subscribestar, we're also using Rumble, the red subscribe button on Rumble. I believe Rumble for the next year will not be taking any percentage out. Uh, I think Subscribestar takes, uh, it's not unreasonable. I forget what they did. It's not like, Subscribestar doesn't take like what YouTube took. YouTube used to take a crazy amount. I think Twitch, I've never used Twitch. I think Twitch takes like 50% or something crazy like that. Anyway, whatever. Um, so, uh, and we have on the bottom left of the stream, the, uh, uh, or, uh, the screen, we have uh, uh, where we currently are in the goal. And thank you to the people that have signed up so far. And uh, I'll update as uh, time goes on. I have to do it manually. So if you sign up, you probably won't see a change right away. Um, uh, but anyway, 
So uh, that's what we're doing from the uh, subscriber side. Also, starting in February, on February 5th, there's a new show that's coming out. Uh, it will be on off nights. It will be on Mondays and Wednesdays for about an hour. And it'll be a different format. It'll be off of YouTube completely. And, uh, but it'll be on all the other uh, platforms. And uh, it, it'll be a different format. Same subject matter. Same subject matter. Different format. We'll see if people like it. Um, and also, I will check the poll and uh, for how the audience voted for the name of the viewers of the channel. So, Salty Cracker has the Salty Army. Uh, we will have... Um, well, I'll check the poll. Uh, Glorious Bastards, I believe, was in the lead. We'll see if that's still the case. Uh, and uh, there were some other options, too. And I'll post the poll. It probably, I, f I think it was a 24-hour poll, so there might, be, there might still be time on that. I'll, I'll post that uh, as well, but uh, I'll have to go check. All right, here we go. Um, what's today? The 20th? 21st. Silky Johnson says, HB, remember when the soft gentleman... Oh, wait, was that last night? It was last night. Okay. All right. Let's see. All right. We'll do the... Uh, we have some breaking news coming up here. We'll get to that. Uh, Alyssa says, We need an, all my links to aggregate all your links from the various streaming platforms to donation options. Yeah, there was... There is... Actually, what was the name of that? I think Keebler did one a while ago. What was the name of that site? I have to find it. it, it, it post it if you're... Uh, I think it's usually in Entropy. Post it if you have it. What the hell was it? What, it wasn't all my links. It was something else. Um, yeah, I should definitely um, have the uh, bot post that as well because it'll take you to a page that has like every link. That's a good idea. Um, Frag and Bashed, it says, Subscribestar is being a cunt, saying my card is no good. But that's not true. I'll try again later. Not sure if my 10 sub was still active as I never looked. Yes, Subscribestar uh, doesn't work for some people. And um, so this is, I, I mean, however you, you want to do it, completely fine. I appreciate it. Um, and uh, some people uh, use Rumble. And so I don't know if that's an option for you. But uh, if, if you want to do it like this, totally fine. I sincerely appreciate it. Ryan himself says, Ah, brother bastard, Professor Ryan himself, the overseer, straight from the temple of everlasting, stalking, walking in my big black boots, come into my oven, devils come and you burn. This is protected by the red, the black, and the green. Oh, yeah, this is... I think we have a meme commercial uh, bubbling up. Some sort of X-Clan... Nikki Haley fuckery because she's claiming to be she's claiming to be a person of color. All right. Well, then I'm 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 a, I'm a black man. I'm a black man. And then Ryan himself says, ah, listen, with a diamond in the back, a sunroof top, a rye called pinky and a black boot to the pedal pushing us to the full nine. We step to you in black blackness alongside Nikki Haley. Yes, these are X-Clan quotes from uh, Professor X. That was, it's uh, <laughs> fucking hilarious. Oh, that's fantastic. Thank you, Ryan. Appreciate that. Oh, man. That shit was wild. That shit was wild. YGGS Gallo says, the Strickland fight was close, but he 100% won IMO. Strickland was uh, outlanding Duplessis like two to one. His punches just weren't as hard. Duplessis' face looked like a fucking hamburger at the post-fight press conference. Strickland only got 
a cut from a headbutt. Yeah, that seems to be what uh, a lot of people are saying. Even even uh, Dana White himself uh, was arguing something similar. So that's that's interesting. Mega Jehovah says, let's be real. When Destiny argued it would be morally right to fuck your own daughter in order to show her what an orgasm is, the Fed searched his electronics. This is why he's a deep state mouthpiece. They own his ass. If Destiny turns, they'll bury him. Oh, yeah. I Yeah, that's, that's vaguely familiar. I think that was a real long time ago. But, yeah, I forgot. I totally forgot about that. Holy shit. Yeah, what was the... What the... That was like... I think that was when I first started uh, the YouTube channel. That was a long time ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot about it. Whoa. Well, that would explain it. Big Chris says, I hate these faggots. I hope the government checks were worth it, uh, worth your lying souls. Yeah, I don't know exactly how it's being done, uh, but some of these people are not organic. Uh, now, they could be, like, trying to be a good boy on their own, like, like I would argue David Pakman is. Um, but some of them are paid. Gray Zone already exposed that. Some of the bread tube... Uh, bread tubers were paid by a cutout of the MI6 to spread uh, propaganda narratives about COVID and the vaccine. Um, and so that wouldn't surprise me either. So it just, it, it depends. But again, the it's just, it's not organic. It's not organic at all. It's absolute regime propaganda. Intelligence insulting regime propaganda. Mega Jehovah says, remember when you used to call moving the goalposts a liar's negotiation? I do. I haven't used that for a long time. Yeah, I forgot about that, too. That's not bad. That's pretty good. You know You know what You know what I think happened? I started to conflate the goalpost moving with David Pakman. And so then I would always go to faggily. The person is faggily moving the goalposts. And, uh, and, and so I went in that direction. But, uh, yeah, I like the liar's negotiation. Wasn't there a liar's lament too? I wish I, I wish I, uh, and and same with the people have pointed out in the chat when they when they bring up these. Well, what if this happened? Well, what if that happened? Well, what if I shit a dog? That used to be one. That used to be one too. Anyway, Mega Jehovah says Nobel Prize in plebiscite is coming soon. A plebiscite would essentially give governors the exclusive yes or no vote to keep the current admit. Martial law is required to do this. Well, if you hear. Um, the talk like at some of these WEF conferences, they're, they're explicitly anti-elections. They're talking about how, uh, oh, we won't need elections anymore because we'll have this predictive programming or this predictive uh, AI that'll just tell us what will happen. Like, totally crazy shit. So, yeah, we'll see. The soft gentleman says, I'm so distressed. YouTube did a homophobic holocaust against me. They really did. They really did. They financially persecuted me and discriminated against me for being gay. The only thing that has helped me is having David lick my feet while getting it in the ass by Pat. Thanks, Pat. Oh, so it looks like the soft gentleman is hanging out with uh, David Pakman and Pat to console himself from his bathhouse being nuked by YouTube. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. Silky Johnson says, HB, there's some good comments on that Sitchin Adam video from people who watched it, calling them on their bullshit. Maybe they're, they're fucking retards. It seems like they start to suck the regime propaganda cock. It just kills your brain and it gives you a lisp. Yeah, really. It's stupid. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, that's the one thing that's unique about their audience that I do not see with the Pacmans of the world. Um, that like a good portion of their audience call them on their uh, on their bullshit, whereas Pacman's audience eats it all up. I don't know why that is. Uh, I my theory is that they don't demonize Trump supporters, but I might be wrong about that. Um, you know, Destiny demonizes Trump supporters at a Cantano Habimana from Rwanda radio level, um, and a lot of them, you know, Nicole Wallace, all the they they do the same thing, but. Uh, I haven't seen them do it, although the mocking people that are sticking up for literal political prisoners, that's in the realm of that. That's in the realm of that. We'll see. We'll see. It's just sick. Very sick. Their fellow citizens are being abused and tortured, and it seems like they're cool with it. It's uh, not good. That's not good. That's not good. Um... Michelle Kincaid says, these guys don't read anything. They act like it's unfathomable that the government would do this. They've gotten max amount of mileage with the J6 narrative to censor, demonize, and intimidate us to keep us from protesting anything, including future elections. But they also use the gay op to bungle up the whole thing with the senators contesting the election and asking for 10 days to investigate fraud, etc. Whatever that was called... That was planned ahead of time. They all kind of cucked afterward. It worked. Yeah, that, and they, they totally ignored that part. Yeah, there were, I, I believe how it had to work is you needed, uh, what was it, one person in the House and one person in the Senate, something along those lines, and they had a bunch of them. And they had a bunch of states lined up, and, and a bunch of them were going to do it. Holy Cruz, a whole bunch of them. After uh, the mostly peaceful protesting, then I believe everyone cucked except Hawley, I think. And Hawley cucked on, he was supposed to challenge multiple states and he only challenged one. And uh, yeah. Yeah, that, that is a, I think, when you look at, especially like when Lindsey Graham, he totally cucked, and you see the reaction from the Republicans, because the Republicans are generally weak, you could see why they would want to do it. It's two birds with one stone. You get your narrative that Trump supporters are terrorists and Trump's a terrorist, and you get your whole predicate for stopping him in the 2024 election. The idea that they... Look, there are stupid people out here like Faring Cousins and Shank Uger. I don't think Sitch and Adam are stupid. There's no way that they don't understand that. There's no way they don't understand that. It's, that's, that's been the whole narrative. They've used January 6th to try to stop Trump from running in the next election and to demonize his supporters. I don't believe that they can't see that. I don't think they're stupid. Um, and then also, they shut down the effort because they knew the Republicans uh, are weak and they would cuck, which they did. And, and, and then, yeah, you, then, then Joe Biden is in and that's it. It's crazy. All right, let me... Uh, let me check entropy and then let's see one second. All right. Uh, Yitakami says Trudeau equals blackface Hitler. Yeah, he's done blackface multiple times. Multiple times. Um, PF says Stephanie Rule is pretty frisky. Milfy. Yeah, fuckable death is, uh, is uh, what she doing. Oh, wow. What's going on here? What's going on, Stephanie? Wow, Stephanie Rule. But here's a question then, Bill. Who is governing them? 
What the hell? Or wow. What is the rationale? What is the, the business justification, the value proposition, if you will, oh for the fund funds business? What a highlight reel. Man. Oh, my goodness. James oh. Gorman, CEO of Morgan Stanley. Get oh. ready. What is going on here? Thank you all so much for oh being here. I my. am super excited to be part of this conversation. It's a and now it's like basic instinct that continues in web 3.0 and now we have this matt gates and they were like this somebody took each other's face somebody, yes. somebody yes. had somebody had to hold somebody yes. back no this was my goodness scandalous utterly scandalous gonna go slow motion Gonna go slow motion here. All right, you want a question? I got a question tonight. Trump's codependent, Carlos de Oliveira. What are you doing? Gets a lawyer, shows up in court, but gets a delay. Mm. Oh, double. We're getting a double. Oh, gotta watch out for the double. My goodness. There you go. Stephanie Rule. Fuckable death is what I call her. She's uh, aging rapidly. She looks like death, but weirdly still a smash. Weirdly still a smash, even though she's aging rapidly and somewhat skeletal. Not as skeletal as um, Nicole Wallace, though. Nicole Wallace is having a rough time. All right. Let's get to some breaking news from Mojack420. Here we go. Breaking piss and shit in a cup news. <laughs> This is unbelievable. This is the New York Post. This is not the Onion. This is not Babylon Bee. This is not the satirical outlet that had the raping monkey, which was hilarious. No, this is real. This is real. This is America. Here we go. Are you ready for this? New York City neighborhood turned into giant toilet as migrants litter the park with poop and leave cups of urine on doorsteps. Oh, diversity. Who doesn't want diversity? My God. Migrants outside in East Village Intake Center have been crappy neighbors. Uh, since November, thousands of adult migrants have waited outside the former St. Bridget School on each 7th Street and overflow into Tompkins Square Park to score a bed in the city shelter system after their 30 and 60 day stay limits expired. Is this the same place? There's a, a, a viewer who was talking, this was a while ago, who lives, I believe this is the area. If this is the same area, so if you recall, this was a few years ago, uh, where they released pedophiles. This was under the previous commie. It was uh, that, that guy, that disgusting fucker, that was like eating a hamburger, telling people to get vaxxed, whatever the fuck his name was. That guy was disgusting. Anyway, I remember they, the story was they deliberately released pedophiles. They had a homeless problem. And there were homeless people everywhere, okay? And I was covering a story, I believe at the time, I was covering a story where they were releasing pedophiles right next to a school. That's what Democrats do. That's a consistent thing that they do because they're insane. Anyway, she had mentioned that it's so bad in her neighborhood. And this this is like supposedly like, a you know, it's New York. It's like, you know, it's supposedly like an expensive place to live. And it is. But they got to deal with all this shit. Anyway, 
she was saying she she dresses like she's homeless so people don't fuck with her you know so homeless people don't fuck with her and then is this the same place because i'll tell you this if this is the same place not only do you have to deal with the already fucked up homeless problem now they're shoving migrants up your ass now you got to deal with piss and shit more piss and shit even more piss and shit in cups now it's not bad enough you got to deal with piss and shit piss and shit in cups i might be wrong maybe this is not the same area how much can you put people through before they break that's fuck this is insane that they're doing this to people and it's not just in new york they're doing it all over crazy anyway since november thousands of adult migrants have uh waited outside the former St. Bridget's School in East 7th Street and overflow in the Tompkins Park uh, to score a bed in the city shelter system after their 30 and 60 day stay limits expired. But shit hit the fan and the sidewalks and streets last week when the city parks department yanked a trio of porta potties in the park. The loos had become so filthy that workers gave up on maintaining them according to locals how is that even possible you're talking about a porta potty hold on a second hold on a second this is next level first of all these people their job is to clean up porta potties so they already got to see horror shows okay and they maintain the horror shows okay godspeed godspeed apparently what they saw in these three porta potties was at such a level that they were like, we're just going to throw these out. We're just going to throw these out. Wow, what the fuck was going on in that porta potty? That's a goddamn nightmare. Holy shit, that's next level. That's next level. That's like when you get these crime scene and, uh, uh, cleanup people, you know, and. Uh, and, and, and I guess if they went into a crime scene and they were like, I'm not cleaning, I'm not cleaning that up. This is too much for me. You know, because some of these guys are hardcore motherfuckers. They go in, there's people's brains on the wall. They just fucking clean it up. They do what they got to do. I guess sometimes they're like, I'm not cleaning that up. There's no way. You're going to have to get someone else. Holy shit. What a porta potty. What a disaster. What a goddamn disaster. That's an all timer. Quote. Love, I love piss and shit quotes. They're my favorite. I think they're my favorite. There was a cup. Oh, yeah, this is what I was talking about. Here we go. This is all here. Get ready. There was a cup of what I thought was somebody's discarded hot chocolate that turned out to not be hot chocolate. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. That was according to street cleaner John Cashman. I hope they pay these people well. I, th I don't know what porta potty people make, but I, I know that there's a lot of crime scene cleanup people. They make a pretty good amount of money, although I guess it depends where you live. If you live in like San Francisco, you could make all the money in the world. It's still going to be fucking expensive to live there. But uh, yeah, I don't know if you put a, a solid price tag on something like that. I wonder if I could do it. I'd attempt it, to be honest. I'd attempt it. If, 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 you, if you said to me, and I don't know what the numbers are. But if you presented a really gnarly scene and you said, I'll give you 10 grand if you clean this up, I'd at least have a go. I don't know if I'd make it because I don't know. See, this is the problem. Like the smells and the, the shit that your body naturally does in revulsion, you got to get that under control. And I don't know. Sometimes maybe you can't. So I don't know. I've never been put in that situation. 
like like if you had to be around vomit, right? Like vomit's the worst. You, you vomit if you're around vomit. But some people they gotta like mentally numb themselves to like clean it up and shit. And some people can do it. I don't know if I could do it. If you were like, hey, for ten grand, I'd be like, oh, I'm gonna give it a shot. Oh, so what what what's going on? Uh, a guy blew his brains out, and then his wife shit herself and then blew her brains out and then vomited and i gotta clean that up for 10 grand i'd give it a shot i don't know if i'd make it though i don't know if i'd make it <clears throat> see that's the thing i've never i'm not going to talk shit like i'd make it because you know i don't i don't know i don't know i think that uh, here's the other thing is it worth the mental price can you get your demons under control if you have to see this shit or like emts or people that have to deal with this shit i think part of it is when you're not working, right? Because like, I could see how people can compartmentalize when they're working and shit. But then when you're like going to sleep at night, you got to get those demons under control. It's a hell of a thing. It's a hell of a thing people do uh, with some of these jobs. I, I respect it. I, I don't know if I could do it, honestly. Um, anyway, quote, on warmer days, it can smell like a toilet over here and it's not well, not a well-kept toilet. Oh, that's not good toilet smell. Toilets either smell like urinal cakes or piss and shit. Those are, I don't like any of those smells, okay? Even if you have, by the way, the perfume urinal cake, why do you, just what, don't, look, it, no one, it's just, all it's going to do is mix with the piss and shit. It's not going to get rid of the, you'd think you'd be able to get rid of odors, but you can't, it's, I mean, I guess you kind of can. There's some shit that'll get rid of odors, but they don't really use it. In the past week, locals and volunteers says they've spotted cups filled with urine around the park's entrance near the former school, along with human-sized poop in tree beds and between parked cars. Most of them want to pee in plastic cups rather than the ground, and they leave them on people's doors. This is uh, from longtime resident Garrett Rosso who said he spotted dozens of cups filled with urine. One migrant had no problem uh, taking an alfresco whiz on a tree Wednesday afternoon as the post surveyed the stomach churning scene. Oh, this is a picture of some... <laughs> the graffiti artist in the neighborhood had the uh, good idea of calling it hell. It was hell. Oh my God. Oh, God in heaven. The southeastern part of the park was also littered with spilled food in plastic containers. But don't call them dirty. That's racist. <laughs> oh, I've cut this part of the park out of my daily walk because of the filth, says neighbor Michael Bartley. There's several thousand people coming to this end of the park with no place to use the bathroom. If they're going to bring them here, the city should have some sanitation people here. Cops are here. Big fucking deal. Guardian Angels founder Chris Silva, a former Lower East Side resident, ripped Mayor Adams for welcoming migrants with open arms, only for his administration to funnel them into neighborhoods without providing any clear aid or plans for handling the sudden influx of hundreds or even thousands of people. He's the swagger man with no plan. Everything he does, it's a knee-jerk reaction with no follow-up, Silva said. What are you doing in the neighborhood to make it easier for them to absorb the migrants? 
Well, I don't think they want to do that. I think they want fights. They want people to start fighting the migrants so then they can arrest the, the, the natives. Susan Stetzer, district manager for Community Board 3, said parks workers removed the Tompkins porta-potties last week because they were being trashed to the point where they could not be maintained. The portable bathrooms were installed in Tompkins last year to provide relief while the park's field house is undergoing an 18-month renovation. The bathrooms are an issue. We've tried to engage administration regarding this, but we have not, as of the moment, been successful, adding that migrants continuing to congregate outside in freezing temperature was a humanitarian crisis. The migrants mostly from West Africa and South America and who are among the more than 100,000 who have been in the city's care since spring of 2022 said they've been blocked by intake center staff from using the building's restrooms. When you want to get to the toilet at the reintake center, sometimes people tell you no, said one man who gave his name as Abu Salim. You got to go out here. A park spokesman said porta potties are difficult to maintain and clean, but that a public restroom opera- operated by the agency was available at McKinley play- Playground, roughly seven minutes away. Spokesperson for the mayor's office said they were aware about complaints regarding the lack of showers and bathrooms, but added that many migrants are choosing to line up when they don't have to. Many are sleeping outside and standing online despite space at the short-term holding centers. What a disaster at the parks in New York City. Well, maybe they should call up Cousin Jeffrey. Anyway, there we go. That was breaking news from the internet from Mojack420. Appreciate the support, sir. Let's get to this breaking news from the internet from Gunfox here. Let's have a look to see what's going on. We'll do some breaking news and then we'll get back to the propagandist, the regime propagandist, Sitchin Adam. Biden DHS spent counterterrorism funds on anti-conservative counterpropaganda. Oh my God, isn't it nice to have the federal government treat you like a terrorist for your completely legal uh, political beliefs. Oh, boy. Never thought I'd be in a country like that. Amazing. Never thought I'd be in a communist country. Now I'm going to see. I'm going to see what that's like. Hopefully we can end it as soon as possible. But uh, this is not not good. This is not good at all. While the Department of Homeland Security has allowed many of, many as 10 million Zerg flood the southern border. The domestic surveillance state uh, has prioritized something as a more important matter. According to documents unearthed by the Media Research Center, DHS paid $700,000 from a counterterrorism program to a self-described propaganda network to attack conservatives. The source of the funding was the Targeted Violence and Terrorism Prevention Grant Program, which was created under President Bathhouse Barry Obama to target Al-Qaeda. Put on hold and then clandestinely revived by then-acting DHS head Kevin McAleen and Miles Taylor, that fucking snake. They're all snakes, though. The infamous and insufferable anonymous resistance faggot within the Trump administration with funding that circumvented the White House budgeting process. 
The beneficiary of the grant under President Joe Biden is the already taxpayer-funded University of Rhode Island's Media Education Lab. Quote, Propaganda can also be used for socially beneficial purposes, the application read, as it outlined its own counter-propaganda model. Sounds like Rick Stengel, the Obama propaganda homosexual. Indeed, I think that was his name, Rick Stengel. Indeed, because the public has long been recognized as being suggestible, the United States has long made use of beneficial propaganda during World War I, World War II, and the Cold War. The university's media education lab would then work with a partner activist organization to write blog posts equating MAGA supporters to anti-Semite Louis Farrakhan and blaming former President Trump for creating a darker, scarier, angrier, less hopeful country. Offer cash incentives to children to post social media demands for increases in media literacy and expand anti-conservative seminars established by the State Department. These seminars, known as Courageous R.I., are based on a manifesto that claims political extremism, rage, and anti-government theories can lead to targeted violence and domestic terrorism. DHS has flirted with skirting the spirit and substance of our civil liberties since its inception. But at least DHS once pretended it was targeting foreign nationals tied to 9-11 associates and literal violence. Under Biden, DHS is evidently more concerned with using counterterrorism funds to censor constitutionally protected speech from our own citizens than monitoring an incoming surge of actual aliens on our terrorist watch list. But crucially, while it was only under Biden's purview that such a grant was approved, the middle managers of the administrative state managed to work around Trump's authority to reinstate a program at neither the behest of Congress nor the president. Sneaky fuckers. They belong in prison. Beyond the obvious legal issues of counterterrorist funds being used to censor American citizens, there's the sheer scope of the federal bureaucracy and the uncomfortable fact that Trump either lacked the attention or the ability to stop unelected civil servants from going rogue. Congress seems unlikely to rein in the administrative state, and even Republican presidents seem unable to make executive employees answerable to the chief executive. Well, we'll see. If Trump can't do it, it can't be done. The MRC's discovery constitutes Exhibit A for why it may very well be up to the Supreme Court to cordon off the federal bureaucracy's reign of terror when it challenges the Chevron doctrine at last. Yeah, I hope so. Hopefully the Supreme Court rules correctly. Uh, crazy. Utterly insane. And uh, they, sh they should go to prison uh, for, ter for doing this to American citizens. Absolutely nuts. All right, let's get some more breaking news <clears throat> from the internet here. From the Lord of the News, Gunfox, U.S. Army promoted over 10,000 soldiers without required military education training. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's good. I don't think this is good at all. All right, because this is like what they found out. Well, how about the shit that they haven't found out about yet? What's that like? What's that like? Oh, my God. The U.S. Army has promoted over 10,000 non-commissioned officers, NCOs, 
over the last two years who have yet to complete the required military education and trading academy, training academies, according to a report. Since enacting a temporary pandemic-era policy in 2021 that allowed NCOs to be promoted without the courses the Army has promoted, about 52,000 NCOs, but about 20%, 10,588, have yet to complete their courses to retain their new rank, according to Army data obtained by military.com. Now, maybe the courses don't matter. Maybe they're like, they're not going to make a difference. I don't know. I would hope that's the case. I hope this isn't important. If the courses were not completed within a year of being promoted, the NCOs were supposed to lose their rank. That seems pretty important. <laughs> that seems... But the outlet reported the Army did not want to issue such a large number of demotions at one time. <clears throat> the Army told Fox News Digital in an email statement that it's conducting a review of the matter. Yeah, well, you get to that, yeah. We're conducting a review of all soldiers with exceptions to the step policy prior to suspension, the statement said. As we align policies, we will ensure that we're taking care of soldiers, informing commanders, units, and soldiers of the charges, and correcting any actions that are counter to the suspension of the step policy. NCOs have faced significant difficulties in scheduling time for the required schools where courses can last at least a month due to limited slots and constant deployments, according to the outlet. In September, the Army issued a news release detailing how it will reinstate its select, train, educate, and promote policy for the following January, again requiring NCOs to complete professional military education training courses before they can be promoted. Our goal is to ensure our soldiers' careers do not suffer from factors outside of their control. Sergeant Major of the Army Michael Weimer told the uh, outlet at the time. Yeah, Michael Weimer. <clears throat> All right, got to watch out from Michael Weimer. Uh, is that it? That's weird. It just ends with Weimer? Hold on a second. I guess it did. Yeah, the formatting is all fucked up, but I think that's it. There's no... Okay. Anyway, yeah, that's not good. That's not good at all. I would hope that... Uh, I would hope that uh, that can get resolved at some point. But anyway, like I said, who knows what kind of fucked up shit that they've done that we don't even know about. It's not good at all. Okay, let's get to the next one here. Some more breaking news from the internet from Gunfox. Again, I appreciate your generosity, sir. Let's get to MSNBC. Mike Johnson's biggest weakness, doing his job. What does that mean? Well, we'll find out. With their backs yet up against the wall, the House and Senate on Thursday extended Congress's self-imposed deadline to keep the federal government open and fully funded. It's the second time in a short time atop the House GOP that Speaker Mike Johnson has agreed to allow a clean funding bill to pass with mostly Democrat votes. That has not endeared Johnson to the far right wing of his caucus, which is once again bandying about dark warnings of consequences for the Speaker. This dynamic will likely haunt Johnson for the remainder of his time as Speaker and follow uh, any Republican successor when Johnson eventually steps down. Well, I mean, you just got to do what the voters want. I mean, it's simple as that. There's no avoiding that the role of Speaker of the House is divided between priorities that can be 
at odds. Johnson is showing that, once again, the greatest weakness to a Republican speaker is that the push and pull between his role as a political leader um, where the hell is that? Hold on a second. Where is the... Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, here it is. Uh, uh, and his responsibility to the country writ large. We were last here in November when Congress approved a short-term spending bill or a continuing resolution that split the funding into two tranches, each with its own expiration date. The first tranche, which included funding covered in the agriculture, energy, and water, military, construction, veterans affairs, and transportation, housing, and urban development appropriation bills, was set to lapse at 12.01 a.m. Saturday. If it had, the areas of the federal government those bills covered would have been forced into shutdown. The new extension was passed the House with a vote of 314 to 108 after sailing through the Senate. Bumps that deadline back to March 1st and moves the second deadline from February 2nd to March 8th. The bill had to bypass the Rules Committee, which is stacked with hardliners who would have prevented the bill from coming to the floor, requiring a two-thirds majority of the House to approve it. It is the same move that was needed for the last short-term funding extension, giving conservatives even more reason to grumble. In theory, this extension is to give legislators more time to finish hammering out 12 full-year spending bills that cover the current fiscal year, which began back in September. Congressional leaders showed some progress earlier this month when they agreed on a top-line spending total that more or less lined up with the spending caps negotiated last year between Joe Biden and Kevin McCarthy. For a moment, it looked like Johnson might also attempt to renege. It can't be a reneger. On that deal, as McCarthy did, angering Democrats ahead of his downfall. But Johnson has held firm to his word, much to the anger of hardline conservatives. Johnson's also waiting to see what the Senate produces, if anything, on immigration and foreign aid. A small group of Republicans and Democrat senators have been negotiating for weeks to come up with a deal that both overhauls the asylum system at the southern border and provides foreign aid to Ukraine and Israel. Senate Republicans have been stressing to their House counterparts that whatever deal might be struck, it's likely to be best that they get even if former President Trump should win re-election. If GOP hardliners were annoyed at the spending bill, they promised to be apoplectic if Johnson brings any compromise bill to the Senate uh, uh, if, it, if it passes the floor. The problem the Speaker faces, though, is that after hammering the importance of boosting border security and the failures of the Biden regime to take immigration seriously, it'd be a bad look to entirely ignore a bill that addresses those concerns, at the same time doing anything that might make Biden look good and reduce the pressure on him politically with regard to immigration could be seen as political malpractice to a party base that's been trained over decades to see anything other than total victory as a loss projection. As he dances along the high wire, Johnson will have the smallest majority possible thanks to resignation and illnesses. He may at times only have one vote more than Democrats. It's so precarious a position with Democrats controlling the Senate and White House. There's only so much that Republicans can achieve substantively. Any attempts to effectively change whatever deal might be struck will fail, but the idea of passing a bill less draconian than the House's preferred bill and funding Ukraine is anathema to many Republicans. But Johnson is one potential saving grace in this mess. His caucus will likely only punish him for success, 
Passing a short-term spending bill that keeps the status quo in place might be disappointing to many Republicans, but remains better politically than a shutdown. In contrast, standing back and allowing conservatives to put up enough amendments to derail any Senate-passed bill would be a free ticket to continue to gripe about the broken system that Democrats have put into place. It'd be a betrayal of his Senate colleagues to make a mockery of the supposed danger towards the country from our migration system. But it would be a win for House Republicans and keep Johnson inoculated. In effect, the most dangerous thing that Johnson could do right now is his job. Um, yeah, pretending though that the Democrats would do anything good on immigration—that's totally made up. That's total made-up bullshit. All right, very good. Thank you, Gun Fox. Appreciate that. Now here is some uh, breaking news from the internet from Silky Johnson. And uh, one moment here. He says, the global homo pedos are scared of a Trump win news. Makes you wonder what they'll do to prevent that HB. Yeah, I do wonder. I hope they just concede, but uh, people think they're going to do all sorts of things. Un up to and including uh, releasing a disease caused disease X. Uh, hopefully it doesn't happen. Globalists consider Trump and populism the main obstacles to a collectivist world order. The death blow to what remains of the global order. Global Homo's meeting at the Global Homo World Economic Forum conference in Davos are openly discussing their fear of a Trump win in 2024. Their concern, as explained by the personal assistant of Clash Schwab, absolute fucking golem lunatic Yuval Noah Harari, that guy's a fucking lunatic is that a Trump victory will destroy the global order. It's got a Nosferatu thing going on. Harari likewise showed disdain for the American people who elected Trump right back at you, faggot, and equated patriotism with not caring about the rest of the world. They can get fucked. You can all get fucked. Fuck all of you. World Economic Forum contributor and Sapiens author Yal Noah Harari recently said a second Trump term would be the death blow to the global order. That would be phenomenal. When asked if he was concerned about the re-election of Trump on an episode of the Diary of a CEO podcast, Harari says, I think it's very likely, and if it happens, it's likely to be the kind of the death blow to what remains of the global order. And he says it openly. Now, again, it should be clear that many of these politicians, they present a false dichotomy, a false binary vision of the world. As it, You have to choose between patriotism and globalism. Yes, correct between being loyal to your nation and being loyal to some kind of, I don't know, global government or whatever. Yeah, yeah, bitch, that's right. Go fuck yourself. Earlier in the interview, he criticized the mindset of the members of the American electorate who voted for Trump in 2016, characterizing it as a foolish isolationist position sure to bring about wars and disasters. Get fucked, faggot. Go fuck yourself. <clears throat> Go fuck some more male prostitutes, okay? While Harari, like other Trump detractors, has accused the former president of being an isolationist, Harari curiously adds the, oh, do you know who else accuses Trump supporters of being isolationists? You'll never guess. Sitchin Adam. <laughs> that's a weird coincidence. Man, whoa, that's weird. That's mm, something, something going on. That's weird. That's organic. Harari curiously adds the accusation that his isolationism is sure to bring about wars. 
Yeah, that makes sense. Harari, about whom current affairs says he sacrifices science for sensationalism and his work is riddled with errors, did not explain how isolationism causes wars. The U.S. did not enter new wars during Trump's presidency. Devine posted the tweet of Harari discussing Trump's win. The elites appointed themselves to build your future and everyone else's. Harari implied that Americans' fear of a transition to world government, which pushed them to support Trump, is foolish nonsense. In the below video, uh, Klaus Schwab essentially says that, telling the 2022 Global Homo Conference attendees at Davos that their powerful community is, is that in charge of building the world's future. Politico's senior foreign affairs correspondent, Nahal Tusi summarized the frustration of WEF leaders with their inability to move more quickly towards global collectivism. Yeah, because you'll never get it, you fucking pieces of shit. Because we're rebelling. You're getting abject rebellion. Years into the transnational struggle with resurgent populism, the corporate leaders in Davos appears to have no serious solutions because you can't stop this, faggots. There's nothing you can do to stop it. Far from seeing this as a moment to turn back the tide of insularism, executives are girding for endless backlash. I hope you get endless backlash. You deserve that. Like many of the other political observations here, it could have been shared at any time in the past decade. If lessons have been learned from the world's most acute populist convulsions, the first Trump administration, the Bolsonaro experience in Brazil, the implementation of Brexit and others, they were not in evidence. At the 2024 Global Homo Conference held in Davos, Heritage Foundation and Heritage Action for American President Dr. Kevin Roberts was invited to sit on a panel discussing what could be expected from a Republican administration. He, he said some good stuff. I was surprised. Roberts had written an op-ed before the conference stating that the WEF must accept that nations, families, and individuals have a right to govern themselves. He wrote that he accepted the invitation to deliver, to deliver the global elites a message. Davos must accept the moral virtues, practical benefits, and natural rights of nations, families, and individuals to govern themselves. Uh, or we the people, we will take matters into our own hands. The agenda that every member of the administration needs to have is to compile a list of everything that's ever been proposed at the World Economic Forum and object to all of them wholesale. Robert's assertions are grounded in people's fears, real fears of the WEF's despotic policy proposals. So far during the 2024 conference, global elites have discussed ushering in a new world order to cry disinformation and misinformation and labeled farming and fishing ecocide. <clears throat> How about some commie side? Can we get some commie side? I don't even know what that is. What would that be? I don't know. Is that a drink? Is it? Is it? Is it a drink? I don't know. Commie side. That sounds interesting. I think President Trump, if in fact he wins a second term, is going to be inspired by the wise words of Javier Malay, who said that he was in power not to guide sheep, but to awaken lions. That's what the average American and average free person on planet Earth wants out of leaders. All right. Well, good. That's good. So we will see. Hopefully the Globo homos lose. Fuck them. All right. Let's get back to this regime propaganda from the totally organic, independent YouTube channel, Sitchin Adam. Maybe he was in the bathroom getting wasted, right? Or maybe... I'll be back in a minute. Maybe he's like, listen, when I sit next to Destiny, I just get too crazy, right? And I want my good friend Darren here and to have an opportunity to talk, so I'm just going to, like, wander around the studio. 
yeah. <laughs> and let Darren actually get a, a chance to have a conversation. Alex is hilarious. I just I can't hate Alex Jones. He's just so funny. Even though I do think this whole thing is like as bad faith as you can be. That's his power. Yeah. Right. He's just likable. Come on. He's just so goofy. What's happened, dude? Well, I just, I mean, I only heard the last four minutes of the conversation, but I'm still always amazed by, I really don't understand the argument because the FBI and the US security state before January 6th was saying that they regard the greatest threat to the national security, not as being ISIS or Al Qaeda or Hamas or Hezbollah or China or any other, any other foreign threat. They regard the greatest threat as being right-wing domestic extremists on whom, uh, in whom that was included on many lists, the Oath Keepers, the Three Percenters, and all of the people in the groups that they said uh, orchestrated nine, uh, January 6th. Is the argument that you think that the FBI was not monitoring and infiltrating those groups? Because there's actually a ton of evidence that the FBI had their hooks in all three of those groups and not only had their hooks in them, but on January 6th had informants on the ground who were pretending to be Trump supporters who were talking in real time to the FBI Multiple. about everything that was happening. So I just want to understand what the yeah. claim is. That's a much more reasonable claim because none of those people texted their nephews that they orchestrated all of this, right? Well, Nobody it, knows who they are because they actually kept their cover. Sure. Um, it's reasonable, but also bullshit because well, I don't think so. Well, no, well, what I'm gonna say is it's reasonable in terms of like, yeah, there probably were a bunch of FBI informants in all these various groups. Um, I mean, we actually know that there were some FBI informants, in some of the groups, and I'm sure there was FBI informants. We don't know that were involved. Okay. But Glenn here is like doing this like fake obtuse shit where he's like, oh, what is the, what is the claim here? We know that the government has, you know, informants in the Oath Keeper. The claim which we know because Destiny literally just said it right before Glenn started talking, was that Ray Epps was working for the federal government in order to get people to go into the Capitol building. That's yeah. the claim they're having an argument about, right? Ray Epps so was Glenn, one of them. Right, so Glenn does this vague generalization shit. It's like, well, he's not saying whether, he's not making a claim about whether that actually occurred, whether the federal government did you know, try to get people to jump in the Capitol or whether Ray Epps was actually working for the feds. Instead, he makes this broad claim of, well, the government has other informants in other places in the Oath Keepers and all this other stuff, right? It's like, well, and it's just annoying because like, this is what people always do. You say like, well, do you have evidence of this one specific thing that you're claiming? No, but I have a bunch of general things about a bunch of, you know, a general overlook of the situation. It's like, well, that doesn't prove the fucking claim. Yeah, well, I'm just saying you would think that if there were federal agents that were embedded in these different groups, that the goal would be to make it through the night without the Congress building being burned down. Like right. that, would see, be, that would be right. the goal, but right? See, that, that's because you and I live in the world of reality. Okay? Right. right. Look, if I'm and, a federal agent, I'm trying right. to keep the violence down. Right, yeah. You would presume that any federal agent would be there to get information about people that are doing crimes and probably try to stop people from doing like really heinous shit. Yeah. Right, yes. Sure. That do, Look, I agree with the claim that Greenwald is making. I just, I feel like people are embedding themselves in these groups because they believe they are a legitimate threat and they want to neutralize that threat before anything happens. 
in the same way that we would go after any terrorist organization. Right, right, right. right. But he's, we're trying he's, to... is, it, uh, is this the part of the propaganda where they're like, of course there were FBI agents involved. Is that the, the that's a hell of a thing. The narrative used to be, of oh, there's no FBI agents involved. There's no evidence at all. Of course there's FBI agents involved. They had to do it. The foil yes. terrorist plots. Right. That is true. Now, Ray Epps we're... goes completely against that because they're trying to say, look, no, the, the feds want to incite the terrorist plot. Right. But that's the yeah. bullshit part of Glenn's claim is he's trying to use that information to say the opposite, to say that this is proof or to imply this is proof that the government <clears throat> is orchestrating January 6th or something. Right. Yes. Well, if Ray Epps was one of those federal agents that was trying to neutralize the plot, I don't look, it wouldn't have played out like this. Yeah. And I think, I mean, why, why wouldn't they just out him? Why wouldn't they say, yeah. Why wouldn't he be dead? He was an agent. No, seriously. Oh, they, the, the feds are going to kill their own guy, their own if, undercover well, guy. Well, it's better than having him spend his life in a trailer. So now, what are you talking about? Being harassed by everyone who sees him. And it's better for him to be dead than to be all harassed. Oh, my family. Oh, my family. Oh, this is retarded. Now he's going to go to jail for six months, right? No, they would so, look because you'd if be afraid. Really... You'd be afraid he'd spill the beans, Adam. He's going to let he's going to let it slide that oh, we yeah. actually did okay. a that we did an entrapment. We did a honeypot on the January. 6th. Again, the entrapment is demonstrated explicitly in the revolver articles that you've obviously not read, uh, and uh, it's amazing. It's just amazing. Thanks. Yeah, if that was the case, they would kill him. If he was just a Fed that was embedded in these groups to kind of minimize the violence, they would have just say, look, he was one of ours. His cover got blown. Now we're going to put him in the witness protection agent right, uh, program. Right, yeah. Like it would be done. They would take care of him. The reason why he's got to stumble around on his own is because he does have not. He has he's no just some asshole. Protection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He has no government protection. They're like, look, you got yourself into this. You're a big boy. You get yourself out, shithead. I'm going to post a link in the chat to the poll if you want to vote on the name of the audience. There's multiple uh, choices here, and I'll post the link in all the chats. And we'll give you six months in jail on top of it. <laughs> Claim that the FBI was not involved in the groups that organized January 6th and didn't have informants with them that day? They weren't instigated. So, so, That's your so, claim. So I, I'm, it I'm came out that the vice president of the Oath Keepers was an FBI informant. The Proud Boys had at least three and as many as eight. And the New York Times itself reported that there were uh, FBI informants and the Proud Boys who were inside. This has nothing to do with anything. Yeah, guys, informants have nothing to do with Ray Epps being an informant. Guys, it's it's, it's whataboutism. It's whataboutism. We're alleging Fed involvement. Obviously, literal fucking feds have nothing to do with the Fed involvement in January 6th. Nothing to do with it at all. Insane. Of well, course. Also, when, who cares? When people, and I think one of the guys who cares if there is Fed involvement, okay? Do you see how we're going? It's stupid to say that there were Feds, and now that's going to well, it's who cares? Yeah, guys, who cares? Oh, high level argumentation, isn't it amazing? In uh, incredible. The guy says this when people say FBI informants, there's like this weird thing on the internet. 
where people think FBI informant turns into federal agent. Uh, no, 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 no. It is a deliberate tactic that people like you use where you're always saying agent when people are arguing about informants. Nice fucking try. FBI it's informant not. means, right? That means someone who is feeding information, who's a private citizen, who's feeding information to the federal government. That's what the fuck we're talking about, retards. Oh, you could be a straight-up criminal. A lot of criminals. Most are no fucking shit. Most of them F are criminals. Yeah, of yes. course. That's where they get the information from. Right. And they actually, yeah. there's actually problems in situations where their informants, you know, we've all seen the movies where it's like, Good, oh, get killed. You know, yeah, or it's like, oh, you know, they, the guy goes to, to the drug dealer who's literally selling drugs, and they're like, oh, he's, you're going to bust it. Like, the, the rookie's like, you're going to bust him. He's like, I'm not going to bust him. This guy's my informant, right? Even though he's literally selling drugs on the corner. <laughs> like, right. The street, right. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. It's frustrating the way these conversations kind of get muddied. I had the capital. I had the capital. I had the capital texting their handlers as the event unfolded. So, and they recorded so, the garage. They, they recorded the garage meeting the day before, and the Fed said the court nothing was said violent or no planning. Yeah, Brian, you wanted to say something. Y yeah. So, so I'm just confused. So you're saying that Ray Epps was actually a federal agent who was indicted, nope. who pled guilty, and is likely going to get six months in prison. He didn't get six months in, in prison, Homo. Is is that is that your argument? Well, the New York Times protected. Well, wait, wait, wait. Like, so about first. about Epps, you know, so couple of things there you don't find it a little bit strange Given, no, no, wait wait wait, 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 wait. So, I'll, no, no. I'll get to you i promise yeah, yeah. you i promise you i'll address that but let's just consider the context the context in the immediate aftermath of january 6 by the words of steve sherwin who is in charge of the prosecution their posture was one of quote-unquote shock and awe they were going after everyone they were hitting them very hard now again think about central casting on paper ray epps He's the 6'3", former Marine in camouflage gear with a Trump hat. The only guy caught on video as early as the 5th telling people to go into the Capitol, who's there on the 6th directing people to the Capitol, who's right there pre-positioned at that initial breach phase. And this... And, helping and, Ram and, signs. Helping Ram signs. Exactly. And... He happens to be a former head of the Oath Keepers. And you're not telling me so, it's bizarre. Wait a second. You're not telling me it's at least a little bit bizarre that of all January 6th participants, he's the only one who gets a New York Times puff piece. He's the only one who gets a 60, uh, 60 Minutes sympathy segment. He's the only one that Adam Kinsinger will defend. So are you saying that New Okay, this is a retarded argument. Uh, yeah, guys, totally retarded argument. All of that is totally normal. All of that, there's nothing suspicious about that at all. Why <clears throat> did he get the 60 minutes puff piece? Why did the New York Times write about him? Why did why did those occur? Because he was the only guy targeted by Tucker Carlson. Yeah, guys, he was a victim. Bad man Tucker Carlson victimized him. Oh, his family. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because I mean, we're so all just he's a victim, guys. Simple. Doing the most obvious stupid thing that people do, which is, oh, if I'm on the left and the right does, you know, mm. something, I have to do the opposite, yeah. right? They're the most common shit that occurs in the world. Why was this guy even on Tucker Carlson's radar? Like, why was yeah, Tucker for, guys, Carlson... Guys, why was he on Tucker Carlson's radar? For no reason at all. Ha, yeah, it's not like Revolver had a multi-part 
expose breaking down exactly how this fed up worked and all the different videos in which you can see people working completely in unison oh no that's nothing don't even worry why was tucker carlson even talking about any of this oh man wonderful like making stories about this guy yeah so why were they talking about this guy that's so weird because they were trying because they've been trying to push the narrative mm. that listen it's not trump's fault for january 6th it's not republicans fault for january 6th oh, it's, it's a really, deep state's fault the deep yeah. state because they really incited the violence right and they and when you scrounge around to try to prove that claim you you end up with the very weak sauce claims about ray Epps. very sad yeah. yeah guys not only it's stupid and retarded and dumb it's also sad oh it's sad it's very pathetic high and pathetic what high level argumentation man that's amazing New York Times. Call it racist. Why don't you call it racist? And then for the coup de grace, call it apostasy because you're doing the exact same tactics that Jehovah's Witnesses did. You're just using different words. They would call it, oh, that's apostasy. Instead, you're going, oh, that's stupid. That's stupid. Times is now working with the feds, working with Ray Epps. To, 100%, 100%. Uh, yes. No, it, as a matter of fact, the question yes. is, why do, you think, wait, wait, why do you think they all wrote those articles? Why did they say there were WMDs in Iraq? Because so, they're told So, so go, going back, go, no, no, wait, going wait, wait, back. Why, why did they write those articles? Why don't you say that part? Why and did they wait, write those so articles? I want to address your question directly. You're saying, if he were an asset, and by the way, I'm not definitive in the sense that, oh, I don't think he was working directly for the FBI. I don't even know if he was directly working for the ADL, federal government. He was Austin. an asset. He was acting on behalf of a third party. He was not an authentic actor. Exactly. Exactly. That day. There's that no I will say. Oh, oh, okay. 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 So wait a minute. Because the claim, which is funny because I've, I've never heard this from anyone else. Because. Well, I'm not surprised because you clearly have not really looked into any of this. The claim it seems so untenable that he could possibly be working for the federal government. Well, again, it, it's not Darren Beatty's fault that you don't understand what his fucking argument is. That's your fucking fault. That's your fault. That's not Darren Beatty's fault. Okay, that's your fucking fault. Okay, because you don't look into anything because all you have are talking points and your goal is to push your talking points and you don't care about any of this. You're no different than Matt Bender. You're no different than David Pakman or the rest of these people. You don't actually give a fuck about any of this and how it happened. You're not trying to get to the bottom of it. You're trying to push talking points. You work from your talking points backwards and you don't go anywhere that is not consistent with the narrative that you want to portray. So incre just incredible, absolutely incredible. Now the claim has to be brought into, well, he's working for some third party, <clears throat> some magical third party. We don't know who right. this is. Now, Alex Jones is saying he works for, like, the ADL or the Southern Poverty Law Center or something. like Some other okay. third party trying to make Trump right. look bad. Okay, so the, so the ADL or the SPLC or, or some other private organization is hiring some old guy to go instigate January 6th. And when that guy gets, you know, faces jail time and it gets in all this trouble, he doesn't immediately flip on the private organization. For what reason? Yeah, of course he would. Right? I feel like this is insane. 
birthday with a great deal of vodka. But wait a second. You mentioned it's a victory. Let me say one thing. I've been gone for 10 minutes. It's a victory. They went from saying he's an angel, CNN, MSNBC, New York Times. He's perfect with no, now. But now he's a pressure. They've been forced to indict him. Alex, quick thing on that. They, the the uh, criminal complaint acknowledges that he engaged in quote-unquote felonious behavior. But among the mitigating factors that they cite is, oh, this poor guy was a victim of all these conspiracy theories. which is pretty well, remarkable. Well, he was, though. He but was. I, he I want to address was. this. Why did you do for any of the other people? Why, yeah, why they, don't you answer yeah. me? Why were, people, why, why were people writing? I, 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 I want to just quickly answer the, the question about your question basically – if he was an asset, why did they go after his own, their own asset? Why would they indict their own asset? That happens all the time. In fact, that's almost the norm that ultimately the when mafia, the assets... When they have undercover people, they'll indict them just as yeah, a cover. When the assets become liabilities, they indict them. In fact, we don't have to go too far into the past to, to get a case of that. There is the Michigan Fednapping case or the yeah, Michigan Kidnapping case like, where there is the informant, Steve Robeson, who is a long-time, over-decade-long informant who was part of the entrapment scheme in Michigan case with striking parallels to January 6th, by the way. And he, when he became inconvenient, was indicted by the government. There's so for many breaking cases. The law. I think for actually need, breaking yeah. the law. Yes. I need a better so, so, argument. So, 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 I, 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 I want to get my point in really fast, that. really fast. I haven't been able to get my point in. So you're saying that Ray Epps is a federal agent. Well, I didn't who, say that. Well, I said he was acting on behalf of a third party. Oh, wait, yeah, wait. Okay, so he's a federal agent, maybe. No, he's not arguing that. You're just, again, you and your faggot friends here are making that up. That's an example of this other person, but maybe he's not actually a federal agent. Okay. He was an inauthentic okay. actor on Even January though there's 6th. no evidence of this. Uh, that's total bullshit. Total made-up bullshit. And then you're saying he's, go he's turning around and he's suing Fox News for defamation, which is going to open up all, all, all sorts of cans of worms with the no it isn't Fox is going to settle discovery that he's no it won't Fox will settle going to have to provide legally in front of a court you think that if he was a federal agent he'd be suing Fox News again retard they're going to settle for they know they control the jurisdiction but he did say in a text message that day during it I orchestrated the, 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 the attack you, you, you think he's going to sue he's for defamation yes. sue for he, defamation he so, so it's unfortunate because that's a really good question, but unfortunately Alex is going to just pull over the whole thing. If he really was working for the feds or some other third entity, why would he, it would be a, such a tremendous risk? Again, it's not going to reach that point. It's good to sue Fox How News. do you not understand that? That's amazing. Because yeah, Fox look, News could just say, well, he actually did, and we're going to try to find the evidence of that. You've, you assume that he's already given up ever all the information that he has i mean that's how they got the text messages of course but yeah, yeah right that's what i'm saying he's got nothing to hide right so but but if i'm saying but this question is a good question which is that if he really did have something to hide why the fuck would he be suing fox news for defamation yeah the, look they're in dream a dreamland that he's some kind of federal asset or agent or informant or anything you know, listen he, it's not for the feds he works he works for the world economic forum okay <laughs> Well, Again, deliberately doing the Chank Uger thing when he will bring up, if he's talking about trafficking, he'll bring up aliens. Same tactic. Okay. No one's arguing that. You're totally making that up. Oh, good faith. They're so good faith. Oh, good faith. Sitchin Adam. He works for Klaus Schwab. Yeah. Oh, look how good faith that is. Oh, man. How honest. What a couple of honest guys. Oh, he, yeah.
Yeah. That makes way more sense, mm. actually. To his nephew that... Actually, I lied. He actually works... Oh, yeah. ...for uh, Victoria. Making it even more good faith. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. 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 Now, now make fun of the fact that Aiden Paladin fucked you so hard up the ass, it was, like, incredible to watch. Okay? So, oh, yeah, make fun of that. Pretend that didn't happen. Pretend that didn't happen. Oh, my God. They tag-teamed you? Holy shit, that was amazing to watch. Yeah, yeah. Look, I, when he whispered in that guy's ear, he's like, who do you think should be the next president? Mm. <laughs> exactly. I think it should be a lady named Victoria. <laughs> I think it should be a gentleman named Trump. Oh, yeah. There you go. He was there. And he said, I orchestrated it. He said, I orchestrated it. To his nephew. To his nephew. Why would a federal agent text such incriminating evidence to his nephew? Why wasn't he indicted before? I mean, what kind of a question is this? How the fuck would anyone be able... Like, who the fuck cares? I don't care. It exposes you as being hypocrites because you will use someone did a thing, said a thing, whenever it suits you. But then when you literally have the guy saying he orchestrated it, you ignore it because it's not convenient to your narrative. We made him the centerpiece. How, look, how did he orchestrate it? I mean, orchestrate it makes oh it. Oh, my God. This is in, how did he orchestrate it? What is wrong with you? This is so amazing. What do you mean? It, it's all on video. That's what like it's not it's none of our problems. They, again, you don't look into any of the things that you cover, apparently. You don't even know the ba you don't understand the basics of the story. You don't you don't understand why. A normal person who's on the other side of this issue, because my issue is not disagreement. I don't give a fuck if people disagree. A normal person would have a rebuttal already, because they would have gone over all of the revolver articles, all of the videos, and they would come up with their rebuttal for why it's completely organic. Now, I don't know how you're going to argue that. I don't know what you're going to argue, but that's not my fucking problem. That's your problem if you want to take the other side of this. But again, regime propagandists, they never do that because they're not interested in that. They're interested in just promoting their narrative and their talking points. They don't actually give a fuck how any of this goes down, and they don't care to give rebuttals. And that's why these debates and conversations never actually reach the point of any sort of meaningful you know, getting to the bottom of anything. Because it's nonstop, they put their dress on and dance around and do their fucking propaganda tactics and you never actually get anywhere. Because the whole purpose is to shut down thinking, to shut down thought, and get people to believe the government-approved narrative. It seemed like he talked to every single person that went into the Capitol. Like he, he personally gave a, a note over to Ashley Bobbitt. Again, no one's arguing that. Uh, it's just crazy. Don't right. don't climb in. Don't let him. Don't say let him say no. No, to no. You. This is what you don't. Okay, this is what it's going to come out in discovery when he sues Fox News. Okay, you know that drug that they're saying that mm -hmm. the uh, Hamas Captagon. people had. Captagon. Yeah, yeah. So what you're actually going to find out is that he was actually giving out water bottles spiked with Captagon mm. in January. Yeah, he was a Captagon. More good faith. Look at this good faith agent wow he was yeah see he, he wasn't working for the feds he's actually working for hamas mm. okay they were really moving <laughs> how good faith and captagon on january 6th yeah see this is just ri ridiculous yes oh how good faith is this the whole idea that like even i i want to hear the response from his nephew because his nephew was like yeah sure grandpa he orchestrated the <laughs> yeah, whole fucking the thing that's a good question <laughs> 
I'm sure it was like a laughing emoji. Right. <laughs> the cry laugh emoji. <laughs> Imagine that being read in court. So uh, you uh, texted your nephew, I did, I got, you know, the, the people to go in the Capitol. Reply, cry laughing emoji. Roll no, below. Look, this is, a th- this is the thing. We will not know if it's a cry laugh emoji because when they, when they solicit the text messages, the emojis don't come out. They just You're come right. out as like a, as like a dash. It's so sad. We'll never know. Yeah. So it could be a cry laughing emoji and we wouldn't even know yet. I know. Sad. This is like a stalling tactic where you talk about shit that no one's mentioned that's like completely ridiculous to kind of like waste time. That's what we need. We need to compel this nephew to testify is what I think. I know. I want to hear about the emoji. I want to hear what emoji it was. Uh, hearings. It was all over the news. They were forced to do it thanks to Tucker Carlson and, and Professor Darren Beatty's work. There, there, wait, wait, why do you trust Tucker Carlson when he said he lied to you? Tucker Carlson said Sidney Powell was crazy. Tucker Carlson left Fox News because he didn't believe the election fraud claims that he was being forced to push on TV because of Trump. Why would you trust Tucker Carlson of all people? Tucker early on thought it was wrong. Now he says he was wrong about that. Now he says he thinks the election. Oh, started. crazy! So when the lawsuit goes away, when his lawsuit goes away, the answers change. You know, listen, whether you're right or wrong, you have a right to question the elections. The Democrats do no it all one the time. Is, no one wants to take that right from you. Brian, you Bullshit. Were so, well, so I. It's not really super relevant to the conversation about the Tucker Carlson thing. So I don't think it really needs to be brought up. But it is interesting. And it is kind of bullshit. Alex Jones' answer here. Because, like, Tucker Carlson was caught in 4K in the text messages talking about that he didn't believe the election fraud stuff and thought Donald okay, That has no bearing on the evidence. I don't give a fuck what Tucker Carlson, uh, uh, what his opinion is one way or the other. Uh, the evidence stands on its own merit, and it doesn't matter what a fucking person says. This is the a person said a thing tactic. Um, what a person says has no bearing. The evidence is either there or it's not. It's either credible or it's not. What a person fucking says about it is not relevant. Trump sucked ass. And then when that comes out, suddenly now he's like, listen, I, I, I believe it now. Now that you guys know how it, I really... Whether he believes it or not doesn't matter. Felt now I listen, I've seen the light. Now I really believe that the election was stolen. Like, that's a, like, come on, that's preposterous. That's like, how naive are you as an individual at that point? Like, they, yeah, you, you really want to believe, you know. That, that, yeah, that I don't care. I don't care what Tucker believes. It doesn't matter. Look, now that you've seen my text messages and know that I, Tucker Carlson, am a bold-faced liar, look, I think you guys have a good... Now, notice the standard here, though. They accept Tucker's uh, text messages at face value, but explain away the text message that Ray upset when he said, uh, said, when he, said he orchestrated the whole thing. Good argument here. <laughs> Let's be friends again. Right, right, yeah. That'd be like if, you know, like I leak... You know, Adam leaks. There's DM. Oh, here we go. Let's go. Bring in the 30-inch cock. Excuse me, 300-foot cock. We're going. We're going hypothetical again. Here we go. Let's go to the fantasy world. I said, "How am I? Listen, Adam. I don't want you to. I don't want you to tell anyone this, but yeah. like, I 100% think the election was yeah, stolen. This is all stalling. This is just stalling. Right. I think Joe I Biden. I would so leak those DMs so was quickly. Doing cocaine off of Hooker's ass with his son Hunter. Okay, was shooting him up with heroin in the butt. Right. Like, Why you never DM me something like this? I this know. is juicy stuff. I and can then you use leak some it. Screenshots. And I and then I'm like, listen. At the time, I thought all that was true, but now, now that it's been leaked, I don't. I've changed right. my mind. Yeah. 
Like, okay. Those are some old DMs. Yeah. Those Why are, are you leaking old stuff? That's old stuff. Listen, that was like a year ago. In this in this year, I completely changed all my thoughts on this. In public. Do. <laughs> yes. So, can, I, can I say something here? Because yes, I think Glenn Greenwald. Glenn, go ahead. That, that, the whole context for this conversation is, again, I mean, you just keep going back to it because it's so easy to see. People have this idea of the FBI, like, oh, they don't do this sort of thing. Earlier, um, I think it was Ed who said, wait, why would the New York Times run a puppies? Do you think they're working with the FBI? Like, that idea yes. to him is so different. <laughs> I didn't say that. No I didn't idea. say that. It was me. No idea what the history of the FBI is in this country. They have no idea that the FBI throughout the entire war on terror did this over and over. They would target and entrap all sorts of vulnerable Muslims to engage in plots that the FBI created in order to create a narrative that the FBI was needed because there was a much bigger threat of Islamic terrorism than there actually was. The FBI has been infiltrating and then using provocateurs to encourage groups to commit crimes so that the FBI can gain more power, can spread this narrative. You have to be incredibly naive or only paying attention to the news since 2016. Or being a regime propagandist. Donald Trump is the only issue not to understand that this is what the FBI has been doing for decades. And so to have this like naive attitude like, oh, it's the New York Times working with the FBI. That is what the media in this country has been doing. But you have for no decades. evidence of it. You're making Again, it totally made up. That's a total lie. You're just making theories up. No, he's not. You're a fucking retard. So the question on the table is, did the FBI incite January 6th and right. was Ray Epps an asset? Okay. Now, the question is whether Ray Epps was an organic actor. That's the question. That's, That's the question yeah. on the table, right? Very basic. Right. And so we have to pause that conversation because Glenn has to say, listen, did you know FBI bad? Now, see, again, this is another tactic. They use this tactic a lot with people who have valid criticisms of uh, foreign policy. They categorize you as a America bad person. So now they're doing the same tactic here, categorizing uh, uh, Glenn Greenwald as an FBI bad person. Again, total propaganda tactics. Exactly. I don't know if you knew this, but the FBI, they bad. Yeah. They've like, done this before, so obviously they're doing it now. In the past, they bad. There is, I'm telling you, I don't know how it works with them, there is no fucking way this is an organic thing happening here. This is not organic. That's all. I don't know. I don't know if they're paid. I don't know how it works. I'm telling it, It's the same thing. Remember when all of a sudden people started shilling the vaccine using the exact same talking points when the amazing atheist and all these motherfuckers came out? It's the same as that. And uh, I don't know the inner workings, but I'm telling you this is not organic. That's this is not organic. Absolutely not organic. Bad. So now they still bad. The yeah. FBI, they bad. Like yeah. this is retard. For, and also, like, also the level of bitch that they resort to. I mean, could you be any more of a bitch? I don't know. I don't know if you could. We're reaching levels of bitch here that are just uh, unsustainable. You know, talk about mind reading too, because so even if I were to grant. I haven't looked into all this fucking cases, so I don't even know if anything he's saying is true. But even if I well, were saying it they, is true. They, right, got, again, 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 uh, let's rewind. Let's rewind. You know, talk about mind reading, too. Because, so even if I were to grant, I haven't looked into all this fucking cases, so I don't even know if anything he's yeah. saying is true. But, he doesn't know anything about it, guys. But he knows that Glenn is wrong. 
So he doesn't know anything about it. He knows barely the basics about J6. He is not familiar with the revolver coverage. But he knows his talking points, which is Darren Beatty's wrong. Ray Epps is a good boy. Totally organic. The government is trustworthy. And the FBI is trustworthy. Incredible. Utterly incredible. And they call other people stupid. Isn't that amazing? It's an amazing thing. This is, again, there is you cannot distinguish this between when Matt Binder went on the Tim Pool show or when Hunter Avalon went on the Tim Pool show. It's the exact same shit. But even if I well, were saying they, they always come right. out like the people get arrested and they're like, oh, we got tricked into doing this and it becomes a big court case and right. shit like that. Right. Like all, none of that happened here. None right. of that but, happened but here. Saying, like, even if, yeah, that is true. That hasn't actually happened here. Um, and no one has even claimed that that actually happened, to my knowledge. Yes. Look, they're trying but, to foil plots. Sometimes the people involved in the plots, they kind of entrap them a bit right yeah the guys they're just entrapping them a bit it's no big deal the whitmer kidnapping totally organic come on guys stop questioning the government that comes out in court o only this well, don't you want to be part of the smart crew don't you want to be a smart guy well the smart people trust the government don't be retarded and dumb but but even even if i don't be a conspiracy theorist rant uh glenn's thesis statement which by the way i don't know if you saw this the other day on twitter uh someone was posting the classic like the most classic woke clip okay before woke even existed and the classic woke clip was so this is what i'm talking about like half their audience is reasonable this guy says did the gretchen whitmer case not happen I bet they would defend the the Whitmer fednapping. I bet they would defend it. I haven't heard them talk about it. They'd probably defend it. I don't think they know anything about it, but they would defend the government and the FBI. When Sam Harris was on Bill Maher, and remember, Ben Affleck was there. Yes. And that's where Sam Harris and Bill Maher are talking about, like, the dangers of radical Islam. And that's where Ben Affleck was like, it's gross. It's, it's racist. racist. Yeah, yes. I remember that. Like classic meme, okay. And just the other day, this is being a poster on, on Twitter, and here we have Glenn Greenwald defending Ben Affleck, siding with Ben Affleck here, saying it was wh what gross and racist for Sam Harris to to bring these. I, I don't believe. Okay, so uh, what does that have to do? That makes him wrong somehow. The accusations about Islam, and I bring this up because he's really. Yes. Wow. Yes. He, he so he posted this recently. Glenn Greenwald yes. did. No. Well, well, why would you? I don't understand what the relevance to. He's having a conversation with Ben Affleck. Again, this is all diversion and stalling tactics, and they don't even go over the whole debate. I went over the whole debate. They only go over a portion of it. Well, Mehdi Mehdi Hassan, I think, reposted it, and Glenn Greenwald like retweeted it. Like uh, supporting it, yeah. That's like, first of all, that clip is a million years old, and who's gonna take? Nobody took Ben Affleck's side in the actual when that happened. Yeah, ben Affleck is irrelevant to whether or not the government, uh, the FBI, entrap people. That has happened. It's documented. It's well documented. What it didn't happen because Ben Affleck and Sam Harris said a thing like on the Bill Marshall. What this is incoherent argumentation. This is incoherent. 
Well, apparently Medi is on and Glenn are taking his side now. <laughs> okay. okay. Wow. Right. Okay. Calling Sam Harris a big racist because the comments he made in 2010 or whenever the fuck this happened. Yeah, I know. It's like so, so long ago. Right. Um, so, and the reason I bring it up is because he's going back to that well. Now, if you heard, he's like, the FBI is going around and they're entrapping poor, poor Muslim men into, you know, getting them to commit terrorist crimes they didn't actually commit. And even if I were to grant that the FBI was engaged in doing something to this effect... Ken, if you paid attention to anything, if you actually did your job, you're supposed to know things, you're on the internet uh, doing commentary. I would think the first requirement is to at least know what you're talking about with what you cover. You don't even know about any of that? It's not a question of whether or not they were doing it. They were doing it. That's what they did. Now they're doing it to Trump supporters. But back then they did it to Muslims. They did. It's just, and like to not know that, like what, what, what is this? What is this? What is this? It's just really fascinating. Why is Glenn making the, he, he, he takes something that could, may or may not be true, because I don't know if this was there. Again, where, what planet are you, may, uh, are you on, may or may not be true? What do you, <laughs> that's amazing. Of any of these cases. But then he, you, okay, I don't, this Creates a motivation amazing. out of whole cloth. And he says, well, the reason the FBI is doing this, the reason that they're going around the people and getting them to commit these evil terrorist acts by entrapping them is because the FBI wants to increase their funding and increase their power. And that's why they're doing all these things. Like, is that why they're doing it? Or is it because people actually look around and they find people that they think are liable to do a terrorist yeah, action? so now it's good to entrap people. So now we have to do it. Guys, we have to do it. It's a good thing. And they justify it, whether it's right or right. not, to say, well, I think this person is going to do a terrorist right. action. We have to protect people now. That's why we have to entrap. So therefore, I'm going to like, you know, create this scenario where they're This is why we have to groom mentally handicapped people and trick them into uh, uh, doing an, a transaction with another FBI agent. Oh, yeah, that's, uh, that's amazing. Yeah, that's why. Got to keep them safe. Got to keep them safe. They think they're going to do terrorism, but they don't actually do the terrorism. Right, right. and I'm going to take the person off the street. I mean, exactly. both could be true. Both, right. both could definitely be true. I oh, mean, yeah. they want wins. They want to be able to come out at the end of the year and say, look, we foiled 175 right. terrorist right. Yeah. plots. That's true. And, you know, That's if true. we have to trick dumbasses into doing a terrorist plot so that we could foil it, well, you know, maybe we do that. Look, I, I, none of that has anything to do with January 6th. Look, yeah, guys, the literal thing that the FBI has been doing for years that is simply being alleged to have happened this time, but this time it's not happening, and it has nothing to do with January 6th. Just like when I was fucking the maid, and my wife came in and said, oh my god, you're fucking the maid, I was like, listen, my cock inside the maid has nothing to do with this, okay? My cock penetrating the maid deeply has nothing to do with any of this. Sex has nothing to do with any of this. Come on now. Don't be a conspiracy theorist, honey. Don't be stupid. Don't be retarded. Don't be a conspiracy theorist. Be us. Be with the smart people. The smart people understand that my cock and sex have absolutely nothing to do with me fucking the maid. No terrorist plot no, was uncovered here. Look, it you does. have. You, look, you had all of does. these people. If Ray Epps was involved, you have all of these people that they're throwing the book at. 
that they want to uh, you know, put them away forever for doing this stuff. If they can blame it on someone, why they are blaming it on someone. Why wouldn't they? Like if Ray Epps was talking them into doing this kind of stuff, wouldn't they flip on him? Wouldn't they be like, oh, look, there's, there's this guy that told me to do it? Wouldn't a lot yeah. of people be saying but that about Ray I don't Ray believe Epps? any of those people, uh, many of them didn't have interactions with Ray Epps. There was a fuck ton of people there. And then they could look at Ray Epps and say, oh, look, the case completely leads to this guy. To be clear, you're saying that why haven't any of the people that got prosecuted for January 6th crimes yeah, for breaking the Capitol turn Ray around Epps. and say, well, Ray Epps like, incited me to do it? Look, when these when yeah. these cases when these cases come out and they come out pretty like, none of these arguments refute the video. Uh, I need uh, the, none of them will actually sit down and go through the video. They'll ne they'll never do that regularly. Like yeah. uh, what the argument that Glenn Greenwald may is making is not insane. Aunt Johnny says, "Bitch and madam." I think that's the new nickname for them. Bitch and madam. I like that. I was laughing. Dick Masterson called them Lilo and Stitch, and and he. He was talking to Ricada, and he was like, he was talking about destiny and sitting at him, and he was like, what's with all these leftists constantly bringing up these ridiculous hypotheticals? And I'm like, yeah, exactly. I'm not the only person seeing this, okay? Other people who have watched these debates are saying the same thing. What is with all these fucking ridiculous hypotheticals? It's, it's, it's pathetic and hilarious. Yeah, bitch and madam. That's the, that's it. And it, like we're talking about it logically here they want to say that they foiled all these terrorist plots those things become they first of all they don't let them put on the suicide vest and go down to the mall okay they stop it before that happens uh, that's not true they didn't stop the buffalo shooting again just you're out of your depth you're just so out of your depth it's amazing they didn't stop the buffalo shooting obviously right but when they start no that's not obvious that's not obvious executing them and digging in they start realizing okay well maybe the agents didn't act so ethically here right well that that would happen here that would definitely happen they would right. look at the people who went in they would say look ray epps wasn't acting very ethically here he's a, a federal asset look, look at this See, I, i'm not the only one here's another person in his chat has adam not seen the videos of ray epps here's the thing i don't believe they've seen them but they would defend it anyway they're going to just come up anything they're going to just go whenever people, whenever propagandists like this are faced with evidence that's inconvenient to their narrative, they go to the, oh, it's a good thing. They had to do it. He had to do it. They would probably come up with that. Well, he's helping people. Look at this poor old man. He's an old man. He's helping people. Oh, he's confused. He's an old man. I'm into going in. This is entrapment. We yeah, can't they covered arrest it up these this people. Give yeah, the people who are being arrested they would be screaming bloody murder. But they, they'd be like, this guy Ray Epps was the one that telling me no, to go in. No, they wouldn't because they drank the Captagon water, so they don't realize oh, okay. that they were mm, in trouble. Yes, now None we're going to bring thing. up the good faith. What is that argument absurdum? Is that the, the, that's like the academic, a lot of the tactics that I talk about have like academic names, but I'm, you know, I don't do any of that shit. I, I, I barely graduated high school. And again, this is not a high level, high IQ show. All I do is point out people who are obviously lying and the different tactics that they use. That's it. It's not for everybody. That's fine. That's fine. But especially in this day and age when you're bombarded with nonstop propaganda, 
it's good to have shortcuts to figure out if a motherfucker's lying to you. And with that said, you can download, if you go to Rumble and click the description, I have, I have a guide on different propaganda tactics the media uses. But I opened the guide with, the, I tried to come up with what's the simplest thing. Like, what if some fucking guy's talking to you about something you have no idea about the subject? That happens, right? <clears throat> There's still a way to figure out whether a person's lying. It's very simple. So let's say someone uh, starts talking to you about something and you have no idea about the subject. It's very simple. All you do is you ask them to provide evidence to support their position. How they respond will tell you everything you need to know. A normal person will say sure and they'll give it to you. Okay? When people, for example, uh, people will we'll talk about masks. There's people, people that be like, oh, do you have those links to the mask studies? Yeah, no problem. You want to? You want mask evidence? No problem. You can go to you go to my bitchute, bitchute.com/hard-bastard. Uh, you you you'll have to search down a bit. But I I have a whole bunch of videos where I read a whole bunch of mask studies. There's aggregate sites. Oh, I actually link them in the guide. In the guide, as an example, just something easy. Like my contention is masks do not stop influenza-like illnesses. And if you say to me, well, what evidence do you have of that? Bang, here are the links. Now, if you want to go over the links and then you see something where you think it supports your position that they let's say you want to argue that they do stop it and then you want to bring up a rebuttal or you want to bring up a certain study no problem but none of these motherfuckers ever do that normal people who because i'm not saying like you can disagree i have no problem with that but a normal disagreement would be actually like about what we're talking about right if it's masks it would be related to masks okay now how you know you're talking to a liar is if they start attacking you for asking them for evidence or if they do the destiny thing where they like put their hands on their head and like, oh, what are you kidding me? Everybody knows this. How do you not know this? That's how you know you're talking to a liar. A normal person, when you ask them for evidence, will give you the evidence. Maybe, you know, maybe if they don't have it on them, you know, maybe they'll say, give me five minutes or, you know, I'll, I'll send it to you, something like that. But a liar is going to act like you're the problem for asking for evidence. They're going to use many of the tactics you see Sitch and Adam use from the standpoint of acting like, what are you, dumb? That's stupid. That's retarded. They're going to use uh, ad hominem attacks. They're, they're going to use tactics. That's how you know. So even if you don't know anything about the subject matter, just ask the person talking to you, can you provide me some evidence that supports your position? And that'll tell you everything you need to know. Now, is it good if you don't know anything about the subject to like later on, you know, try to look into it? Yeah, sure. But that's up to you and how deep you go. That's all of that's your decision. I just want to try to show as many people as possible. The media is lying. These regime propagandists are lying. What you do with that or where you end up on the whatever side of the aisle, that's up to you. That's not that's really not my business. But yeah, these motherfuckers are lying to you. That's ultimately my point makes any sense none of this makes any sense we know we know everything that's going on in this situation like everybody's text messages have been looked at uh, these guys are just conspiracy but if yeah, guys 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 everyone's text messages have been looked at everyone's oh boy that's amazing and these guys they're just conspiracy theorists well there you go more amazing argumentation what a refutation oh my goodness Listen, I want to go on the Twitter.coms mm. on the X, yes. the X platform. I want to type in 
glowy. He glows and shines. I want to tweet that meme out, okay, and then feel justified on it. Okay. Look, I, right. The only one that I have any respect for in this conversation. Oh, I'm sure people give a fuck uh, about who you respect. It's Alex Jones, because at oh, least yeah. he seems to be intelligent mm. enough to know that what he's saying is bullshit. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I can't, yeah, yeah, yeah. I honestly can't believe, like, what? I. I used to think Glenn Greenwald was like... Oh, uh, I used to like Glenn Greenwald until he started going against the narrative. Now he's a bad person. Intelligent human being here. What? What is he on? The he, guy he, that knows nothing about the subject matter he's discussing is saying that Glenn Greenwald doesn't know what he's talking about. That's amazing. Isn't that amazing? He's on America Bad. Oh, America Bad. He's been on America Bad, Bad yeah. for like decades. Mm -hmm. That's his whole operating uh, mind... His, his whole operating worldview is America Bad. Yeah. Look, for 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 his understanding of the world to actually work, yes. every single person that works in the Federal Bureau of Investigations has to be corrupt. It's not what he said. He's never made that argument. Every single one they of them. They are because America's now look, bad. You 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 could so good faith. Oh, look at the good faith, bitch and madam. So good faith. Convince me that there's probably a few corrupt guys in there, but to convince me every single one of those guys is not like I am a, I work for the FBI. This is the most uh, storied institution in America. I'm a Fed. I'm a chief law enforcement officer. I'm fucking Superman. I'm gonna stop the terrorists and save the world. Well, that's what know, the, that's the attitude those guys have. Yeah, it's funny, good guys. They're trying to help, guys, because. You have people, I mean, Glenn is on the left, right? But you have people who are like leftists who will sit and they'll say, the cops are going around just trying to arrest innocent black men, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and they're doing this because they're racist and they're trying to perpetuate white systemic power, right? And then people on the right say, oh, that's, that's obscene. That's obviously not happening. But then if Glenn says, listen, the FBI is going around, just trying to entrap, you know, innocent. Again, retarded faggot. What Glenn has said has been demonstrated ad nauseum. It's not my problem or Glenn Greenwald's problem that you don't know that. I don't know what this is. It's amazing. So I, I, it, it, I get, is it a tactic? Is it like they're playing stupid pretend? I don't know. I don't know. But that's incredible. That's utterly incredible. People. Uh, constantly, and they're just sitting, they're just having like yeah. Like why the, do they buy that? Right, yeah, and then they just buy that whole cloth. It's like, well, wait a minute. Well, again, what? because what Glenn uh, uh, has argued has been proven and can be proven. I would love to see Glenn go on this show, but you know, it, who knows? What the fuck is happening? Like, why are we buy, why are we assume that one narrative is completely false, and then we buy the other narrative? And well, again, retard, because one narrative can be proven and the other one can't. It's pretty simple. Our narrative is completely true. What Just because it seems nice with Gee, our political... Hey, guys, why do we believe things that can be proven and don't believe things that can, that are unproven? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. That's a that's a big mystery. I don't know how to figure this one out. Views? Yeah, when they're basically mm. the same narrative. They're literally... They are not the same narrative at all. Uh, that's completely made up. The same narrative. It's just yeah. different. It's just that who the target is appeals to a different group of people. Again, that's totally made up. Very good point. It's a retarded, naive point. With no basis in reality. Easily refutable.
Out By the way, nowhere. if I can just add a, a, a nice little colorful detail there, the author of the Ray Epps puff piece that asked none of the questions that would get to the core of his involvement there. It's total puff piece. You can read it yourself. The author of that, his previous work, includes the CIA authorized account of the Sinaloa cartel. That's okay, guys. That's no problem. The CIA has to get involved with our media. It's a good thing. They have to protect us. Yeah, so the idea that the New York Times is, say something. Like, the idea of the New York Times is doing cleanup work for the deep states is saying what Glenn Greenwald was saying is key. I remember the New York Times headline. They can pull it up in there. We're not showing videos or clips. We'd all it would be too much here. I remember the New York Times headline like 15 years ago. 97 percent of Islamic terror plots were hatched and run by the FBI. That was the headline. We're getting so uh, far including away from the first the World point, Trade Center so, bombing, so, so, by the way, so, which is how is a consistent track record of the FBI running gay ops? How is that in any way a distraction or not germane to January 6th being an FBI gay op? Alex, I just, Alex, wait, Alex, just one really quick thing. You said Ray Epps was the last, one of the last to be charged. He isn't the last to be charged. There's 1,200 people that have been charged. 1,250, I believe. Who said he's the last to be charged? Alex, Alex, Alex said they waited three years. You were about Yeah, they waited three years. But, That's but do, you reali do you realize that they're still indicting people and they oh, expect that they're probably going to... Yeah, well, now they're going to indict people that didn't go into the Capitol and they're probably going to indict commentators. They had yeah, puff pieces. He was no, on let, ABC. Let me finish my let point, Alex. And oh, that, my and God. That, so go do, do you realize that... They're still indicting people. There's likely going to be hundreds of people still indicted. Ray Epps didn't get any less a sentence than anybody else that did anything like well, him. Again, total bullshit. Total uh, uh, demonstrable bullshit. First of all, they could have hit him with far more serious charges than they did. He addressed me. What would the charge be? Let me respond. What charge do you recommend? What charge would have been a fair charge? May I respond to what you said? Yeah, let Alex respond and then I want to hear Darren's response. My God. The man is like a chicken with his head cut off for three days, including the day of the event, running around saying, go in the Capitol. He's ramming signs into people. He testifies, I orchestrated this attack. He did and, not testify. And, 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 and then there was a Jan 6 committee. He, they asked about this text message. He said, I did that. Text, yeah, the, the text. He didn't testify that he orchestrated. No, he testified to the Jan 6 committee. That he sent the message you to his nephew. No, yes. he testified no, to he the didn't. Jan. That he no, orchestrated he it to the Jan 6 committee? He's... Uh, you keep interrupting because you can't. I'm, I'm, you're I'm not telling the listen, truth. I'm Michael Jordan slamming on you. <laughs> and what's going to happen is everybody's going to get this clip. Yep. He testified to the Jan 6 committee. They said, is this your text message? Yes. He yes. said, yes, I told my nephew I orchestrated it. Now, stop. Let me finish my point. Okay. This, there is, Thank you for being honest with me. You keep acting honest. He said I orchestrated it. You keep acting like he my... Said, he testified that he said his, to his nephew that he said that. Yes. Yes. In a text message. Okay, right. It doesn't count when you say you orchestrated it. If you said it to your nephew, doesn't count. Doesn't count. There you go. Doesn't count at all. And he did orchestrate it. So he did it. testify. He did? So the point is to keep acting like my victory is a failure. <laughs> wait, wait, what, where's the evidence that he orchestrated Guys, it? Guys, where is the most basic evidence of what we're debating? <laughs> That's why... These people, <clears throat> they're not, this is not a debate. This is uh, propagandists versus people who try to get to the bottom of things. That's, that's basically it. And uh, the propagandists are there to gaslight you and waste your time. They don't know anything about the subjects they're talking about. I say it all the time. It's demonstrated all the time. And I did think Sitch and Adam were a little different because they did get the Rittenhouse thing right, which is bizarre. But I don't know. I don't know. That's all out the window. 
from now on they're bitching, madam. And I've hit my threshold for bullshit where now I'll go insulting nicknames. That's generally what I do. I know that's not for everyone. And I'm not saying you have to do that. But I'm doing that, okay? Bitchin' madam from now on. This is who they are. And I will tell you, if you've watched my channel for a while, when they first started bullshitting, because at first when I saw them, I saw them do the Rittenhouse stuff. And I was like, this is a pretty good channel. You know, I remember they were covering a Joy Reid video. And they were pointing out how Joy Reid was lying. And I'm like, oh, it's so great to see other people pointing out how the media is lying. I'm like, this is great. Uh, and, uh, and then, slowly but surely, they started uh, doing just ridiculous regime propaganda like this. And I started out nicer, and I was trying to be... Now, no, I'm not nice anymore. The threshold's been met. They are bitching at them. They are absolute deliberate liars and propagandists. The tactics used over and over again. And not only in this video and other ones, they have no credibility in my book. Fuck them. Fuck these guys. Love to see he that. said it! But, but oh to my his God. nephew. I, I text, oh my, God, I text nephew. my friends matter. things all the hey, time hey, that hey, are embellishments. Because you guys, let me finish my point. They're all over every major corporate channel saying this poor little baby. They're saying he was a fed or an operative or a provocateur for some NGO. He didn't do anything wrong. And when it got so obvious, they finally indicted him with a slap on the wrist. And then you're sitting here saying he didn't testify. He just testified. Whoa. No, he said he didn't testify that he orchestrated it. He te testified that he sent that text to his nephew. Then he orchestrated but, but no, then they asked him. <laughs> no, Alex, then they asked him if he actually orchestrated it. Mm. What was his answer? Uh, in the transcript, he said. Uh, it wasn't that he orchestrated it. So if I send somebody a message saying a oh, bank is robbed, have, I robbed the have, bank. Have you ever embellished it? Now, this is not, this is, of course, not a standard that they would uh, go with if they, if this was uh, um, with their narrative. This happens to be against their narrative. That's why they're not taking it at face value. If this was the reverse, they would, if, like, say, say this was Trump and it was related to like a document he was waving around. They would not have this position and they would say, he admitted it, he did it, he's guilty. Message to anybody that you know, <laughs> that, like you, like I, I, maybe not, maybe not you, I can't see you doing that, but may, maybe, maybe. Actually, I'm, I'm kind of an understanding kind yeah, of guy. Alex, you, you started bringing up a good point. If I sent a text message saying, I robbed the bank, do I, can I get charged with robbing a bank if I didn't do it? If they got evidence, he's yeah, there. Exactly. Yeah, but you stupid woman, you fucking dickless bitch. If they, in addition to having the goddamn text message, had video of you robbing the bank, you would be in a pickle. Okay? You'd be in trouble. Unless, of course, you're a Democrat that they could use uh, or a uh, criminal black you'd probably get away with it. But in normal society, pre-clown world, you know, you'd be in trouble. Exactly. They need the evidence. And it's not like he's there saying go into the building. They need it's the not evidence, like he's there though. saying go into the and ramming signs. You're right. He's not there saying go in for three days. <laughs> what, what he's not there ramming charging? signs. You're right. Ray Epps is innocent. He's not can, there can, ramming can we, signs. So my question You guys is, are indefensible. My question is well, again, they're propagandists. They're deliberate liars. What should Ray Epps have been charged with? What what law did he break that instead of what he was charged with, I think, was obstructing the proceeding. Let me respond. Let no, me respond. he was not charged with that. That's the interesting thing. He was charged with what was He was, was not it? charged with... Again, has no idea. Has no idea what he's talking about. Obstruction of oh an official God. proceeding, which would have been a very easy charge and a fairly typical felony really charge conduct. given to... There exactly. So, wait, wait. Let me answer this comprehensively. So, first of all... I'm ready. 
it's extremely strange given how conspicuous and egregious extremely. and concentrated his behavior was that he somehow was able to avoid the obstruction of official proceeding behavior. charge, number one. Mm -hmm. Number two, there are even more serious charges they could have given him. In fact, in the series of videos that we put out, there's one specific exchange he had with another guy. He said, when we go in, leave this here. We don't want to get shot. The when we go in, leave this here, he's referring to that individual's bear spray. That individual ends up going into the Capitol, committing violence, and doing a whole bunch of other things. And this is a bizarre case because this guy, who is super egregious, has to this day not fully been charged. His case hasn't even gone to a district judge so, yet. So the obstruction so, case. So what, let me let me give you that. a sense. Let me give you a sense because when we're evaluating these things, we have to compare them to standards applied to others. Oh, now, oh let me stop you. You'll go next. Owen Schroyer, I've known him eight years. He's a badass guy that helps. Oh, please. That's just what I'm waiting for. Because I think I was wrong in my assessment that they're different than the other regime propagandists and that they don't demonize Trump supporters and they don't go along with this narrative that, uh, that, they wanna, that they're going along with the imprisoning of their fellow citizens. Owen Schroyer is a prime example. I'd love to see. I want to see what they say about Owen Schroyer. Owen Schroyer is one of the more egregious cases of political persecution. They First of all, they tortured him. They tortured him. And uh, this would... Uh, let's see. Let's see what they say about Owen Schroyer, if they say anything at all. Helps disabled children and is literally like a, a, a super good person. No, no criminal issues in his life other than protesting. He is with me saying, don't go in... They charge him, and in the charging documents say, Owen's lying, he doesn't work for InfoWars. That's in the charging documents, the sentencing documents. The judge says, I'm putting you in these months in federal prison because you just questioned the election again and gave three examples of no, where he no, did it. No. So, so why, Owen, why, Owen spends months in a federal prison. Why don't you talk about the deferred deferred agreement that he had in 2019? No, I agree, I will. Code Pink runs around in protesting. He put tape over his mouth when they were letting leftists run around and throw red paint in Congress. And they said, sir, you can't do that. And, and then, he agreed that he wouldn't do it, when, and he did. Right, so this smiling fucking faggot is okay with a guy being put in solitary confinement for like a month because he put tape over his mouth. See, this is the kind of shit, like, you. I hope he has the same thing happen to him. I hope he, it happens to him. That's what he would deserve. Because this is like next level evil. They, they torture a guy because he put tape over his mouth and you're defending that. You can't be more despicable. You cannot be more despicable. Protest. He went there he to cover it as a journalist. Area. He was in a restricted area, though. No. He so, so he was. He put tape over his mouth, and he was in a restricted area. So it's okay to put him in solitary confinement for thirty days and imprison him for sixty. They wanted to do seven months, I think. He was on. Listen, Ray Epps is not said, it. Listen, listen. And now this fucking piece of shit's laughing about it. Can you get more despicable than this? I don't know if you can get more despicable than this. Owen is there with me saying, don't go in. He agreed he would not protest. He was there saying, don't go in the Capitol. And you're not going to defend him going to but, prison. But, but he pled guilty to everything that he got charged with. Be because he, it's a rigged D.C. court. <laughs> or he... And oh, now he, these faggots are... Keep laughing, you fucking faggots. You laugh because that happened or, yet. Or you Keep can, fucking laughing. Oh, I can't wait. I hope karma delivers.
And again, karma, the beauty about karma is it's peaceful, it's uh, not illegal, and no one does anything. Karma handles it. Like what we went over before with karma, where the guy, the vaccine propagandist that coerced people, tried to coerce people, went along with a uh, effort to destroy people's lives if they didn't take an experimental vaccine. Karma delivered. And uh, so hopefully karma delivers to all these motherfuckers too. And the beauty is it doesn't require anyone to do anything. Okay, so there you go. They're not going to, if karma delivers, and now it's, it's a, you know, it's an inconsistent mistress. So it doesn't deliver at, at a satisfactory level most of the time. But, you know, it is what it is. But hopefully these motherfuckers get some karma because that's very despicable that your fellow citizens are being tortured and put in jail for putting tape over their mouth and you're laughing about it. Okay, keep laughing, faggot. Keep laughing. It's funny because, like, the problem is on our side. We've got testimony under oath. We've got judicial rulings. We've got jury trials. We've got full videos. Not Everybody's again, total bullshit. The video we have all Owen of these. We have no, no, you don't. You're just saying that. All Go of in, these pieces of evidence. And you say I can't finish a single statement. Well, fuck you. Commies shouldn't even be allowed to talk. That's where I'm at with all this. I'm not saying that's right. I'm just saying that's where I'm at. Yeah, wait, let, let's yeah. yeah, the yeah, problem is... Let me tell you something. Yeah, my reporter yeah, deserves problem... to go to jail for being there and trying to keep... If I was in charge after this event, uh, these three would be tribunaled immediately. But I'm not in charge, and I don't expect that to happen. I'm just saying what I would do. That's all. Get those uh, portable... Remember in Saints Row, you can call up your homies, right? And they bring these vehicles, right? We can bring the yeet cannons and a judge. So you just make the call... You, you, you bring the yeet cannon, you have a judge, you have a quick trial, and then we'll figure out what happens. Very, and, and the yeet cannons are humane because they have a sticker on them that says this yeet cannon has been certified to be humane. You know, like they do with uh, whatever the fuck, beef or whatever. I don't know whatever they do. What, 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 guilty. Yeah, what, what, what do you do in a rigged DC court? Fight your case. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're innocent fight. If you have evidence that you're innocent fight, but there was no evidence because he, he broke the agreement that he signed and then he pled guilty and said, I broke the agreement that I signed and agreed to the sentence that the, the sentencing guy And Trump should be able to run for office. Also, this entire <laughs> argument has been you, again, arguing for an insurrection, for rebellion. All again, total bullshit. So uh, Destiny's been given the talking point to try to uh, manufacture consent against Trump supporters to have bad shit happen to them. So any sort of disagreement he labels as rebellion against the government, that's very deliberate and it's very consistent. He does it all the time. He's done it. He does it on Twitter. If you disagree with him on politics, especially related to J6, he says you're a traitor. That's very deliberate because I think they're eventually going to start uh, uh, arresting people. I hope I'm wrong. We have everything we have over here is actual testimony under oath, actual Owen judicial Schroeder, rulings, actual rulings by judges, Capitol, actual rulings by Supreme Court. Nothing, we, I can't finish. Right. I, said, I have to be able to finish. I, I, I gotta be able to finish. Well, I gotta, I gotta let, be able to finish. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we, we, we are, we can provide these arguments. We can provide the evidence. We can provide the testimony. And all you do is go, oh, well, I don't trust the courts. Oh, well, I don't trust statements made under oath. Oh, well, oh, hasn't the FBI done this in the past? You can skirt by providing hard evidence. I gotta be able to finish. One thing. You can be able. You can skirt by. You can skirt by. You can skirt by on providing any hard evidence for literally a yeah, it's totally made up he's just talking fast he's just talking fast single claim that you've made today true. that's just total bullshit total made up bullshit there hasn't been any evidence provided to again, support that's the no evidence at all tactic that he's using that any of the claims made today and, you're, and you are hand brushing away every single other that's claim. total projection that's what they do 
happening that's made Ray literally said, talked about under oath by people okay, that were loyal to Trump, by people that nothing Trump tr trusted over and over and over again. And at, at the end of the day, like, what could you possibly be advocating for nothing besides an insurrection? I can't even finish a thing. I think it's because when I talk, you get really afraid. No, no, I actually respect. I appreciate that. You just said. I understand. Okay. You just said. When I defended Owen, you just said, here you are advocating for insurrection again. Exact quote. A guy saying, don't go in the Capitol as a reporter. Yeah, and he doesn't care. This is about enforcing the narrative. Don't even stand up for the First Amendment. Or you don't of course not. These are, don't you understand? These are filthy, disgusting commies that have to be removed from society. So, of course, they're for their fellow citizens being imprisoned. They want to kill you. I think Alex gets. I think he's sarcastically asking this. They want to fucking imprison you, Alex. They don't give a fuck. They don't care. They don't care. That's why we have to have, again, humanely, legally, and politically, we have to have full commie marginalization removal from society. And you know the beauty of that is? Because you're like, how do you do that? Well, I mean, it's a big job. But how do you do it? Well, they, they've provided the blueprint. Here's one example of the blueprint that they've already provided. What they did to conservative professors at the colleges. They had a really good um, run, and they very effectively marginalized conservative professors at colleges. And they eliminated almost all of them. So that's the blueprint. That's the blueprint, except we do it to commies. That's all. That's it. Follow the blueprint. Don't be as aidsy as they are. You know they're a little too aidsy for me. I, I won't. I, I, I wouldn't like that. But uh, yeah, th that's it. They've provided the blueprint. It would be so satisfying if we were successful in this. Can you imagine the ending to that story? That the commies were marginalized by the very same blueprint that they used to try to marginalize conservatives. Oh, that would be satisfying. I'd need a cigarette after that one. That would be. Mm, that's a hell of a thing right there. The do you trust the courts? I don't think most Americans do. That's when you have real okay, revolution. If you don't trust the court, real revolution. What do we do in a real revolution? Now you have to trust the government or you are a uh, traitor to the government. Hey, listen. You have to trust the corrupt, filthy, pedophile-ridden government or you're a traitor. I'm not trying to go there right now. We are there right now. We just were. It's January 6th. Listen, if there was any time to go don't there, worry. don't touch me. If okay, there, listen. If, if there is where, one, where, where would you? If there is one, you're going to lose. Sure. Okay, I, we'll see. Okay. Where oh, is yeah, the? Yeah, yeah. Didn't like four people dying on January uh, 6th from obesity and meth. It's never good when the debate breaks down into one person touching you saying, "Listen, if it comes to violence, you're going to lose. <laughs> you're going to lose." Okay. That's things have. Things have not gone well. Or maybe, I mean, they've gone well for us, the audience. They're silent on Schroyer. I don't know if they've ever commented on it before. I'm very interested. I just want to see them one time defend the, the, the most pure of evil. I just want to see. I haven't seen them do that yet. They've defended a lot of fucked up shit, but they haven't reached the, the, uh, the threshold. Uh, so we'll see. They haven't gone well for this. I mean, I think they're liars, and I have no respect for them, but... I'm not at, you know, tribunals for uh, bitch and madam at this point. I just think they're they're fucking retarded. Think of, you know. I'm, I'm for tribunals for destiny and the Krasensteins. Absolutely. Call up the Saints Row homies. We're going to have a quick trial. Some sort of conversation that's, you know. Is do you, do you do, go ahead. I keep interrupting. No, that's it. It's fine. Do you, do you agree with the assertion that 
it's a shit it's a fan it's the right that has all the guns and just rewind to the owen schroyer thing talk about owen schroyer you're completely skipping over that he's gonna i mean i mean that's not untrue yeah look yeah i think the right there's probably more right wingers in the military than left wingers sure. in the military i just want to point yeah. out look at my pause game this is such a this is like a mean this is like this a is. piece of art right here okay this should be hung in a gallery like a minute left right, right. how yeah. many memes could you could you create from this image of what is alex jones telling destiny is what is the fatherly advice alex jones is this trying is... to tell destiny at this moment okay son son <laughs> let me tell you about the deep state exactly okay let me tell, let me let me explain to you about the frogs. Let me explain to you how they're making the frogs gay. Yes. <laughs> let me exp let me tell you about Owen. Okay. Did Man, you drink the water, Destiny? <laughs> Did you get the Catholic on? Hi. You just listened wow. to a clip from the Sitchin app. So they didn't they didn't address it. Oh well. Really terrible. Utterly despicable. How despicable. Unbelievable. All right. Well, there you go. That's bitch and madam doing their normal regime propaganda this time around January 6th. Not at all surprised. All right, let's see here. Um, let's see. Uh, Tough Choice says, Glorious Bastards is a good one, but the Hard Mafia is also good. Yeah, I like that one too. Glorious Mafia would also be good, or Mafia of Righteousness, even better. WAP Army. Uh, I mean... Uh, Mr. Medicare has the Bully Cabal and the Sweetie Squad, so multiple names could work for us, too. Yeah, sure. WAP Army, that's pretty good. Absolutely. Uh, Silky Johnson says, I don't get it, HB. When animals come here from shithole countries, do they not learn how to use the toilet? They learn to wear clothes somehow to those people. Do those people with their primitive brains not just comprehend using a toilet? Are they marking their territory? I have no idea. I have no idea, and uh, they, I, I don't know. They're putting uh, cups of urine on people's porches. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what, what the hell's going on. What a nightmare. What a piss and shit nightmare. Silky also says, will the call-in show be on Archive HB? Uh, yes, I'm actually going to set that up right now, and uh, it will, uh, yes, it will be. He says, I get why propagandists lie, I just don't get why they're so retarded about it. Are echo chambers that powerful? So much of their lies are easily checked. I guess that doesn't matter when you get paid to do it. Yeah, I don't know. This is the thing. I don't know. I don't know the ins and out of it. But it's not organic. That's the bottom line. It's not organic. Just like the vaccine propaganda was not organic. And how it happened and what the ins and out are. Hopefully one day we'll find out. Hopefully uh, one day we will find out. Let me check here, and then I'll set up the call-in show. One second. All right, there we go. Let's see. Uh, Killer Eight Thousand says, "Look at this shit." All right, let's have a look. Man smears poop on a woman in a New York City subway station in sickening video. Oh, I remember this. The poop bandit. The poop bandit. What a shit show! A man smeared human feces on a woman's face in an unprovoked rush rush hour attack inside a Bronx subway station. The 43-year-old victim was sitting on a bench when a man began walking toward her holding a black plastic bag according to the cops. Without saying a word, he smashed the vile contents of the bag in her face and then he smeared it on the back of her head. 
The assailant took off after the attack, and the cops were still looking for him Monday morning. Welcome to New York. Welcome to New York. Unbelievable. So there we go. And uh, I think they caught the guy. He uh, bludgeoned a woman with a hammer. These are the types of people they let back out on the street. And this was before the migrants invaded New York City. This is before the migrants. So now you got, on top of this, you got street shitting, cup pissing migrants. And it's probably only a matter of time before they start getting violent. So what the fuck? What the fuck? What a time. What a time to be alive. It's amazing. All right. Let's see. One second here. Uh, okay, I'm going to set up the call-in show. So if you decide to call in the call-in show, I would just say call, uh, call in, uh, get on hold as early as possible. And because uh, it's unlikely we'll be able to clear out the queue. So uh, get in as early as possible. So I'm going to stop the stream and then set it up and then I'll restart it. Uh, it'll be by 11.15 will be the restart. It'll be off YouTube, but on uh, all the other platforms um or what did we do is it on rumble just i i forget i forget how uh, yeah well that's fine okay we'll do that um anyway thank you for all the people that sent super chats uh thank you for all the people that have signed up helping us restore the bathhouse that was nuked by youtube youtube nuked the membership program uh, on the soft gentleman's bathhouse which was about 25 percent of our uh, monthly income depending on the month so we're rebuilding it through Subscribestar link in the description and in the chat and also through Rumble if you click the red subscribe button thank you for everybody who has subscribed to that and uh, I will set up the call in show and I'll be back by 1.15 uh, it'll be again off of YouTube I will see you guys then